We've got to do a show, not talk about Call of Duty Clan All Wars. Right. And ready or not, I started the recording. You guys were not going to stop talking, it seemed. So, um, nope, nope. I just turned it exactly on. It's exactly like Wings talking Clan Wars with some stories. Yeah, Wings hey. just, he just talks. <laughs> you know, he's like, it doesn't matter. Like, social cues, they're just not a thing. Oh, we just talked for 45 minutes. I wanted to talk about Clan Wars. I was just talking about the, the, the part before the show where Woody was trying to tell us about this, this new, these new servers, server yeah, deployment. Was all and then Wings excited. just. Interrupted. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> Woody's like right in the middle of a really long series. Like, yeah, and so it's like this and that. And Wings goes, oh, I see. So he does videos like this. I like this guy. And he stops. And we were like, Wings, that was kind of dicked up, man. Why'd you do that? And he goes, I don't know. I guess I don't really like him. <laughs> <laughs> but, he had, but the truth was he had, his, he had us all muted accidentally. Yeah, so it, so it, sense. it turned out that he small. wasn't that insane. No. So. But he was really so taken by the... Episode 160, we've got Joe Lowe's on, fresh yeah. off a win. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, We're doing oh, great. before we dive into Joe, we have a sponsor tonight. He is the assist man, or the real assist man. The and real assist man, no faking. Yeah, he's... Dude, he's the realest assist man <laughs> in the really multiverse. Good. He's as real yeah, as this assist This motherfucker get. opens Xbox Ones with a machete. <laughs> That's how real he is. <laughs> anyway, he's got a gameplay focuses on gameplay footage, vlogs. Uh, he talks about gaming, gaming reviews, product reviews, stuff like that. Check him out because he is the best gosh darn channel on YouTube. You can find him in the club with all the other bitches because he's real as motherfucking shit. There you go. The real assist man. <laughs> Check him out. Uh, so, Joe, dude, we were talking about you and fighting and how much it sucks before the show started. <laughs> it's it's the worst profession ever. It's the best, but it's the worst sometimes, too. Oh, I'm looking at your picture. Is that Melvin Gillard with his forehead on the ground? That is that is the one. The yeah. Young Assassins. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. Poor guy. You win some, you lose some, yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, so when I went to the Boston thing, I um, like it, watching people walk in, and knowing how half of them lose and, and how much is riding on it, it it's it's heartbreaking to see those guys. Uh, it's it. it's, the, it's the absolute worst. You know what I mean? Like, we always have, before the weigh-ins, uh, Burt Watson, who's like, he does, like, all the logistics for the UFC. Burt is the mm-hmm. man. He makes everything happen behind the scenes. And they basically, you know, give us a pep talk about how, you know, don't fight on the stage. You're going to get paid to fight tomorrow. You know what I mean? Everyone make weight. Or, you know, I'm sure you're going to make weight. You know, like, gives a little pep talk. And it's so weird looking around because you have, you know, if there's 10 or 12 fights, you have, you know, 20 to 4 guys standing around. And and everyone's there and there's the camp and their corners and their managers. And, you know, there's probably, if you've got three corner men, maybe a manager, there's probably like four or five people with every single fighter. So there's like each, each fight has 12 people or so involved. You get 10 fights, 120 people, 150 people. There's a lot of people there. And, like, on top of that, then you have, like, everyone, like, back home, you have training partners, you have chiropractors, you have grappling coaches, wrestling coaches, stand-up coaches, all these different guys. And it, it half the guys are going home with a loss. It doesn't matter. It's like you dedicate months to, you know, this 15 minutes of, you know, this is this is it. You know, everything you've done in the last three months, every punch you've taken, every injury you've dealt with, every training session you hated – doesn't matter win or win or lose. You know which group are you going to be in? Uh, and, and half the guys are going home with those losers. If you get Suck. to see that behind the scenes, like even a little, I, I get to see it just in, in, a, in tiny little doses sometimes when I'm at Joe's. I measure those guys, the whole family of people, the chiropractor, the strength guy, the grappling guy, the boxing guy, whatever, not just by whether or not the fighter wins, but by 
how much they stick by their fighter during a loss. You know, if your guy gets knocked out and the next day you stand next to him and say, fuck yeah, this is still my guy, I like that corner, man. And, and I'm like that too. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's, I, I've seen, you know, other guys, you know, when, they're, when their fighter wins, they're like, you know, they're like right perfect positioning right over their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is my guy, you know, when they lose. when they, when they And then when they lose, gone. You don't see him at all. You know, you don't hear anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's tons of guys that, you know, that are, you know, really good. There's tons of guys that are really bad like that. And, you know, I'll never I'll never work with a guy that's going to, you know, be like that. And when you lose, he's gone. And when you win, he's there. I'm yeah. going to say this. If, if I have lost a fight, all my motherfuckers be deleted off my friends list. I'll be deleted from <laughs> the pros conference. It, it, all, it all comes down to, I mean, it, it's, it's important. You know what I mean? It all comes down to, you know, one night. But there's so much more that goes involved with it. You know what I mean? Like, and not all losses are the same. You know, you could have a loss where, you know, you would, you know, super unprepared and just you know nothing went your way. Could be other times you lose though when you did everything right. You just you ran into a better guy, and that's all there is to it. You know, there's nothing you can really you know you can't hang your head about you know what you did. Your preparation was great. You deserve to win. You just don't get to win. Nah, fuck that noise. My my spine was not straight enough. I'm going to a little power <laughs> med. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Dude, you know what though? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's all on you. You know what I mean? Like they're all they're all there to help you out, but it's it's all on you. You know what I mean? If like I'm if I'm the first person to fail, you know maybe there was someone that could have done something better, but I'm the one dropping the ball. Yeah, but well, you're, I, you're I, I disagree. Where you split seconds make the difference between matches. I oh, would yeah, blame, every time I took a loss, I would put it squarely on the shoulders of the chiropractor. I'd go in there and give him the shittiest look, and let, he'd be like, you know, hop on the table, man. He'll, let's go. He's like, yeah. Well, how about you uh, try a little harder than last time? Because we all know how that turned out. We're gonna switch it around this time. You're on the table. Take his back. <laughs> yeah. And so we don't you really have... let everyone down last time, Steve. With that shitty adjustment. <laughs> we don't have Joe for the entire show tonight. Uh, Joe's Joe. What are you? You're at a Beer pong party or something? What do you got uh, going so on? So I'm I'm an absolute asshole. Hi, There's people oh, yelling. Hey, what's Hi, up, guys? Can you see us? No, they can't see no. you. Is uh, that Jimmy Quinlan's so, voice? Yeah, I'm gonna turn my mic. It might might cut out on me. What's up, hey, what's up, guys? Those are people. Oh god, I know both of those guys. Hey, Wiggs, there's the cop you talk shit to. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you give me speeding tickets, I'm motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, black people? Oh, God. <laughs> that, Jimmy's, Jimmy's only a part-time cop. You can only hate him half the time. If you're watching this, that girl with the bottle in her hand kicks harder than anyone you've ever met. <laughs> hey, kick the cop. Let's Nothing see it. <laughs> kick him in the stomach. See how far the beer goes. <laughs> you don't want that, man. You don't want that. Uh, what was oh, oh, I was going to... Uh, we have questions with the rapid-fire questions that come direct from the internet. Are you ready for this? I'm ready, I All think. Right. What's the most painful submission? Uh, most painful... Uh, neck, uh, neck crank. It's the worst. Yeah, that's a good... Um, how much of ten, your... Ten-finger ten finger guillotine is pretty bad, too. <laughs> I like this one. How much of your victory is due to Woody not being at your fight? A hundred percent. Honestly, I, I did nothing different this camp. I did everything the exact same, but Woody wasn't there. That's, why I <laughs> that's, that's all of it. <laughs> all right. Your future son wants to follow in your footsteps by either being a fighter or working in IT. Which would you prefer? Um, Probably IT. I think. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going IT. 
It's going to be the best IT guy ever, though. <laughs> <laughs> IT? Uh, that's interesting. You wouldn't want him to be, uh, you know, rich and famous MMA fighter, huh? We, we just talked about how much I, like, how awful the sport can be sometimes. And, like, there's just so much pressure and stress. And like, Now, I, I'd probably want him to, I, I, I'm going to switch. I'd try to say fighter, but I don't ever want him to feel pressured about it. You know what I mean? Like, if he wants to fight, then I want him to succeed. If he wants to do computers, I want him to succeed. I, I don't care as long as he's, you know, he's doing what he wants. As long as he's effing awesome. All right. Yeah. Prediction for UFC 168, Silver or Weidman? Uh, Anderson Silva. You know, I, I think he was going to win last time. I think he's going to win this time, too. I I thought he was going to lose last time, and I was right. <laughs> okay, no bragging. No one likes a bragger. <laughs> all right, all right. If you had no arms, could you still beat Woody in a fight? Yes. <laughs> all right. Triangle chokes for days. <laughs> Triangle de- With no arms to set it up? Yeah, or, or, or a guillotine. Dude, that's your, uh, Wait, how are you going to hit does. a guillotine without any arms? I, I've got something. you got to give me something to work with. Do I have no arms or do I have no hands? Uh, it's, it says no arms. Okay, no. I guess I guess the guillotine would be tough, but you know what? <laughs> I'm fucking awesome and I would figure it out. <laughs> it would be tough. There's no way. You choke your bitch ass with his fake arms. He got the guillotine is nothing but arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally an arm thing. Um, how do you celebrate a victory? Uh, usually some kind of crappy food, like, uh, In-N-Out Burger. This, this last fight, I had In-N-Out Burger, and I had a ton of cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. Which how, do you, how do you eat after a loss? Uh, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> That's what I really, thought. really bad food. It's just the, the tone is different. So, like, I, I don't, I don't drink at all, so I don't really ever want to go out and do something like that. I want to go back to the hotel room and just kind of hang out with, you know, all my, all my friends and teammates and things like that, so... We we get in and out or something awful, win and a win, and we do the same thing with a loss. All right. I, I like this question. Joe Lozon, if you were the target of a botched knockout game attempt, where would the assailant wake up? General care, the ICU, or the morgue? They wouldn't wake up. <laughs> yeah, the morgue, huh? That's yeah. That game is such – like, you're such an asshole if you play that game. Like – the, those those people are like the lowest form of scum ever. Going attacking, punching girls, punching older women, punching old guys. Like if I if I even saw someone play that game, I would be chasing them down so fast. Yeah, you, man. You, like, you think the game would take a turn? Like people like Joe would be like worth a lot of points. Like yeah, you knock Joe lows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, old people be like ten points, where Joe's like two hundred and fifty. Dude, <laughs> I if like if I even saw someone try that game, I would be chasing them down so fast. It would be end ugly. Uh, if people have no idea what we're talking about, the knockout game is when usually some sort of – if you can picture a street tough thug goes up and, and hits someone like a one-punch knockout while they're looking the other way or talking on their phone or, or something along those lines. They call it the knockout game, and it got some attention in the media recently. Yeah, dude. I Yeah. I, I Thank you already doing our part to promote the knockout game. <laughs> I saw a live week video where – it, it went wrong, and the guy's yes. girlfriend like assisted in like taking the guy down, and uh, the victim kicked the guy in the face so fucking hard, it was. It I was think he got it mixed. He tried to knock the guy's girlfriend out, and he happened not be right by her side, and he like oh. jumped on him. Oh well, then I didn't. I I didn't see the video correctly. I Either think way, has it guy, right. He tried ow. to knock out this girl. Boyfriend was right there. Um, he might have even hit the girl, right? But he just didn't hit her properly. And uh, but the girl was right in there. She and her boyfriend beat the daylights out of this guy. And and it was in particular the guy just got a uh, like a soccer kick on his face. That's what did all the damage. It was nice. 
There, there's so many videos on like YouTube and World Star and like that. Like there's some guy that had a gun and the guy hit him and the guy chased him and pistol whipped him with a gun and there's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so, so it is a, a pretty rough game to play. It's not like you always get away with it. It seems. Yeah, well, like, like, like anything win. else, you win Darwin Awards for doing anything. <laughs> Joe, this you other knock question. someone out and they shoot you. I skipped yeah. over this one. If you were to fight three Wings of Redemptions at the same time, how would you beat them? Uh, cardio. <laughs> cardio. Stick and move, stick and move. Stick and move. I mean, if you're, if you're fighting, you know, hypothetically, of course, if you're fighting three people, you have to end all three. You have to choke them unconscious and put them away. So. I don't think I'd go for a choke, right? Not, not right away. Be on I, would, the ground. I, would, I would get behind one, choke him, and, no, I wouldn't put hooks in because then you end up on bottom. You just try and choke him and end up kind of standing over him. Choke my conscious, move on to the next. Hmm. You have to fight them simultaneously, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and, and in this scenario, yeah, all but three you, wings are behind you. You, they you start, start behind <laughs> you. <laughs> they all start the behind you with the rear yeah. choke sunk in. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to get Jeremy back. I'm going to get him back. Give me about three months. Give me three months. I'm going to drop 70 pounds. I'll be back. Wings, what's your weight now? 406. 406, all right. What's your recent low? Is it 402? 403 is my lowest I've gotten. Okay, see so you right but there. But I plan on being below that in the by Christmas. Awesome. Right, so what do you think, Joe? Coming for you, Jeremy. Joe, were you sending yeah. Wings motivational material during the boot camp? Uh, I think so. I think I sent a couple tweets. Okay, Wings made some sort of reference to getting you back. I, I don't know what you were saying. I, I, my reference was, if Joe Lozon loses, I'm going to make sure I send him a nice motivational tweet afterwards. Oh. <laughs> luckily, I'm sure it'll happen at some point, but luckily not this time. Nah. So, oh, Joe, I got a question. It's, a, it's not a secret anymore. You're having a baby. Yes, now February. You, you've already agreed that the, at least the middle name will be Woody, right? Uh, I don't, I don't quite. No, know about I have that. it in writing from a previous conversation. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I witnessed that. I... We'll, we'll see what Katie says. Woody. <laughs> Woody Hey, yeah. we'll see. Woody's a good name for a boy or a girl, I think. It's good. It's a good strong name. <laughs> it's a good strong name. It's a, you yeah. can't go too wrong. You can't go wrong. <laughs> do, do you have a name picked out? Have you told everybody? Uh, I think we're going to – so I'm a junior, so I think we're going to do a third. So uh, Joseph – or Joey Lozon the third. Do you have a middle name? Edward. Joseph Edward Lozon. The third. And I think the th- I think doing the third is a little pretentious, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like my dad did it with me, and I turned out okay. So it m- might be a good idea. All right. That works. That works. Yep. Hey, is your brother fighting anytime soon, Danny? Uh, I don't know. He, he's fighting a World Series of Fighting. Uh, they have a show in like March or April or something like that. So I think he, he he's in talks for that. For, for the most part, I don't really get too involved with that stuff until he has a fight. Uh, I rolled with Joe's brother when I was there. I, so like beforehand, <laughs> I'm like, let's talk visually. Let's talk visually about Danny first. Go on. Like, like, I would say that my brother, like, you walk in the gym, my brother is by far the most intimidating person you're going to see in Does the gym. Does he have tattoos on every finger? Is that what, like... Dude, he's got tattoos across his knuckles, he's got a tattoo on his neck, um, you know, just, you, you, you know right away, 
you know, he's, they, you're going to be in for some trouble. Yeah, he's he's a bad MF, right? And and Yeah, absolutely. So, like, it, before people go, they, we kind of do this, like, hand slap, fist bump combo thing. I don't know why that everyone yeah, does yeah. it. And, yep. uh, and as we're doing that, I'm like, you know, you, you recognize it, like, <laughs> like there's a, there's a skill gap here, and, and then I said to him, I literally said, "Now, Danny, don't break your toys." And he's like, "It's all right, it's all right, I got you, I got you." <laughs> yeah, he fucking got me, all right. Like <laughs> my my arm was like bent the wrong way, and my my forehead had a lump on it. Like like after your UFC fight, guy. Like, do you remember the the bump on my head? Oh yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. You, you, it was you, pretty. Serious. You were on your. It was that time of your month. Oh god! It was legit. It was a, lesser men would not have survived that. Probably not. Probably not. You're yeah. right. D- Danny's Danny's a badass. I've been telling everyone it since he was 18 years old. Yeah, he is a badass. So, good stuff. Um, do you guys do you have any topics you want to talk about? Steam you guys sale. Want the Phil Robinson thing. Lay it out for me, Wings, because I'm out of touch on this stuff. <clears throat> Philip Robertson is the father on the show Duck Dynasty for the Arts and Entertainment Channel. What he did, he had a GQ magazine interview in which they asked about homosexuality and how does it affect with his religion. And he basically went racist and homophobic really bad, rooting it into the Bible. Can, can we can we read direct quotes from logical? Hmm? Do we have any direct quotes? Do we have any direct quotes from him? I, I can get them. Yeah, I can. I can. You, you can get them too. easily. I, I was gonna say is like being gay is illogical, and it's akin to bestiality and terrorism. <laughs> I don't. You I don't see, the thing is, he didn't. He, he didn't said. say that explicitly. He implied an an equation between um, homosexuality. Well, first of all, he said homosexuality is a sin, and then he he equated. All sin with all sin, and then then talked about bestiality and other other just heinous things as sin. So it was it was kind of like a by proxy he equated. Yeah, exactly. He didn't literally say say that they were the same. I he mean, sort of on, on, mentioned on the level same. of intensity, I, I give his homophobia and like racism like a two out of ten. <laughs> but at the same no, time, no, no, no. His his racism is much worse than his homophobic homophobia. But it, it, when, when does at the, the same when time, does religion, the, when does religion ever make the news and have it not piss off someone ever? When the Pope talks, I have Dude. the quote. I, What's when the quote? asked what he thought was sinful, Robertson replied, "Start with homosexual behavior and just morph out from there. Bestiality, sleeping around with this woman and that woman and that woman and those men." So it, it did seem like he. He kind of lumped in, like, start with homosexuality, move your way to bestiality, and then you head your way to sleeping around. So I found some more quotes from 2010. (laughs) Um, There's actually a video. Uh, I'll link you guys after I read this little excerpt. Uh, In the video, Robertson called uh, same-sex sexual activities, quote, shameful and, quote, perversions. He also implied that homosexuality was the result of people who, quote, Suppress the truth about God, end quote. Therefore, oh, excuse, no, continue. Therefore causing God's wrath. I don't Another, qu- another quote, women with women, men with men. They, com- they committed indecent acts with one another, and they received in themselves the due penalty for their perversions. That's a quote from him. Well, fuck this cracker-ass born-again. Here's Screw another him. quote. <laughs> yeah, but here's another quote. This is a good one. 
They're full of murder, envy, strife, hatred. They are insolent, arrogant God-haters. They are heartless. They are faint. They are faithless. They are senseless. They are ruthless. They invent ways of doing evil. End quote. Wow. I, I don't get the terrorism link, though. Like, I think he's just trying to say, these are among the worst things I can think of. I, the only way that I can see homosexual behavior being akin to terrorism is if they're not using Wet Platinum, a potential sponsor. Absolutely. Already. <laughs> Dude, so he, here's, the, here's the thing that confused me about this whole thing. is They have this entire show, right, which is about how much of a, like, a redneck this guy is. Basically, uh -huh. no offense, Kyle Wings. Oh but, I'm not, <laughs> wow! You know, so they have him. They have this show about how like how much of a redneck this guy is, and how he makes these ridiculous statements, says all this stuff, and then when he does, he makes a comment like you would expect from this kind of guy, and now everyone's all up in arms. They get rid of him. It's That's like, my thing. Now embrace it or don't, but don't. Yeah, those don't quotes like are when terrible. He says some things and not when he says others. Yeah, those quotes are terrible. I disagree with them wholeheartedly. But I think he's allowed to say that stuff, and I think that everybody who watches that show kind of knew in the back of their head that he would probably say some shit like that if you got him in a room somewhere. Let me, let me, let I me don't see what the big deal is. Here, here's the big deal. Here's the big deal. Here's what people are making out of it. People say that he's allowed to say the stuff through the right to free speech, which he is allowed to say whatever he wants to say. But at the same time, this doesn't fall into, like, we're suppressing the message. He is breaking a contract and breaching a contract with his employer, which pretty much probably calls for obtaining a level of decency in his interviews and things Wait, like that. I haven't heard anybody mention that. Contract thing. Yeah. No, here, here's the, the, the thing. It's, it's not that he doesn't have freedom of speech. It's just that he doesn't have freedom from criticism, and that's where we are right now. Oh, yeah, totally. You can criticize the hell out of that. I mean, thing. like, Kyle, if you had a boss... My question to you guys is, should he lose his show? He is the inventor of the show. It's his show. Should he lose his show? Or should he be suspended from it? Which I don't even know what that means if it he owns matter. the show. I you know, bet he goes to another network with it. I'm sure he gets to go to another network with it. Yeah, CMT will pick that show up in a heartbeat. That that doesn't matter. Mm. Gonna I saw, I saw CMT, come on down. Yeah, bring it. They don't have any money. I saw an article on Reddit today, and they were like, you know, this is the same network that does, like, hoarders, intervention, all this other stuff. And they're exploiting people with drug problems and mental illness and all this other stuff. But now this guy goes and says something, you know, how he doesn't like gays and, and whatever, and now they're all up in arms about it. It's like it's pretty it's pretty crazy the fact that there's been this much uproar over him saying something you would expect out yeah. of, uh, you know. Duck Dynasty is so is. white trash and redneck that I think of its memorabilia as, like, gag gifts. I have a Duck Dynasty blanket, like a throw, yeah, like, I'll on my bed, and I, it's there and so that when people see it, they go, eh, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, right, and that's stupid. It's it speaks volumes that you can buy a Duck Dynasty throw blanket. Dude, if you go into Walmart, there is a Duck Dynasty shrine. It's in like a, <laughs> it's, it's all right. So you know how sometimes Walmart has like a fitness area where they've got like three or four treadmills and some, mm -hmm. some workout. It's that big. It's as big <laughs> as the fitness area is. In my in my local Walmart, they replaced the fitness area with Duck Dynasty area. It's it's every piece of like you know. Memorabilia you could think of from blankets. I've never even seen this show. My Walmart doesn't have that. that <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Kyle and Wings' Walmart has it. It's geographical. <laughs> what, what does this show do? Like they I've seen pictures hey, of it. It's the a show. very bad show. I don't know. The show is uh, the show is pretty it's a it's sort of a reality show, but it they have uh, some decently written jokes and they got good camera work if you ask me. It's a it's a really well made show. 
whoever the semi-scripted it, reality show. Yes, and and in my opinion, it is funny. I I sat through two or three episodes, and I I enjoyed the three episodes I saw because I I've seen characters like that in real life, and I can, you can tell that it's being it you know it's more. It's bigger than real life. It's it's been it's been injected with a little bit of Hollywood and a little bit of you know words are being put in people's ears to make it funnier. But it's still a good show. But huh? they are complete white trash redneck. You know, duck call makers. There, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. They just are. I'm still giggling over the show's about rednecks. No offense to Kyle or Wings. I'm gonna put this out there that Lydia is a bigger redneck than Kyle. Whoa, really? Yeah, might Kyle be. Is might not be. a redneck at all. I mean, Kyle, Kyle's truck could have a problem, and he gives two shits and a fuck. He throws it to the wind, putting Cooper tires on his car. Oh, God, here we fucking go. <laughs> I think Wings just pulled our redneck card. <laughs> Is that a bad thing, though? Is that okay? I'm good with it. I'm happy. Yeah. This might be one you want to win. I, yeah, go on north of the Mason-Dixon line now, Kyle. It's Kyle nicer up there. speaks fluent redneck. I've seen him. Oh, absolutely. He completely... I, I speak... I Go speak ahead. fluent whoever I'm, you know, hanging he out with. He does. He completely morphs into whoever he's speaking with. It is amazing. I'm guessing it's a car salesman thing. It's a ma- ma- man of many talents. Everybody wants to hear their own little version of, you know, the king's English, you know, reflected back to them. It, it makes them, it reassures them and lets them know that, you know, you don't think you're more pretentious or smarter than they are. Is that if a I start... skill you learned while you were behaving as the assassin? Yes, it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because one minute you would have to sell a car to a 55-year-old black gentleman who lived in the country and wanted a new pickup truck for his farm, which... And then the next minute you would have to sell one to like a 28-year-old black guy who like who was a drug dealer and and had his money in his, in his pocket. Mm. So you had to, you know, sound a little bit different for each of those gentlemen. Can I just really speaking of, of of black guys, can I just to bring it back? Can I uh can I read the quote from Phil Robert is it Robertson or Rob yeah, Robertson. Robinson. Robertson. Okay. Anyway, uh I think this quote isn't getting a lot of play in the face of the homophobic stuff. This is Phil. This is from the GQ piece uh, on growing up in pre-civil rights Louisiana. (laughs) It's bad. Uh, Quote, I never with my eyes saw the mistreatment of any black person. Not once. Where we lived was all farmers. The blacks worked for the farmers. I hoed cotton with them. I'm with the blacks because we're white trash. We're going across the field. They're singing and happy. I never heard one of them, one black person, say, quote, I tell you what, those doggone white people, not a word. Pre-entitlement, pre-welfare, you say, were they happy? They were godly. They were happy. No one was singing the blues. I kind of like that quote. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't see the racism in that. Though. I think he's speaking on his, you know, he's, he's speaking on personal experience, though. It doesn't seem as bad to me. I think what he's saying is, you know, these guys that I were hanging out with, they didn't mind so much. We just hoed cotton and had a good old time because we were just poor folks. I don't think I, the question is free entitlement. There's nothing wrong the with question that. Is, Damn, I that. How that, dare that, they ask for civil rights? Because the five black guys I worked with learned to not say a goddamn word. I'm Phil Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Phil God, all the bootlickers are going to come at me on Twitter. Look, if you got camouflage in your Twitter avatar, I just know immediately to block you and not listen to a word you say. That's just, that's uh, wait a minute. What if it's digi- the, well, is there a difference for you between Realtree and Digicam? Uh, no. 
Phil, all right, Phil Robinson. No, you mean is, the, like the digital stuff? That, yeah, like, like the, military. The military stuff? Uh, yeah. It's a whole different group of guys, I promise you. If you look like a walking bush light can, I'm going to... So wait, wait, sure. wait a minute. There is, tell me the difference between the guys that were okay, digital. So, so if I see... And, and we're just talking like from a purely Twitter aspect. If I see somebody who's got like a digicam background, it's like, you know, it's, it's military. So they're like military stuff. They just like guns. But if I see somebody with Realtree or Mossy Oak, they're kind of into a. It's, it, camouflage has become like red, a redneck uniform. You know, they, they wear it when they're not in the woods. You will never see me wearing fucking camouflage if I'm not in the fucking woods. Hell no. How, how much camouflage does Jeremy wear? Oh, man. He. Eh. A lot. I can see him, I can see him in when I saw camouflage him all the time. Not all the time, but, but, but pretty consistently. Jeremy's money mostly gets funneled into his truck. <laughs> I miss Jeremy. There, should be, there, there needs to be a Jeremy show, right? There really does. Was Jeremy ridiculously strong when you rolled with him, or, or not so much? Uh, he was pretty strong. It, it, it sounds like he got stronger since then. But he, did. He, he was pretty strong. I think, are you being polite and he just doesn't have, like, the applied... Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you can say... No, I mean, no, like, I, there's a kid in my gym, Falinto, who's, like, the strongest human being ever. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, like, a little bit smaller than me, but he's a trash man. So all day, all winter long, he's, he's throwing trash barrels filled with ice and snow and water and mm-hmm. throwing them above his head, you know? Like, he's, like, the strongest human being ever. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, you know, it wasn't even close to that, but Jeremy's pretty strong. All right. There you go. Yankee Trash Man beats uh, Georgia <laughs> Chicken Man. I wish I was half as strong as Falento. <laughs> Maybe you should get a job. That would be an incredible. That would be a good movie, actually. I would watch that movie about like a fighter who had lost a couple fights and he, and he was like he, he went and okay, got a job with garbage. Is Falento there? Can it's we turn the, the camera story. on and watch him tear an apple in two or something? It'd be the life what? story of George St. Pierre, but backwards, because that's what he was before. He was a trash man before. Oh. GSP was a trash man. He was. You know, I always thought he came from a little bit stronger, like like he his parents seemed kind of um, classy, and you know, like 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 I always thought he came from like sort of a suburban, always okay kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I know he. Uh, I saw an article the other day about how he he basically paid off like his parents' house and cars and all that kind of stuff. You know, he'd been fighting for a while, but he just like paid off all their debt. You know, so I I don't think it was like it wasn't like he came from tons of money or anything. He just just worked his ass off. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of his retirement? Uh, I think it's awesome. You know, I mean, there's there's very few of us that are gonna get to go out like that. You know, goes out you know super dominant world champ, but goes out off you know goes out on a win, and you know for the most part people stick around until they lose, mm-hmm. and then you know it's like you know it's kind of crappy because like you're only, you always say you're only as good as your last fight. You know, so you fight until you lose, and you're like, oh, it's time to hang it up. But now it's like you want to get back one more win, and you know, it's hard. To and get if you get that win, if you get that win, now it's all right. Well, am I? I'm back. I'm good. You know, you sometimes you just walk away and just be done with it. Uh, you think Weidman will walk away if he wins? Nope. No, no. I, I meant to say Silva. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said no, Weidman. Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because it could just be. You know, it'll depend how it goes. You know, Anderson makes a lot of money fighting, you know what I mean? But he's he's proven he's been so dominant for so long. Um, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting. But I, I don't think it happens anyways. I think Anderson still wins. I wonder how much Anderson makes. I don't think he makes more than you can spend. Uh, no, probably not. I mean, he plus, I mean, you lose a lot of money with taxes and stuff like that, you know, but he's, mm-hmm. he's definitely making a lot of money with sponsors and everything else. I don't yeah. know. I just... Do you want a, uh, do you want any topics? Sure. 
So this is from the subreddit, and uh, I had seen it in the news. So Kim Jong-un executed his uncle recently because he didn't like how much influence his uncle had in the country. Smart move. How intense is that? That's a scary place, right? Where he just executes people? That, that's, that's, that's making an example. That's Joseph oh. Stalin territory right there. Yeah, that's pretty intense. It, it, there's another one here. It, it goes on. It's like, uh, let's see, what is this? Oh, hypothetically. I'm sure it was only his half uncle. If conflict <laughs> broke out between North and South Korea, what would you do, and what do you hope the United States government would do? If who who is this asking? North Korea? It's from the, it's from the subreddit. I guess I just watched. I don't know. North Korea has China as an ally. Like, if China, like, throws their hands up and be like, oh, we're not in this, I say fuck their world up. I mean, raid them in a week. Set free all the prisoners. Just take that country over just make it Korea. And South Korea owns the whole thing. <laughs> Turns out that's hard to do, though. I think we tried it once. Yeah, yeah we, it didn't. <laughs> like, the Chinese backed them that time we tried it. No, I well, that's true, but I, I was even thinking of Iraq, right? We ran through Iraq at the speed at which tanks drive. Yep. Whatever that speed is, that's how long it took us to take over Iraq. And, you know, here we are now still, you know, dealing with uprisings and car bombings and all that sort of nonsense. Yeah, but see, let's not do it that way because North Korea ain't got oil. They got rice. So you, you you take the country over, you let South Korea take over all the de, you know the delegation and all the you know patrol routes and bullshit, and you pull our troops right the fuck out. But what about China? Well, China has a new ally. They're, they're named South Korea. Hello. Uh, but China is a communistic oligarchy. And... I understand that, but China is very heavily influenced in our economy, and like oh, if they it. upset us, we're going to stop buying from China. And they don't want to do that. So they might throw their hands up and be like, look, we're going to sacrifice this lamb and just get rid of them. I don't think China does that. They, they still want Taiwan. I don't think China gets involved because they don't want it to go nuclear. They don't want that. Like, they don't want to get involved and help escalate it to a point where North Korea, although maybe that's a reason they would, they would get involved. North Korea comes to them and says, either you get involved with mechanized forces or we're going to have to take this nuclear to win. Because that just completely destabilizes the region, and China is screwed too. Wait, wait! You need mechanized horses? Horses? Oh, horses! horses. I was I was trying to picture robot horses. Did I say horses? <laughs> I, it, it might be me. I don't know. Robot, robot horses. horses. I also like to point out the North Korean War. I mean, the Korean War that we we had basically World War Two weapons. Now we're gonna be dropping Abrams tanks what and you know F-16s. That motherfucker. The they ain't got nothing in, for us. The problem in the first Korean conflict was never arms. We've been out gunning people. For a long time, since after World War II till now, we've pretty much been outgunning everybody we've dealt with. The problem was there was a million Chinese coming over the hill, and we didn't have a million bullets. Yeah, you put a B-52 over the motherfuckers start dropping on their base camp because they ain't got an Air Force. China doesn't have an Air Force? I don't, I don't I never heard any Air Force play in the uh, Korea. I know they have one now, but I'm talking about during the 50s. I didn't oh. really hear much about the Air Force play in the Korean War. I didn't hear much at, at that time anyway. You know why? I wasn't alive. No, well, I, I, watched, I watched documentaries and stuff of that stuff. I love the the Korean War is fascinating. Let me help you out here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> The worst part is you were back. You were alive back then in the fifties. You, you fought in the Korean War, didn't you? <laughs> the Civil War. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he gets it right. mixed up. No, he, he so did a third tour in Korea, back then, right? I 
I didn't hear. What'd you say? Which which side did you fight on? The Yankee side. <laughs> the Yankee side. What'd you think I'd lose? No. <laughs> I had a teacher. I had a teacher who showed us a documentary in like the seventh grade that referred to it as the War of Northern Aggression, and I like turned around and looked at him in the back of the room and was like, seriously. <laughs> I always thought that was like an urban legend that teachers no, in the South did that. Yeah. No, 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 it, it, what, no, throughout my entire education, there was one guy like that, and and that was the one occurrence that it happened. But I thought that was insane. I was, it did like, happen, though. It happened that one. <laughs> Joe, I'll put it this way. The North was losing until USC, until Grant came in. Cause I forgot the guy's name that went across the Potomac. What was his name, Kyle? Sherman? No, Sherman crossed the Potomac because Sherman fucking burned land to the ground. There's, there was another guy who had like the biggest, you know, armed force in you know the world history, and he would not cross the Potomac River to fight General Lee. The Potomac, I think. Potomac, yeah. Um, I forget his name. Not really a history buff. But Lee know. was running show and <laughs> running the show when the North were scared. That's what they always talk. say. Oh yeah, right up to that point we lost. We were totally winning. <laughs> well, what, what, what Lincoln signed the uh, Emancipation Proclamation there, and then they created what you call Buffalo Soldiers, and that put all the black slaves onto the side of the North, which really lopsided the troops at that point. Because if you fought in the uh, the Union, you would be granted slavery and land. I mean, freedom and land. I don't think that was really the issue. The issue was the su- was supply chains. We the the, su- yeah. the, 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 the South couldn't get the, the South couldn't get power. And, and that's why they lost. They had they, their weapons plants were getting destroyed. They didn't have a good source of gunpowder. They couldn't convince anyone in Europe to get on their side, and that's why they lost. North was just better. <clears throat> yep. Undeniable. <laughs> Scores posted. Yeah, and, How are you going to argue yes, that? Yes, they are. In in war, yes, they are. <laughs> I got a question for Joe before he leaves. Yeah. All right. Fallout Four is supposed to be happening in the Boston area. I heard about that. Pretty awesome. Have you contacted Bethesda to maybe get your gym to be an area in their wasteland? I haven't, but that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> you should so do that. Have the Lozon gym in the Fallout 4 game. I should contact them. That would be pretty awesome. That'd be so awesome. I got a question for everybody. What do you want for Christmas? I have no idea. I know, right? I, all, all I really cared about was winning my fight. You know, so, it, see that's a that's a hard right. question. You got you got to you got to be more. Do you mean like I'm what is my fantasy really game? Winning my fight. His wife is eight months pregnant. She, she's sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting right here. Yeah, I guess I guess healthy baby is good too. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Is, can I have anything, or is this? Give me a price limit. I don't yeah, know. Is this like a around. realistic gift? Yeah, or? realistic gift. Like, what do you okay. want for Christmas this year? What are you hoping for? A realistic gift from who? I don't know. Whoever gets you your stuff, your mom. Nobody gets you gifts. I want. I, I want to see some FPS Russia videos to come back. Uh, I would. I, I think that guy should. I think that guy should get back to uh, making videos. But I don't know what I want as a gift because nobody really gets me anything for Christmas. It's tough. Like uh, I'm sure, you, like Kyle, I bet you're the same way as me. If you want something, you buy it. So now it's tough for you to give other people ideas. Like I, well, I have to really think about like what I want because if I, want I actually have an idea, I, right. I, I want. I would want a service rather than a good. <clears throat> like like like, I wish for Christmas someone would clean out my closet. 
Like, that would be my Christmas gift. Yeah, if somebody went in there and organized that shit? <laughs> Dude. I don't want anything. Like, I, I'm at a point now where I can, like, look at Amazon and be like, eh, I don't really have anything I want. I got all the stuff I need. Like, yeah, like I got my stuff already. I'm kind of content. Look, I'm sitting here surrounded with the stuff I got because I wanted it, and I've got it now. <laughs> it surrounds me. Um, it's, it's a first world problem. I, I, I was going to probably buy a truck stereo for myself for Christmas. It's a good gift. I bought one of those for me. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my truck stereo is like really dated, like 10 years old, and it's starting to make noises. Like, I'll get one with a that's USB. What, that's generally what stereos do, Wings. <laughs> I was going to yeah, make a joke along those lines. So what are you looking for in a stereo? Should it integrate with your phone, perhaps? I wanted it. I wanted to integrate with my phone. I wanted to have Bluetooth, like you know, technology, so I can like stream phones, stream like music on my phone to my radio without hooking it up, you know, and have like XM built in and maybe like a USB port. I am, I'm not looking for the highest end radio, but I don't need like touchscreen or anything like that. I'm looking to spend about 250 bucks. Maybe another drawing. Another drawing. That is the lamest present in the. I can't believe you like drawings. Well, Dude, I do know I really what I'm going to get you. What I really appreciate hand-drawn art. I really do. Like, like You're in luck, bitch! <laughs> I, I, I love that stuff. Oh, uh, what, what do you got? Like, He's going to draw it. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't really have a lot. I, oh, like, my God. I used to draw this drag racer as a kid. I like... <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the drag racer. <laughs> It's pretty Do weird. that S that everybody made. With the, you know, you did the three lines. The lightning on bolt on the side? Oh, that's a oh, part of I it. Know this is good. I like well done <laughs> stuff. I don't, want, I don't want your scribblings, but, you know, if, if someone draws me something, I like that. Well, Woody, if you draw me a drag car, I'm going to blow it up and put it on the wall behind me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to do that to that PKA picture I got. That's what, that's what my mother's getting me for Christmas. She's blowing it up and framing the uh the PK picture Lefty isn't in it in because we got it before you joined the show. You can you can draw me in though, right? Can you like paste like a picture of me over? Photoshop. <laughs> Won't you send me like a really nice picture of you and I'll frame it right above it. Just get a photo of Hitler. You know everybody's gonna say that. Oh my god. <laughs> There's the drag. Is that the drag car? It looks like yeah. a baby. Mom, if you're watching this, you might remember these from back in the day. I used to draw this all the time. It was kind of a specialty. That's a what car. Is that, what is that? What is that circle <laughs> thing? Like a is roller that the, skate. That's is that the gear shift or it's the a steering oh, wheel? Yeah. I sometimes I like I, how car, Woody's car has no like trunk at all. He's all <laughs> it's like a drag a racer. Woody's like a Renaissance man. He's so talented. Woody, sing us a song. <laughs> <laughs> Do some impressions. Do some voice impressions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that too. Voice, voice impressions. <laughs> how did I get in this spot with no talent whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> Make fun of my drawing. <laughs> no, you, you, Merry Christmas. I didn't mean to spoil it. That's Alfa Romero, dude. Y'all, y'all don't go on the cars. I'd take a 780 Ti if somebody's offering. A 780 Ti? That's a graphics card for anyone who doesn't know. Or 16 gigabytes of RAM that can be overclocked to, you know, 2133 megahertz. Like a bigger TV. Are you sure that RAM speed matters at all? When's the last I've, time RAM speed was a bottleneck for anything? Ever? I've read that it's better for encoding frames. I read that somewhere, but I, I lefty, can't tell you why. See, Lefty, he's an elitist. He's PC elitist through and through, blood in, blood out. I'm talking about for streaming, man. That's why I want it for encoding video. Because that's what just, you're doing. Just so people don't get it twisted, on a graphics card, 
ram speed matters, right? The bandwidth, the clock rate, all that stuff, it's it, totally a thing. But off the CPU, I just don't think it's the bottleneck. It is on the graphics card. And it Plus, is- I'd like, you know, it just make, makes my EP bigger. Like, mm. yeah, I got that. I got a question. I recently got the Avermedia capture card. Oh, yeah. Where can, I get, where can I get those screws to seat it? Like, it didn't come with one. They should have been in the computer already. Like, you unscrewed... The... No, mine didn't work that way. Mine has, like, a little system where the plate comes off and it, like, hooks into it. So, like, the hook pops and you pull it out. Mine didn't have, mine didn't have a screw system. It just has a screw hole. Well, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I don't get the joke either. I got one right here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I, that got me. That got me. He says I. He said I just have a screw hole. All right, wings. One, hold it there because you're not. There you are. You're on the big camera. All right. You see how that top one is like almost bent? Yeah. It kind of yeah. hooks around and hooks into the side of the tower itself, so oh. it doesn't use a screw. Huh. Oh, it, so it my is. the cord's not seating well. So when I go to put like an HDMI cord into it, it kind of moves. It unseats it. Yeah. Or even if it doesn't, it's always threatened to be unseated because there's a cord right. attached. And it. like, where can I get those screws at? I, I'm sure Home Depot will have them. Yeah, just, so I just take one out and just take the Home Depot. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Are they coated with anything special, like Mm-mm. like anti magnetics or anything? No, nothing like that. So, Wings, how's your video card in s- secured then? My video card came installed, and they, they had screws put into it. Oh, like, there's okay. this place for screws, just the the, the little metal things. They, they're, they're just not screwed in. They're just almost clipped in. Yeah, what's hmm. more common is that thing that you showed us would have been screwed in. So you just take it off and reuse that screw. But yours is different, so... Have you gotten it to work though? Otherwise, the ever meeting. No, I've, I've gotten, I haven't. I've got it to a point where it's installed and seated, but from my understanding, I have a driver issue that will not. It keeps saying the card is not supported. So, just a driver issue. I, I plan on fixing it here soon. Hmm. I wonder if you installed the wrong software. But I installed the software that came with it. Oh. But the software didn't have drivers on like the CD, like. I always get it from their website. Maybe that. Maybe I can do that off the show. Just give you the link. Like this is yeah. the one I use. Something's going on at Joe's places. No, there's a party in the other room. I, I hear people screaming. I think, I think they're playing beer pong. Nice. So Joe, you don't drink. I don't ever drink ever. Never once. No, that, that's where I was headed with this. You've ne- you've literally never even tasted alcohol. Uh, no, I had a. Like a, a teeny tiny sip of uh, like wine or champagne, champagne at a wedding one time, and I, like I, th- I thought it was like vinegar or something. I freaking spit it out, but that was it. Right. Is that by choice? Is that like religious conviction or no? Like, no, no, uh, no. Like people, no people think like people think I'm like like I identify with like straight edge and, and stuff like that. And that's really not it. I mean, I have uh, my mom's side of the family has like really bad alcoholics. So like I'm like when I was young, I just never really cared about drinking. And since I, like I started training, I was like 16. So I always had grappling tournaments coming up or fights or whatever. So, like, I went through college, and, like, I always had fights coming up. So I never I, – like, people would be going to parties, and I would, like, go hang out a little bit, but I would never, ever drink. I would always be like, oh, I'd have a fight coming up or something. So I just never started. And then it got to the point where, like, I had gone so long without drinking. I'm like, why am I even going to stop? You know, people wake up hungover feeling like shit. 
Like it's expensive. Just you know, f that. I'm just not even gonna drink it all. I, I believe you, son. I got I got hassled one time for not drinking on a drinking episode. No, you get hassled because you faked it. You lied. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't make, I couldn't let y'all think I was a pussy. <laughs> you call me a pussy wings? <laughs> no, wait, 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 wings. You you had your fake drunk has you passed out 45 minutes into the episode. <laughs> Taking a nap. Hey, I tried to play it up like I was a lightweight. I didn't know how lightweights act, so I don't. I, I tend to not hang out with drunks. We're gonna do a drinking episode, and you're gonna drink wings. I, there was a nice bottle of vodka I poured out to put that crystal light in that bottle. No, you poured out Burnett's. That is not a nice bottle of vodka. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't even know that. It, that's a bottle of, of pain and agony in the morning. That's what's what a, that is. What's a good vodka? Like a um, Grey Goose, Belvedere. I only know Absolute from the ads, you know, where they have a bottle in them. Yeah, Absolute's good. Burnett's was pretty good. It tasted like fruit punch. <laughs> I hate I hate drinking so much, I washed the bottle out like six times to make sure there was no residential flavor to get into my Crystal Light. Residual flavor. Residual, yeah. I was like, residential no, flavor. No, 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 let's, let's keep going with residential. What about commercial flavor? <laughs> Uh, so wings, wings. Have you have you moved on to Crystal Light from all the sweet tea you were drinking before? I'm 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 a water mainly, water okay. and um, this Bima drink. Sweet. And like um, it's like a it's like a muscle rebound like shake that he's got me on. Do you feel better already just drinking a lot of water now? Uh, it, drinking water is the key to losing weight from from my experience. Like anytime I oh. lapse drinking water and I switch it up to anything I, else, I the wish weight someone had told you that earlier. <laughs> I like, wish, I wish that someone had, had told you that drinking water would have helped things. Well, it's not that it's not that drinking water like you don't understand like drinking water helps things. Drinking water is like nature's nature's milk, but you get tired of it. <laughs> who's, Honestly, I hear you. Whose milk hear you. would would milk be? <laughs> so water is nature's milk. Whose milk is milk? Milk's made cows. for like camps and goats and stuff. Cows, it's a cow's milk. So it's milk isn't nature's milk? No, 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 no. That's, a, that's cows. I'm talking about nature, like natural plants and stuff like that. Uh, uh, <laughs> so milk is unnatural? Milk is made... In Weeks' world, there are robot cows. <laughs> that produce milk. Milk is made for calves and feeding and birthing and other stuff. Uh, let's just get off this. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Wings. Joe, try to get uh, Wings to eat seven meals a day. Ready, go. Eat me seven meals right now. Go. Right now. <laughs> Dude, I, don't, I don't eat seven meals a day either. I eat, like, two. Like, I, I think I have a fast metabolism, so I don't think I, it, it matters for me as much, but... Dude, if, if you can eat more small meals, it'll definitely help. It's, just, it's like anything else. It's growing pains. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be difficult in the beginning. Change is always tough, but once you get in the habit, it'll be easy. My trainer said it like this: that uh, just don't eat sugar after this amount of time. When you, after this period of time goes by in the day, cut the carbs completely out. If you want sugar and sugary things, you eat them early in the day so you can burn them off. Yeah, and it's not a bad thing, you know. But still, try to try to not take as much in. You still want to limit that as much as possible. Yeah, I'm talking like a glass gonna... of orange juice. Like in the mornings, I used to have orange juice and a banana, and maybe like some brand cereal, yep. and that would be my sugar and carbs for the day. Yep, for sure. Will definitely help. You know, it's like it takes some it takes some time just to kind of get in the routine. But once you find the routine, it's so much easier to stick to it. 
the food hadn't been the problem. The problem was the workout motivation. But since I got this personal trainer, we're we're doing four to five days a week now, and you know, hour sessions. I'm liking it. That's awesome. That's good. And, and having a trainer that you like is an important thing too, because that's going to be you know that's going to be the difference between you you know being excited and going to the motivated versus you know blowing off a session or something comes up and like you could probably still make the session happen, but it's easier to just no, skip. He, it d- he won't allow that. Yeah, good. He shows up to my house. Yeah, that's what you need. That's good. Joe, can you turn your camera on? Do you still have the casting couch in your office? I do. Uh, Can you show that to everybody? I turn the camera off because I figured it's going to fuck up the bandwidth. But, yeah. So there. Look at that. Is there there any coincidence that that you've got that, like, Brazzers couch in your office and now you're having a baby? Are those two things uh, related? Yeah, it could be. It could be related. Dude, <laughs> so I, I got – I got couch, couch came from Ikea. I had two of them, uh, and they fit perfect in my old living room when I had an apartment. And then my, I got moved to my parents' house. I, I, moved, I moved home for a little bit, and then I bought my house. And they, they got the dump. They got dumped off. The couches did, not the parents. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, the couches got, got – we actually, we smashed one of them, and then the other one ended up at the gym. Cool. Um, oh, dude, Lefty, you been buying anything on the Steam sale? Um, I've been. It's the it's the most odd like fixation ever. I've been I've been sniping, or I guess hard scoping actually. Dead Rising Two, hoping hoping it goes on sale because I've been watching people stream uh, Dead Rising Three on the Xbox One, mm-hmm. but I don't have an Xbox One, and it's Dead Rising awesome. Three is an Xbox. I, I mean, I got Dead Rising Two on Xbox if you want it. No, I want to play it on PC because Master Race. But um, I just, I really want that to go on sale. Anything else? No, I've been, just, I've been playing a lot of DayZ. Um, yeah, I've seen zero text message or Skype messages from Lefty. Get on this DayZ, no, no. I figured you would. You're big boy. You can boot up Steam and see what went on sale. I'm sure plenty of people. Everybody's been tweeting you, mentioning or tweeting at me, mentioning you also that they were like, "Oh, you guys should play Daisy." I figured you. What saw. does Jordy and I have? What? Uh, good cast. A Twitter account. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. I still have oh, your Twitter st- account. I oh, about that. I thought you got. I thought you had it back. I thought you got. I don't have it. I don't only, I can't even see Twitter. Oh, never mind. Yeah. All right, so all right. Yeah, I have. Uh, for people who don't know, there was a time when Wings was like behaving in a self-destructive way on Twitter. I think that's a fair way to put it. So he gave me his password. I changed it. I wrote it down and I put it in my safe. It's it's still there. And uh, now I, I still hold Wings' as Twitter. I almost feel like it's time for him to get it back. I don't know. You should go tweet some just horrendous things. I know. I, I was looking the I was looking the other day because somebody sent me a link that Woody had tweeted me. I had tweeted you, yes, because <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was awesome. So did you see the link? <laughs> Something about a cow. No, it wasn't about a cow. It said Google Facts, right? And oh, this is, this is from Google itself. Google has a Twitter account. And it puts out facts. And the fact was, women can reach orgasm just by kissing. And that's I was a, like, that's a facts, and that's a skill I offer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, women can, can nut from kissing? Yeah, people didn't believe me. See, I knew this science before it was mainstream. 
So I, you know, it was nothing to do with a cow. It was that. So I tweeted it to you, and I forgot. Women feed that. off emotion more than they feed off physical pleasure. Like if you if you feel like you're into it, they're going to be into it as well. I want to be a girl having sex. I think that'd be way better. Like it, yeah, it has to be. It's way better. Here's why. And there's a bunch of guys on this call here, and you can back me up. See if if, if you've got the same wavelength here. But let me lay this out. When you're girl having sex, you're just into it, right? Your job is to maximize like what what's going on at the time. You know, you're giving and you're taking, but mostly your role as a girl having sex is to be as into it as you can be. The more into it, the better you're doing. As a guy having sex, a lot of your energy goes towards like resisting what's going on, making sure that you don't end this session before this session is scheduled to end. A lot of male attention during sex goes towards holding back, and that's why I think I'd rather be the chick. Yeah, it, it would it would it would kick ass if you could just think about oh yeah I'm gonna bust this nut and it's gonna be good oh yeah I'm gonna bust it way. three times this session right that would be better it's not just the idea of multiple orgasms because you get to like have maybe a longer time being in the zone no 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 the beauty of it is not the multiple part of it it's the part that like it. You don't. I think it'd be nicer to not be responsible for when the session ends. I think that it'd be nice if your whole sexual experience was just letting go and and getting your uh, your, your your excitement level to as high as it gets for as long as you can get it every time you can get it there. If, dude, I, I like I like being the dude. I gotta be honest. I like being the dude. Sex ends when I'm done. Pretty much. <laughs> it's not like it's not like almost getting there, and then oh, that's it. <laughs> Better luck next time. <laughs> Joe, Joe uses the race mythology. This is a race. We're both heading toward the finish line. If I get there first, well, you yeah. spin faster. <laughs> it's not my fault. You're slow. <laughs> you know, Woody. I didn't know where you were going with that, but I like where you ended up. That's like there's a logic to that. Mm-hmm. That isn't totally undeniable because there is that time where you're like, all right, long division. Yeah, um, yeah, right, right. Like, all right, pick, do this, do this in your. Everyone, do this exercise with me. My my long term subs have heard this before. Imagine a triangle in your head, right? Draw it, a perfect equilateral triangle in your head. Now spin that, right? Spin it and try to have like a good frame rate, not all stuttery. This is a mental exercise. Spin the triangle in your head. If that's easy for you, if you have, like, tons of cognitive horsepower, drop that thing inside a circle, you know? You can spin the circle and the triangle at the same time. Maybe the circle's just rounded, and it, well, obviously it would be, and it touches the three points of the equilateral triangle, and you spin the triangle inside the circle. This is the kind of thing. On some days, I've got, like, two rotating shapes because I'm fucking mega smart. On other days, one is all I can handle. <laughs> you know? but, now imagine an octagon, and there's a triangle inside yeah, of that. You're spinning in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, right? the triangle spinning the circle, but my triangle kept getting lopsided. Yeah, both. right? But, but yet you do this, and you try to draw, like, in your mind, at a decent frame rate, not all stuttery, rotating objects. And that is one of the techniques that I use to prolong sex, right? Or, or like uh, math is another thing too, right? Like if you do long division, or, or I, I'm usually a multiplication guy, multiply a three-digit thing times a three-digit thing. Uh, uh, whoever you are, right? Some of you guys out there, you're going to be addition people. Sorry, I don't mean to insult you. <laughs> and some of you guys will be calculating square roots, right? Maybe you're on the other side. That kind of stuff distracts you. But if you're a girl... 
that advice isn't for you. If you're a girl, it's all about getting into it. And if you're a guy, it's all about staying out of it until it's go time. And, and you know, once you get good at it, you can work your freaking cock like a cowboy in a trick lasso. But he thinks <laughs> I wouldn't go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good there. I think. <laughs> right, right. So you, you go as long as you're supposed to, and then you're done. But you know, to achieve that, it sometimes means like you're pulling back, and that's not something chicks have to do. You ever get tired of doing it? Uh, in what like way? just the act of thrusting. Nope. No. Yeah. Usually when yeah. I'm having sex, I'm totally in the mood for sex. Now, I'll admit, there have been times where I wasn't in the mood for sex until I was having sex. And that is one of my, uh, that's one of my moves, right? Jack, you'd be like, oh, I'm not really in the mood. But you will be when we start, because we both know it, right? Like, this is the thing. Like, I'm not in the mood now. Yeah, maybe so. But give me ten minutes. I'll get you there. I'll get you there. So, you know, sometimes you're not in the mood for sex until you're having sex. And, and you know, the uh, just kind of remind her of that, and, and, and maybe she'll come around to your way of thinking. I faked it once. Get out. How do you know you fake it as a guy? Do you have, like, warm yogurt, and you just sort of splashed it on her boobs, and, you, and you're like, that <laughs> right, was it, baby? And she's like, she wasn't in like a position to, to see the, the finish, let's say. Um, uh-huh. but Would she have been barking in such a position? <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Okay. Um, and it was it was after a night of drinking, and it, I was tired, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so I was just like, ah, just arbitrarily. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, bedtime. So yeah. That's going to be a gif on Reddit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, now, now where, where did you... <laughs> Where did she think that the, the the material you were due to produce went? In the toilet it... with the condom, right? Oh uh, no, she was uh, she was on the pill. So you so, trust so, this? All right, so so you just Science. sort of arbitrarily argued, and and she's like, huh, small dosage today, whatevs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, done, done, we're done, goodbye. <laughs> Let's uh, let's go back to bed, or let's you know watch TV or something. I'm gonna fall asleep. Nice. I don't think has anyone here ever faked it aside from Blake? Nope, I have yeah. not. I've never faked it. It's it's a it's a spot. Like only later did I get that I had made myself a Seinfeld meme. Like I was Kramer at that point. Where Kramer? I've gotten to the point where I gave it up. You gave up. Yeah, on a, on a third nut situation. You ever had that third nut sex? Well, yeah, that, that's where I faked it. I faked the third one. I was like, I can't. Wait, sorry, third, I think you're adding to your story at this point. No, no. Like, oh, yeah, I totally faked it because I had been drinking and it was late. Oh, ten minutes later. It was, of course, the third time that night. It was second or third. It was actually in the, I, I got to run, morning. guys. All right, Joe. Thanks right, for coming on. Joe's beeping at me and I'm up in, in beer pumps. Have a good time. <laughs> yep. All right. Funny. Who I'll drinks Joe's beer? Joe, who drinks your beer? Oh, no, we play with all water. Uh, water cups, water cups, way quicker, way faster. Hmm. All right. Sorry about being the asshole and telling you to do the show and then bailing out. Everyone's got their role. Yeah. All right. Let me guys. <laughs> Bye, Joe. Thanks for having me. All right. Hold on. I think I can't. That was Joe Lozon, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Lozon.
Yeah, but that third nut's a bitch, honey. When you get to that third nut, you have to be a woman. It's just, I, and can somebody explain to me? I've never been able to understand this. Where does the hypersensitivity, like, what is the evolutionary reason for that? The the hypersensitivity of because you got to hurry up and get it done so, so that predators don't fuck you up. Yeah, you got other guys fighting. No, no, for I the mean, I mean, after 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 a guy orgasms, you know how it just gets hypersensitive, like don't touch it anymore, and then you know. It, uh, it, I think that's it, so you'll stop. Oh, I, man, I can't say when a chick jerks you off. And it happens that way. She just keeps jerking while you're nutting. And you're like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. Oh, no, that's not, no, I don't agree with that. I've got different rules. No, you stop when I tell you to stop. Don't stop because I started. You stop later. But what's the reason? Like, why does that happen? I don't know why. I always figured because it's fucking awesome and you're encouraged to do this sort of thing by nature if sex hurt we wouldn't have babies that's true we'd all die but, out so you're like why does it feel so good what's the evolutionary drive behind that no i know I, I know it feels good i'm talking about immediately after orgasm for i i'm assuming for a lot maybe it doesn't happen to you woody but i there's like a hypersensitive wings just wings exactly Talked about it, like that whole, like, you know when to stop when you're giving yourself a hand. But when somebody else is helping you out, they don't know when to stop. And if they go a little bit too long. But there is no too long. No, no, no. There's no too long for you? Well, because I've lost interest, and that was a minute ago. But not not the hypersensitivity too long that you're talking about. The hypersensitivity, it gets me into Punani, too. Like, if if it clamps down while, while I'm going... That didn't feel great either. <laughs> Where's Kyle throughout all this? I, I, I'm just in shock. I'm just in shock. This just is. Do you I, know I, whenever I because whenever Wings Kyle's talks about sex, yeah, I'm imagining <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't help it. That's the way my brain works. So, so when when Wings says this stuff, mm-hmm. then I'm imagining like his girlfriend jerking him off, and I'm just like stunned and shocked by that, and I I kind of go blank for a while. So I have a hard time <laughs> engaging in these. Kyle, because I just watched. Really better. I have a beautiful penis. Oh god. Yeah, Kyle. Picture. Well, it's always shining penis. and glistening in, in in my mind with those two enormous balls. <laughs> the enormous balls. God, would you do the porn? We all want to see no. them. <laughs> you know? Can you just send me sext me? Maybe. Come on, baby. I'm gonna text you my balls. <laughs> oh, my Just send me a sex message. Come on, Snapchat that thing. Oh, man, I'll be all over Twitter. No, just <laughs> with my account. Just Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> with your account. <laughs> Come on, baby. Well, what, 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 like, can can we work a deal here? Like, I'll link you on Facebook, and you can sex me. Come on. <laughs> We just get two eggs and and like boil up some chicken skin and just drape them across that. I don't need to do that. I have huge balls, Lefty. I know, but I'm just saying you can you can send Woody a picture of your balls without actually taking a picture of it. To be fair, like like a like an like an egg egg you eat in the shell is about what each one looks like. So your balls are the size of eggs, jumbo eggs. I'm 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 assuming like like just regular eggs. The organic. I don't know. Ones? I think I need a picture. <laughs> yeah, are they like are they the yellow organic ones that haven't been painted white? Come on, we no, snap a no, shot. Snap I'm a, a, I'm a shot. white guy. Send it to me during PK. 
Come on. Oh, I'm not seeing you pictures of my balls. Come on. Just one picture with good lighting. First off, it's hard to take that picture. Uh, Especially with good lighting. Because one, I'm going to have a spare tire, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to look something like this. <laughs> no, Wings, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. I need you... Hold I need on. I need a lady friend to come over to take. No, you need to be you need to be like this. Spread eagle and just Woody's gonna do it. Woody will show you how to take a nice picture of your nuts. Right? Can you do this? <laughs> <laughs> and then then you gotta come to like, do you want to be hard during that picture just because you can see it all in its glory? <laughs> I, I didn't hear what you said. But I am, I'm when you take that picture, do you, you have the complication to like, do you want it to be hard during that picture so you don't feel shameful? It's like when you piss in a cup. Do you want to, you know, tap the Rockies, give them a nice full cup of piss? You know <laughs> it's what? A little would, bit in there. I would go not hard. You know why? It prevents you from being judged and measured. You know, like it. <laughs> You could like the thing could be seven inches, and you're like, yeah, I'm still a grower. Or it could be seven inches, and you're like, yeah, I'm a shower. I, I don't know. But it, it, if you're rocking a stiffy, then everyone knows exactly what you rock. And you also have a boner when text in a picture that you're sending to another dude. So you got that whole complication thing. Mm-hmm. With the whole boner in a picture for a man. Kyle, your thoughts on ball pictures? Um, I wouldn't care to see any ball pictures uh, from 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 anyone, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like that to be a rule, actually, on the show. Uh, <laughs> if we could do that. Nope. No. No. Uh, motion denied. Motion denied. Okay. <laughs> motion denied. I feel comfortable. I could send my ball picture to Heather, and then she'd describe it to you. <laughs> I accept your terms. Get on. I'm it. sure that's exactly <laughs> what Heather wants. Just to see a picture. She gets painted pictures all the time. Yeah, sure. Oh, by the way, if you're interested in advertising on Painkiller already, you can write to Heather at Woody'sGamertag.tv, and um, she's not shy about penis pictures. But they should be yours. That's the thing. Don't just send random pictures you found on the internet. Um, you know, put a sign next to them or something that proves that they're actually yours. That's what she likes. But only if you're if you're 18. Yeah, only if you're a grown up. She's don't she's, don't be don't. She's no, not don't interested in your crabgrass. Oh dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's another thing. Like, it's been a while since you did some lawn care down there. Me? Like, do you, Why do you, are you no, me. me? I'm talking about me. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, my, between my stomach, I usually have to get a girlfriend to, to do, like, any kind of maintenance down there to, mm-hmm. and to do it well. Mm-hmm. And like, do you do you have them use a like a, a blade or do you uh, do you no, have? I, I generally use the um, like the Nair products, but that's kind of hard because sometimes they have like a like a chemical imbalance in them and they burn you. From time to time, and like you got to get them to do it right, and you got to do it. You got to time it just right because if you leave it on too long, it burns. If you leave it on too little, it doesn't take the hair off. So you're shaving it close like that. It just it, it, you, wipe, you take a towel and wipe it right off. The hair wipes. Oh, off. so you're using a chemical hair removal? Right. Oh, I've never done that. Yeah. I would be afraid that would burn. It, was a it has burned before, but if you if you know if somebody knows what they're doing, you follow the direction on the bottle to the T. You'd be good. When I was a swimmer, I used to remove a lot of body hair, and I never had Nair. Maybe it would have been better for me. I don't know. Nair is great for, like, your legs and stuff, though. Because if if you shave, and I don't know if it's that I'm not good at it, or if – so picture old school, right? Those little Speedo banana hammocks guys would wear 
that's what I wore back when I was a swimmer. And, um, you know, so you're shaving, like, upper thigh and stuff like that. And I would get, like, little pimples four days later, like, from the shaving irritation. Everybody did. But uh, I don't know if it was because I was bad at it or just because I wasn't, like, used to it like the girls were who shaved their legs all the time. Yeah, I don't know how women do that. But, all right, so shaving, if you're going to be if you're gonna be trimming some, uh, some manly business up and you don't want ingrown hairs and red bumps, here's what you do. First, you want to get in, like, a hot bath. You want it to be really hot. You want to be in there, like, 15 minutes. Then you want to get, like, the girly shaving products if, and, and use those. And you want to shave uh, with the the grain of the hair, obviously, and then um, I and I put Neosporin on the area, like right after I shave it, because I figured that'll like completely prevent any kind of like I don't know ingrown hair infection type thing. Hmm. I'd like to point out that Nair has none of these side effects, no pimples, nothing. That's Nair true. But sounds like the way to go. I did not realize I'm that. I'm scared. I'm gonna burn myself. It was totally like a chemical thing. Yeah, I thought Nair used it like shaving cream. You don't. You just use it with a like a wash rag of some sort. Yeah, you just put it on, leave it on for 10 minutes, and you just wipe it off with a rag. Hmm. Bam. I, maybe I'll research this further. It, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's, it, it also makes girls feel happier to do it for you. Like, girls are scared to take a razor around the old mighty redwood, but oh. they're good for, like, just lathering it up and just wiping it off. The old mighty redwood. I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's right. I, think, I always picture like I always picture my penis as like this huge ancient redwood coming out of the forest. A sequoia. Oh my! <laughs> a giant sequoia. <laughs> right. Oh dear! All right. For the thick six. Now we're rocking. Now we're talking about the sequoia. I'm gonna say something. Since I've dropped forty pounds, I'm no longer the thick six. Mm-hmm. Tell I'm, me I'm more. At least half Stout an inch. seven. Stout seven. I'm not. I'm not a seven yet. But I've gained at least half an inch. Nice. So let, let's let's do some math Six on feet. this. You've dropped, what, 40 pounds? 40, 45 pounds from that ballpark. All right. And you're going to do that three more times? Yep. So there might have, be like an inch and a half there waiting for three more inches coming? So you're you're going to be 10 inches by the time this is no, finished? No, I, I, I think there might be an inch and a half there waiting on Go me. Go with me, Wings. 10 inches by the time <laughs> this is done. <laughs> You can have an you can have an ad on back page by the yeah. end of this. Ten inches. If I, I wish it was that much. Uh huh. The, the thick ten. What what should we call this thing? The Titan. The ten grin. The ten grin. All right. <laughs> just have a big old have one of my big old beards. Just be like standing on back page. Mm hmm. Dear God. You can <laughs> like holding something up. Fuck your two thousand dollar trannies. Come get my shit for sixty five bucks. Uh-huh. Holding Wings, something is, up. You, you can put like a lampshade on it. Wings, is there any specific activity that you're looking forward to like shrinking into? Like something that you just flat out can't do properly right now. One thing I would like to do Get a Toyota Tacoma. No, no, I, I don't. I don't. I, w- I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Smaller wings is gonna get a truck like mine. You'll see. <laughs> my truck rides just fine, Woody. Carry on. I'm sorry to interrupt. You. One of the things I would like to do, getting into it, is one thing I feel like I'm going to enjoy is going to be running. Because that's one thing I've always wanted to do and just experience is just running. Hmm. 
just the free, I, because I kind of remember it as a kid because I didn't put weight on to like the third grade, and I remember kindergarten through like first, second grade running at PE, and I remember it not hurting. And I can't wait to get back to that point where running doesn't hurt. Well, see, I, I figured it would be um, not having to buy two seats on a on a plane, so you could go. Well, to, I don't like, really. I've only really been on a plane once in my life, so. Well, I know, but but you could go to like trade shows. You could go to E3, PAX, stuff like that. I'm sure yeah, people would love to see you. Well, here, here's the thing. Like my goal is hopefully be able to show up to the uh, paintball this year. Hmm. Uh, and be able to take take be able to take part in the event, like be like a. Run around play paintball. Is paintball happening this year? Um, we don't have any plans to do it yet, but we've done it every year. Um, I'm not sure. It's 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 not a no, and it's de- and it's not a yes. At the end of last year, it was feeling like a no, like Kitty was kind of thinking like. Well, yeah, what we were again. saying. Yeah, well, she was saying like maybe not Living Legends again because Living Legends. So when we do Living Legends, it's it's a huge event that's that we do ourselves personally, you know, just the YouTubers. That's kind of overshadowed by a by like as big of an event as there ever is at this place. So what I think would be better, and what we've done a couple times before, is do like a private event where it was just our guys there. That way, you know, if somebody's gonna come and pay. You know, a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks if they stay the whole weekend. You know, for supplies and stuff, then they should be able to hang out with us a little more than just that back alley, you know, meet and greet that we've been doing. For, oh, just so you know, just throw this out there. Joe loves paintball. Like I, I was talking to his, I called his, his wife earlier, his fiance, about it. She was revealed. She's like, you have no idea, Woody. He looks forward to it. He talks about it every day for a month leading up to the paintball event. Like he's all giddy. He's gonna hang out with some guy friends. He's gonna shoot and like it, it's a fun thing. So now, of course, you know he has a, a baby coming up in January ish, February ish, and um, that that'll impact his availability. But if you wanted to bring him, I bet he'd be down. Uh, I'm gonna look at yeah, it. This sure. I like having Joe there. Six months in, the baby's gonna wear off. The new of the baby will wear off by six months. It's it's not um, usually just about the new of the baby. It's how um, uh, streamlined the process of being of taking care of the baby. Right? Some babies don't sleep, and you know if if someone's trying to handle that by themselves, it's just a torturous mess of months of not sleeping, carrying after this thing, and it can be really tough. Some babies are easy. Uh, we had both, so. Uh, um, you know, you don't know at six months how well they'll be accustomed to being a new parent. I do. I'm from the south. Okay. You made it. You take care of it. I'm going to bed. <laughs> oh dear. My situation was a... wasn't too much different than that, actually. It, 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 but it wasn't that. It was uh, like I do. I, I work. I need to go to sleep. That's exactly it. I'm not <laughs> taking a nap tomorrow, right? I'm getting up on time tomorrow, and I'm going to work all day long. And, you know, after, like, after your baby's, like, two weeks old, they're kind of done with the whole new parent excuse bullshit. You know, it becomes like, all right, all right, you're back to work now. You know that, right? You know, you don't get to be a, a new parent for a year. So um, uh, because – I don't want to say she didn't work. Because she was a stay-at-home mom and I was a go-to-work dad, there's kind of an understanding that, like, you know, 
you're going to handle this. What he moved into the South just right. He took right to, to the customs. <laughs> and also, she was the only one with boobs, and, and the kid was being breastfed. So Yeah, see, another downside that the woman should obviously take care of the baby. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and what some families do is they'll have, like, breast milk in a bottle that you can handle and let the mom sleep and stuff. But uh, this, I think this is a boring topic, but... The way it works is some kids, they get the bottle, then they don't go back to the boob. So, you know, you have to be careful about introducing the bottle because once you do, they might not go back and, and all that nonsense. So for us, it was just like, you take care of this, obviously, and it made sense on so many levels. Since we are a gaming podcast, let me throw this in here. I can't mm-hmm. stand it when I'm in a PlayStation lobby or Xbox lobby and your goddamn kid is crying. You're going to get your ass beat by me. Go ahead and take care of the kid. It doesn't matter if you're playing or not. I'm going to own you anyway. You, you look at it. You know what I love? This is what I love. Nothing is better than the discussion of a prepubescent teen begging his mom to let him keep playing one more game. When I hear that shit, <laughs> I'm in heaven. Oh, my God. Mom, no, just one more. Just one more. Or, in my, in, in, ideally, Woody's Gamer Tag is here. I want to play one more. And you, know, <laughs> you get that in your live streams? Not, in, I've never had it in a live stream, but I have had it in in real life. Like I have had people, and, and yeah, it's so funny when they when they beg to play more. I'll, you feel awkward, don't you, when you, that happens? Um, well, that particular thing, begging to keep playing, I, yeah, that doesn't happen very often. But people, you know, getting recognized and people wanting to play with you, or, or just want some of your attention, that happens every time I play. That's just a thing. You don't want my attention. I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> well, you know, so the truth is oftentimes when I'm playing, I'm like trying to get a game. Like, you know, I might be like, quote unquote, working, you know, by my standards of work. And uh, like I'm playing this game with an objective of having a standout one. And uh, um, like it's not a good time to interview me right now. But uh, I try to be polite. Like I, I recognize that for me this is a normal thing. But, you know, for, for someone who might be excited about meeting me, it's a special day, and I try to treat it with some respect. And, and this is what I tell myself. Woody, if you didn't want any attention, you shouldn't have uploaded 2,000 videos on YouTube. <laughs> you know, you kind of did this to yourself. So. But I don't, think it, I don't think it works that way. Like, I like the attention. I like the, the fact that I can play any game at any time, and I always have a partner to play with. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when I get asked the same questions 50 times a week. Right, and to you it's a collective experience, but to yeah. them it's an individual one, right? You know, to, to them, whatever, they want to know how the weight loss thing is going. They want to know about this guy. They want to know about you know the behind the scenes on this one video, maybe what TV you're using now that you bayoneted the last one or, or whatever happened to it. But you oh, yeah, probably... these are questions. You, he's hitting them on the head. Like, <laughs> weight, loss, weight loss one is the biggest, and like it, it ticks me off the most like when I just uploaded a video. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just did a video. You didn't watch it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but to them, it's an individual experience, right? They want to know this particular thing, and uh, um, you know, so like I, someone said that to me once, and it really made it easier for me to understand how this interaction is going on. Like, yeah, I, I get it. You know, of course, they have no idea how uh, common the questions that I'm getting are. You know, for it's the first time they've ever asked it. It's not their fault. I've been asked it before. Kind of change the topic. Have you guys seen the new hundred? I don't know what we're talking about. Is this something on Netflix? No, 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 no. The actual new hundred dollar bill. Oh, look at that. Oh, let me put you on the big uh, camera. Oh, God. The back back almost looks fake. 
Mm-hmm. European money has been like crazy like that for a long, long time. We're just now getting to it. My brother owed me $150, so he gave me 100 of it back today. What does and that like, blue stripe say on it? Can you read it? It doesn't say anything. It's just like a holographic blue stripe that reflects. There's mm. no words? There is no words there. It's... And every time you walk through those hoops leaving a department store, they can count how much cash you're carrying on you. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. It almost no looks like you can peel it off, but you can't. There's clear tape in between it. Are there any conspiracy theories that you believe? Believe? Believe. That you're a you know, you're a supporter of the conspiracy theory. You're like, yeah, man, that's what happened there. A supporter of the conspiracy um I believe like there's some form of a higher power than the US government. Like there's a group of old heads that get together and control everything. Like a new world order type scenario? Yeah, I believe I, that would be one I'd be putting my head in with. I believe that we haven't been told the full truth about JFK's shooting. Yeah, yeah there are a lot of, like, yeah, uh, the JFK thing. 9-11 go in the same category. I don't I don't feel like that was – that U.S. United States hands are clean on that one. I've My dad one. turned into a 9-11 truther, and I have no idea. I can't. I just – I can't. Like, he's like – have you have you looked at the metallurgy reports from the 9/11 commission? I'm like, Dad, I'm not gonna read through an 11 year old document. I don't I don't give enough shit about that anymore. I've got like, one lefty uh, on the mm-hmm. 9/11 truther thing. I do believe that Al Qaeda attacked us. I do believe oh, that Al Qaeda hijacked four planes. I'm not convinced that Al Qaeda just decided to nosedive one of the planes in a Pennsylvania field on their own. That's reasonable. I think that. It was shot down. Okay. There's, uh, it, like, for example, uh, the wreckage of the plane was scattered all over the place, which is uh, it, it, the stuff I read. Apparently, when planes crash, normally all the wreckage is right there where it hit, right? Especially one that kind of nosedive like this one did. But mm-hmm. in this case, it was as if it blew up a mile in the air and stuff scattered about over, like, you know, miles and miles. Why did stuff scatter about miles? They uh, The timing, like, it, it, if the fighter planes came from the D.C. area, I guess at 700 miles an hour, it takes I, – I, I'm getting my numbers wacky here, so don't just check mm-hmm. it and invalidate it. But they were, like, 15 minutes away from Pennsylvania – and like 30 minutes later, the plane shot down and the government said, oh, the planes never did get there in time. But the mass says they could have easily gotten there in time. And um, Cheney said he would have given the order or did give the order to shoot them down, but they just didn't get there in time. And then uh, there's something else. Oh, there's an and this is all there's always a sketchy guy like this, but an aircraft Control pi- uh, controller, aircraft controller, is that what they're called? Help me out. Who are the guys in the towers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or air sa- traffic controller. Air traffic controller, that's what I'm looking for. Um, he said that the plane, uh, the fighter intercepted the plane and shot it down and the whole thing. So um, it just kind of all fits that this thing got shot, shot down by a fighter plane. And, you see, and that, and that's reasonable. Just like the people that you know, Pearl Harbor wasn't an accident. Well, yeah, Pearl Harbor wasn't just a complete. We weren't surprised by Pearl Harbor. We knew the Japanese fleet had deployed in mass, and they were looking to start some shit because we had cut off their oil. But they were really pissed about that, and we really wanted a reason to get in to to World War Two. So it was kind of just like, yep, yeah, they're gone. Can't find them. Oh dear. But not not a 
an overt, you know, my dad, he's showing me, like, images of shape charges. I'm like, Dad, come on, man. <laughs> like, like the sagging, the hat truss, and it moves the thing, and how could the sagging or the sagging beams, like, show the blah, blah, blah. Why wasn't there sagging in the outer columns? And I showed him a picture. I'm like, there were. Look at this right before it fell. But, yeah, that could have been da-da-da. And I just, oh, my goodness. And that's the thing with arguing about, conspiracy about the theories. That's, that's one even. Remember Flight 800? Which one was that? The one Is where that... The, the conspiracy that the Navy shot down a commercial airliner. I've never heard of that. You never heard of Flight 800? Mm-mm. There's a there's a documentary on Netflix. Wait, TRW was, was that the TRW? Flight? Yeah, TRW Flight 800. Okay, I remember that. I remember that coverage. That one when I was crashed a kid, in New York shortly after 9/11. Is that that one? No, this was well before 9/11. This is in the 90s, early 90s. Oh, was it? Yeah, they, they got the wreckage back. Russian airspace or something? No, 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 no. It, it just took off from. Uh, it just took off to go across to, I think France. And within like five minutes of the climb, it was shot down and went right down into the Atlantic Ocean. And people people have eyewitness accounts that they say they seen three yellow lights come towards it and hit the actual airplane in midair. I f- barely remember that. I, I, it rings a bell. Yeah, Kyle. I think we shot down flight eight hundred. Yeah, man. It, so it, there might have been a spy or something on that plane, and they wanted him dead. Here's the thing. I I think maybe I'm prone to believing in these conspiracy theories because whenever I see a well-supported argument, I'm, I'm prone to believing it. And oftentimes these conspiracy theorist guys have pretty well-constructed arguments. I watched one recently about the JFK thing. I've seen like four about the JFK thing, though. Definitely some bullshit there. I don't know who wanted JFK dead, but I'm kind of sure that it was George Bush now because I watched a documentary about it, and I'm, <laughs> I watched another one about 9-11, and they were talking about thermite crystals in the, in the dust, and they were talking about how, like, that third building, like, maybe World Trade Center number seven collapsed, and it was like, those three steel buildings are the only three steel buildings who, that have ever collapsed due to fire, and building number seven didn't even get hit by a plane. So, and then they had these two witnesses that were saying they were hearing explosions go, going off in the basement of building number seven, and I don't know. I, I never believed in any that of that one stuff bugs until. Me too. Gosh, I I hate to be a nine eleven conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but the building next to the building got so hot that it melted and fell down. Well, if you yeah. look, World Trade Center Seven had a huge gash in it. Like, it, like however tall it was, a significant percentage of the floors, the 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 perimeter, and even some of the core columns had a. It was like a. a I, I don't even want to say I, it, like like a twenty floor. There's more than ten floor gash in the building itself. Oh, and, and the one that. thing conspiracy theorists point to is that there was um uh, a fire. Like the fire chief on scene was there were cameras and he was talking about the building seven, and he was talking about he said pull it, and and there's some thing that they do when. Both when they're doing controlled demolition and when they are trying to support a building that they believe is ready to fall, they like hook some like a large cable and pull it taut around columns and stuff. I'm, I'm getting it all screwed up, but he he was giving he was talking to like another firefighter and he said, "Yeah, pull it." And what people thought that meant, or what conspiracy theorists think that means, is he was saying, "Yeah, pull the building down." 
And so they point to that, and they're all like, oh, you see, he was caught on camera saying pull it, and, he, and the building fell. So that must have mean that he's – it's just – and, Kyle, what you said about, you know, a, a well-supported argument, that's like every conspiracy theory yeah. is is well-supported. And I, it's got to be that it's the these people make it their job to have a, a, a what appears to be a well-supported argument. Not a I fact that just happens to be well. We're skipping out on it. How about the liquid metal found on this in the wreckage of 9/11 on the, in the buildings themselves? Jet fuel does not get hot enough to actually melt the steel beams. They could weaken them to the point where they could collapse, but a thermite charge would be hot enough to melt the steel beams and actually make liquid metal pool. Are we sure about that? Jet fuel? I'm pretty sure about that. Jet fuel, yeah, fuel doesn't burn hot enough to do it, but what does burn hot enough is a can you know confabulation of jet fuel and, and office Plastic supplies and, office and, supplies and wind mm-hmm. and, the, and the fact that there was a lack of number one it's it's entirely possible and even plausible that the planes actually hitting the building blew a lot of the um, the very very aged um, thermal insulation off of all the beams the core columns um, the the perimeter columns and the uh, the trusses, the floor trusses, blew like it, like when when the plane traveling at 300 knots hits the building, and there's that huge rush of air. All the or a lot of the um, heat insulation gets blown off, and the fact that a lot of people, well before 9/11, were doing inspections, and they found that the that the heat insulation didn't go all the way up to where it was supposed to go. So, I don't know. I find I find it hard to believe that the hands are clean. Even if they didn't have a hand into taking the buildings down, I feel like they had a hand in you know setting it up and getting these guys on these planes. See, I believe they I believe I believe they knew, or certain organizations of the government knew that there were uh, individual cells, small subunits of terrorists dispatched for the express purpose of hijacking planes and flying them into buildings. It's that the internal bureaucracy of the FBI wanting to have, wanting it to be their bust and thus not telling CIA or, or the other way around or, or DIA or whatever, all these agencies, the, the, the territorial infighting is what made it possible. That they, they knew, but they didn't, they didn't want to act on it because acting on it would necessitate telling CIA or whatever or whomever else and it becoming their bust. I think it was a lot of bureaucracy. Did they hijack these planes with the box cutters and shit, though? That won't happen again. <laughs> it, it shouldn't have happened then. Like, if, if I'm on a fucking plane and a guy's like, I'm in the guy, box cutter! He's getting his ass beat. But how old were you that when that happened? How old, that, how old were you? How old I was. That's 2011. 16-ish? Okay. So I was a lot 15. older. I don't even know what I was, like 30 or something, 20-something, whatever. 4,500. 4,500, yeah. Um, I had lived an entire life thinking that terrorists on airplanes didn't hurt you. They never did. It was like if your plane ever get hij- ever gets hijacked, the bottom line is you're going to be wearing the same underwear for as many as seven days. That was the problem you were about to face. It was never death. It was never hurting anyone. Like, maybe, like, I ran hostage. Did, did they shoot a person here and there? I don't know. But, like, you know, 300 people, two hostages die. They're probably douchebags. You know, like, they, 
<laughs> Terrorists didn't kill you back in the day. They really just held you so that someone would listen to them until they let you go. That, that was the way they always operated. So when a terrorist takes over your plane and says, hey, sit still, sit still, I've got a knife here, if you just freaking chill, everyone's going to make out okay, you're like, well, yeah, I have a lifetime of experience that backs up that what they're saying tends to be true. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now, the moment some guy comes, like, I think people are doing threat assessments on regular flights. You know, I don't know. That guy looks kind of brown. You know, keep an eye on him. Back me up, Lefty. Yeah, that's me. That's my job. That's what I do. <laughs> right? I'm just sitting there on planes. Like, that brown guy doesn't look right. <laughs> so, but like, you know, like, like, you know that's, that's how it is. And if someone, if, if four guys who appeared to be of Middle Eastern descent were in the same line to at the bathroom at the same time, I think the plane would just be eyeballing them. You know, like, oh, look at that. They all got up together. You know what? The, the planet no longer looks at hijacking a plane to be something that you passively sit through. Now it's a fight. It's go time. You know, the, the, the airline stewardess says, hey, you know, are you, you know, prepared to sit in an exit row? And I look her eye in the eye and I say, hey, I daydream about this shit. I am more than willing. <laughs> I'm hoping. And, uh, and then they don't like it because they just want yes. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, they really don't. <laughs> like, you know, I was, I've done that too. Like, yeah, yeah, are you willing to help out in the event of an emergency? I daydream about this. And she's like, so that's a yes? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, it, it is no longer the kind of like, – people won't just sit there and get killed anymore. They'll freaking rip their seats off their Velcro attachments and throw it at their face. They'll throw their purse. They'll tackle the guy. It's going to take a big force to take over a plane now. Yeah, it's not going to go – It's you you nailed it. And that, that's uh, I've heard comedians say that. Who, who is it? That, is it Chris Rock that was talking about that? Like – they didn't know that, that was the end of the line. Uh, nobody. They were like, "All right, this is going to be a bad day," but they didn't know the planes were about to crash. But that definitely won't happen again. Not like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not like that. Not again. I wonder what that felt like just to be sitting in your seat when that shit hit. I doubt they felt anything. You probably probably didn't. You had to feel something. It did. It did have to be long, but you had to feel something. Well, let's see. They were traveling at however fast the. Human oh, nervous system. The nervous system is milliseconds, right? Not faster. Or is it nanoseconds? Milliseconds, I think. Probably milli. I'm trying to think. So what does sudden impact by plane crash feel like? An instant of terror, I suppose. Maybe you hear the sound from the front of the plane? Maybe? Something like that. The wings are what blew up, though, right? Like, like, people in the middle of this plane would be fucked, but the ass end of the plane had to feel something. I was thinking that, too, right? Like, So let's assume you're at the back, and you get to see the front do its thing. Yeah. I wonder what that what you got going on there, right? Like, it, I, I can picture two extremes. I can picture, like, oh, my God, the most frightening, adrenaline-filled fear response ever, or... Like a content sort of, all right, so that's that, I guess. I'd, I'd, I'd want to be the motherfucking sleeping on that flight. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know, not sleeping, no, something else. I don't think anybody was asleep. In my dreams, I'm on the phone. 
Hi, honey. Love you. Yeah. These they they let you have the phone. They put, put in the box cutters in your face and stuff. This is where the money is. A few, a few got them. A few got on phones. People were on phones, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing I do, too. I'd be rattling off bank accounts. You need to contact Wells Fargo. <laughs> you need to contact <laughs> Bank of America. The password is almighty. <laughs> the password is thick six. Thick six. <laughs> and you know what? You know what I realized? Like shortly after, when everybody was talking about like the the fallout of that whole thing, when people were talking about how like the, the guy went into his bath, I think with flight ninety was it ninety. Yeah, Flight 93, the guy was in the bathroom on his cell phone talking to his wife or he left a message for his wife, right? Right. Those guys figured out that that whole don't use your cell phone while the plane's in flight thing was bullshit. So it, it's apparently it occasionally malfu- uh, causes malfunctions with some of their electronics. And that was my next topic. Malfunction is a hard word. It co- occasionally causes static and radio transmissions. I heard about a scenario where, like, somehow the the phone user's call was projected onto the PA system or something crazy like that. Last but time I re- flew, I used my phone for as long as I could. Yeah, that's, I was going to ask you because I know you fly a good bit. Like, like what's your mm-hmm. protocol with that? Well, so what's interesting is the last time, not all the time, because the FAA has allowed you to use electronics throughout the whole flight. Oh. That includes your phone if it's in airplane mode. So I was like, wink, wink, yeah, sure, this thing's in airplane mode. Meanwhile, I'm on Skype just, like, talking to people about Minecon. And uh, um, you lose connection, you know? Like, I, I sit there, and I'm talking to them, and I'm like, all right, guys, I, I'm about to – because um, I was with Minecraft server owners, and I was just at Minecon, and everyone was, like, interviewing, like, you know, tell me about this, tell me about that. And I'm, like, giving them a bar countdown. Like, all right, I'm down to two bars. I'm down to a one-bar connection. If I stop talking to you, it's not because I'm rude. And then, um, you know, by the time they turn the whole, like, what would normally be the, like, unfastened seatbelt, walk around the cabin thing, you don't have a connection anymore. At least I don't. I never have. Yeah, I've turned mine on early before, and I'm just staring at it, waiting on it to get connection so that I can, you know, let whoever's who's picking me up, you know, know, oh, God, no, I'm, I'm early, I'm early, be here. Yeah, but, no, I, uh, I'm thinking that it worked on the planes during 9-11 because they were flying around at skyscraper level. Yeah. But, you know, they weren't at 36,000 feet. They were at, I don't know what that is, 1,200 feet, I, th- I think the creepiest feet. thing that came from that day was the people that called from in the buildings and were on radio shows, and then the shit fell. One of the creepiest things was the suicides, right? Like, so the planes hit, people were above the fire, and they felt like jumping out the window was their best option. It was. That's messed up. Yeah, if you're if you're above the fire or maybe in the fire, those people are just burning. They I jump. think that's the best. So, that might be the best option. Would you rather get crushed to death or you're the fall to your death? I, the fall to your death, like it, it might be. I'd rather die in the building collapse than jumping out the window. But I would definitely put burning alive in the building or dying of smoke inhalation in the building on the bottom of the list of things I want to do. Yeah, those aren't my top choices. I think jumping out the building, assuming you die on impact, just like the people in the plane did, might be delightful. I think I'd really, really enjoy the first 60 seconds or so of that. Would you do flips? I always see when people fall in the movies, I'm like, come on, take advantage of this opportunity. This is the last thing you're going to do on Earth. Tuck your knees. 
<laughs> Get a couple rotations in there. Do you have any red smoke canisters? Oh, that would be if I ever, you know, am in that scenario, I'm gonna be like, all right, everybody, watch this shit. Get, Larry, get your iPhone out. Maybe they'll find it later. Here I go. You know, I'm, I'm gonna do something magical. I'm gonna be like spinning in a super tight spiral as I come down, or something like I'm gonna drill into the earth. Of course, I'm just gonna explode. But dude, it's I would totally pike, hook you up. Like... I would do it, um, like as a pair. Like I'll be the cameraman with the iPhone. <laughs> you could do some flips, and we'll go down together. I'm Fuck assuming I'm this GoPro is hard to do. <laughs> yeah, fucking mount the GoPro. Like the my 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 the. <laughs> The video of the terrorist attack that kills me will be uh will have a GoPro logo at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Just flash across the sc- a screen, really classy. Interesting that yeah. GoPros become the company. Like like Contour makes a product that in I like the form factor of it better, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the f- image from the GoPro is a little better. So I'll tell you why I like the all right, so I bounce around a lot. I've got I've got all three that I know of. I've got the the GoPro Hero 3, I've got the Contour HD GPS, and I've got the, um, oh, what are those? Uh, Replay HDs. The Replay HDs are the more expensive by far. I want to say over 600, and they're they're solid steel or maybe aluminum construction, and they have really good sound quality and really good video quality, but they're not in a really user-friendly package. The Contour is the easiest of all of them to use straight out of the box, but the GoPro is tougher, will give you better sound quality uh, in whatever aspect you're using it in, um, and with their GoPro app that will sync right up with your phone, you can look into your phone and see a uh, see exactly what your camera is seeing in almost real time. There's a slight, you know, maybe a quarter second lag or something like mm-hmm. that, but you're using Wi-Fi, you can... Point your camera exactly where you want it, get it tuned right, adjust all the settings, all the exposure, everything. All that stuff that used to be done by a series of like Morse code button presses, which turns me off to the GoPro so much that I've got five of them and I've just never used them. Because I don't trust them. I'm like, did I put, did I put the code in right? I don't need that pressure. That's, but, uh, yeah, I, I like. With the app, I love it. When I go on my uh, annual mancation, I have to like bone up on GoPro tutorials again I'm like, it, like just like you said you know and the i think starting at the three the display gets a lot nicer like it's no longer just numbers it has some pictures and words but it's still not everything you want it to be it, it's it's not that user-friendly but I, don't, I just find it interesting that gopro with their big blocky boxy thing is the market leader they're the one i'm not sure yeah. why they're so the one it, it has shrunk because I was comparing my Hero 2 from a while back to my 3 today, and it's gotten probably yep. 40% thinner and a little bit smaller on the edges. It shrunk, and something else. Oh, the battery life has become oh, it's, amazing. It's great. I didn't, like it, yeah, when I took a paintball, you know, it was like an all-day thing. It just worked on one battery, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I've got a, a wall charger for those, and I, I think I've got like five GoPro batteries. So once you get them all charged up, it's like an annual thing. Like, they're done. So Lefty and Wings both left? What? I mean, I assume they're coming back, but yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, they, just, they literally left? Okay, they, they both walked out of the room. Oh, that's yeah. odd timing. That's never... It'd be funny if I left as well. <laughs> like, I hadn't <laughs> noticed that they weren't here, and I just walked out, and you're like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they have made a very, very poor choice tonight, ladies and gentlemen, so... I want to talk to you guys about the Nazi Party. Um, ah, shit. 
to be continued. So what did you do while I was gone? I was about to get started with my manifesto, and then, <laughs> and then I got busted when you walked back in. Uh, I've uh, been uh, I've been working with Lefty. He's been uh, he's been editing a bit for me. Um, sometimes he thinks my language isn't harsh enough, <laughs> um, but I keep telling him in a modern society you've got to get some of this stuff under the radar. Get those get those mm-hmm. liberal votes. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I have a big sign that says "Not enough n bombs." <laughs> That's what I have. Oh, I have a story. This one's like two weeks old. But here's what happened. Some guy... Oh, wait, I'm sorry, hold on. Some guy, he's a crackhead, and he was unhappy about the pricing of his crack. So his dealer was like, well, you know, you get what you get. This is the price. So he turned his dealer into the police and said that my crack dealer has raised the prices to unreasonable levels. You should know this guy's a crack dealer. And the police picked him up. Wow. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that story. And let that be the, a lesson to the rest of you crack dealers out there. <laughs> Come on, guys. He's, he's, how are you going to work at McDonald's, support a family of three, and your crack addiction? can't do it. you got to come down on your prices. Now, now, what if the crack dealer had reasonable prices? But, you know, he, the, the crackhead just felt like he had him by the short hairs. Well, see, here's the problem with that. Normally, a good crack dealer has a boss, and mm-hmm. that boss has some people who fuck up people like that homeless guy. So maybe in this scenario, he was messing with, like, an indie crack dealer, mm-hmm. like somebody who, may, who uh, you know, maybe has a little crack. But if he were to be dealing with someone a little bit more serious, I've got a feeling that there's a couple of guys whose entire occupation is to fuck up people like that homeless guy. Hmm. I think that's uh, either what's going to happen or what would normally happen, and that's why we don't hear about shit like that much. Hmm. That is. Would you tell on a crack dealer? Depending if he's some, you know, if he's my dealer, yeah. <laughs> if his yeah. prices were too high, <laughs> yeah. Like, look, you, you think you hold all the power in this position? No, I'll tell the police about you. You're a crack dealer. <laughs> uh, so I started watching House world. of Cards. Oh, the first and I season. didn't stop until it was over. I watched all thirteen episodes in one sitting. And it is Kevin Spacey's acting is excellent. I love that that he kind of like breaks the fourth wall or whatever, I, and, and like looks at the camera. Super manipulative Washington, dirty politics. It's awesome. It is incredible. When I put shows into tiers, it, like for me, this is my tiering system. Game of Thrones is at the top, and you know what? House of Cards is there too. Below that are a lot of other good shows. I like um, The Walking Dead is pretty good. Um, what else is pretty good? Help me. What are the good set? Oh, 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 wait, wait. Um, Breaking Bad is at the very top for me. Uh, it's over, of course. But I'm yeah. a big fan of Sopranos. Um, but other than Sopranos, that, Sopranos. When... See, to me, Sopranos, um, The Wire, um, yeah, Band of Brothers. Wire. I think House of Cards is in that class. I do too. It is really it's... good. First of all, there's nudity. I didn't expect that. I didn't realize that going oh, in. Oh, I... there's nudity and violence. This is some of my favorite stuff. <laughs> These are a few of my favorite things. 
And Kevin Spacey is so good. Yes, Kevin Spacey is Brian Cranston level acting, right? I think yes. Brian Cranston, he's the Breaking Bad lead, if, if everyone doesn't know. Um, he's getting a lot of attention because his acting, I, I think he's benefiting from the fact that his outstanding acting was a surprise. I saw him in his underwear and Malcolm in the Middle. I saw him do his um, roller skating disco dance and, and stuff like that. And I loved him in Malcolm in the Middle. I really enjoyed that show. I had no idea that he also had it within him to be the Breaking Bad lead. So uh, Kevin Spacey, everyone knew that, right? It's not a big surprise. But his performance in House of Cards, next level. Absolutely yeah, I think amazing. I, I knew he could do it, but it's it's the sort of performance that you just don't get from like uh, episodic entertainment anymore. It's it's so good, and it's like that every episode. And I, I it's on Netflix for free. I think it's <laughs> cheap. Yeah, Woody or Netflix dot com slash Woody. You could get House of Cards for free. But I think what like what you said about you know you just don't, don't normally get that in episodic entertainment anymore is changing. I really feel it like it used to be. If you're doing TV, you're doing like Beverly Hills 90210, you're doing Friends, you're doing kind of silliness. And even the dramas on TV are like ER. These shows might be before a lot of people's times. But they're just not movie-level stuff. Now, television has movie-level stuff all the time. You know, Breaking Bad is right there with movie-level stuff. Game of Thrones is a movie every week. That's Game of Thrones isn't that far behind The Hobbit. We're in a golden age of entertainment. I say it every show. House of Cards, um, I don't think the production quality is as challenging because of the nature of the show as like a Game of Thrones, but it, it is a movie-level performance from those actors and actresses every week. And, and it, it's... I think I'm going to rewatch it. I'm watching Band of Brothers at the moment, so, but that's not very long. I think I'm going to do House of Cards as my next binge again and just sort of prep because season two oh, comes man. out February. Yeah, right? I'm excited. I should probably check that out because I really like Kevin Spacey. He's a, like a very good actor. Yeah, He's... I've started to appreciate acting performances more now than I did ever before. Like, like To me, I felt like a good acting performance was one that I didn't notice. Right. Whereas a bad acting performance is one where I was like, oh, that just seemed kind of fruity or something. Um, now, like w when a guy stirs an emotion in me or has a particular stern thing that they're pulling off or, or shocks me that they had that in them. I'm like, wow, this acting. Or when he when he corners that guy, calls him a cocksucker and tells him to get on his knees. That was intense as fuck. Dude. Yeah. And um, you, you mentioned there was nudity in it. There's some lots good, of nudity. There's some great nudity. High level nudity. The, 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 the... <laughs> good stuff. When I see nudity yes. in a movie. I think of being a kid. As a kid, we had HBO, and every time you looked through and it had the N in it, you'd always watch that movie till you seen the N. Oh yeah. <laughs> if they're like this, this thing has bad language and sexual situations and nudity. I'm like, oh, this, these are a few of my favorite things. That's it, baby. That's it's. Yeah, and and House of Cards is it's really really good. I I, I freaking it, when it it starts strong too. In the first sixty seconds, you're hooked. You're like, holy shit, this is different. Get, do you, I don't I, I guess I shouldn't spoil it. No, don't spoil in? it because this is this is something I know he's talking about. The first sixty seconds, something happens out in the street, and he responds to it in an, in a way that is unique to his character. Yeah, and 
Yeah. Right. You're like, you're like, what he did wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just a thing that he he put it well himself in his little monologue. He explained what he was doing. He's like, sometimes somebody's got to be here to do the bad things. Yeah. So um, if you don't know, every so often in the House of this won't give this one is not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. But the um the nature of the show is every so often Kevin Spacey talks to the camera and does an inner monologue and says you know, like oh yeah and it's great when he's talking to me i'm like oh listen up woody you know he's about to reveal the inner workings of why he's doing what he's doing he's about yes. to you know like like let this stuff go and um uh it's it, it's it's really well done netflix.com slash woody and his character is so duplicitous that you you require that from him because he'll be sitting at a table with two gentlemen and they'll They'll all be laughing and having a good time, and then he'll stop and look at the camera, and he's like, I hate this guy. He's, <laughs> he cheats on his wife, and uh, I've been blackmailing him for six years, and this guy over here, he's he's a, he's a committed hate crimes. You know, he just looks at you like, whoa, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. And he does that con- like whenever he's doing – he yep. looks at the camera whether he's doing well or whether he's doing bad, and he lets you know what he's thinking. So and, uh, you watched the whole thing you said? Yeah, all 13, yeah. His relationship with the female lead, who plays a reporter, is complicated and awesome. Yeah, yeah, and terrible, uh, and, and terrible. And, yeah, it's like and and um, she, despite being young, is not naive, and um, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I, I, I'm, I think we're doing pretty well talking about this without giving anything away. Yeah, I, I feel, and there's a lot of good supporting characters. I feel like the guy who um, who played the president's rich billionaire friend. I felt like he did a good job. I felt like characters like the the barbecue guy uh, is a really good character. You're um, testing me because it's been a while since I watched it, but <laughs> yeah, it, I should watch it again because I want to. I want to get into. Um, the second series being an expert on the first. Like, Orange is the New Black is good, right? It's a good show. I, I haven't think, seen that. Oh, okay. I think Orange is the New Black is right there with the better seasons of Walking Dead. It's right there with maybe the best seasons of Spartacus. Not the end ones where you start rooting for the Romans because they suck so bad and they're men in the banana The first season the of Spartacus is the only good one. I enjoyed the second. Second was okay, but I don't think you saw the first before the second, did you? I think I did. They were almost yeah, out of order, right? Well, yeah, they were. It, they were they made the first yeah. one, and then the main actor got uh, cancer or leukemia. I don't remember. Some, some, he died. You know, within like a year and a half. But and then, so they made the second season in the hopes that he would recover, and so they made it sort of a prequel to right, the first. Right. And you know, all the while they're like, I hope this guy pulls through. You know, not just so he can make the show, but so he pulls through. But the first season was the best. I liked the second. I even. I think I liked the third, but by the time I, they got to the, I think it went six seasons, right? By the time it, like they got out of the place, I don't want to give too much away. The show sucks so bad. I'm like, dude, as soon here, here's when this the show sucked for me. It was when Lucy Lawless and um, the guy who played her husband died. Like at the end of the, se- that's the end <laughs> of the third season. Is it? Yeah. Uh... Okay, Second, season the Second season was a prequel. Second season was a prequel. They didn't die. They had okay. that third season, right? So Yeah, the third season. By yeah. the way, spoiler alert. Yeah, it's not a spoiler. They're the most evil characters. It's the characters that you're... You know, it's like the Darth Vader of the movie. You know the bad guy dies. You just don't know what season, and now you do. Yeah. And now you do. And now you do, <laughs> You just folks. don't know when it's going to happen. I apologize for that if that is a spoiler, but... 
but it's yeah. Different. So anyway, the better seasons of Spartacus, Orange is the New Black, which is a Netflix exclusive, uh, Walking Dead, which is AMC, I think. Um, they're all in that second tier. A House of Cards, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, they're in that top tier. And uh, one of the top tiers is going to come out. I'm kind of psyched about it. Yeah, it I definitely awesome. will. You know what that. I haven't seen? The what? Hobbit 2. It's good. Oh. It's good. It's a lot more violent. Um, I'm down for I, that. Uh, you know, is there any Hobbit nudity? Finish this off right? No Hobbit, Hobbit no? nudity. Lots any, of violence, though. Any um, trolls and like loosely flapping? <laughs> I will say that I felt like there were a couple of times when they just had Legolas dancing in the air for way too long. Um, I, it, this doesn't spoil anything to say that Legolas <laughs> is like Neo from the Matrix in this movie. There is literally a part where he 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 runs. It's in the it's in the trailer for the movie, but the the dwarves are in barrels floating down a river, and he runs by hopping off of their heads from one to the other while shooting his bow like a machine gun at bad guys. And after a while, you're just like. Well, Legolas will never get hurt, so yeah, I guess I can stop it, worrying about what he's doing. I, I'm kind of with you there. So I read the books, um, the the four of them. There's there's three for the Lord of the Rings, and then there's one for the Hobbit. And um, I've read those. So I really liked the balance in the characters in the books. I think I might have talked about this on PKA already, but the dwarf was not a fool. There was no dwarf tossing in the books. He was a... Stop. He was the runner of them all. He uh, was the long-distance runner. He was, he was. He wasn't a sprinter, but you could load that guy up, and he would just never stop like a donkey almost, right? Yeah, like that, can I stop for a second? Legos was, wasn't in The Hobbit. Yeah, I, I don't remember him being in The Hobbit either. The, the guy who killed Smog was an unnamed archer. Was he? Why are? What are you doing? What are you doing, Winx? I haven't read the book. I've read the book. You can't spoil the Hobbit. <laughs> so anyway, um, way to go, Legolas is here in his dwarfs. He's walking. We don't know what's going to happen because because Legolas is in this movie. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, Smog I, might live. I read the Hobbit when the first Hobbit movie came out, the first Lord of the Rings. Like I liked the movie so much, I wanted to know how it all ended, so I started going through the books. But um, uh, so I, it's been a while since I read the Hobbit, and I don't know who the killer was. I guess Wings does. But um, I liked the balance between the characters in the books, and then when they went to the movie, they made a joke out of the dwarves, and I I always thought that was a little ins- is dwarves insult? No, they're literally dwarves in the movie in the book. I, I'm oh, like, did I just insult little people? That's I mean, not what they like to the, be called. The first movie in the Hobbit, I, I didn't like the uh, Goblin King. Like that was a stupid really? addition. I liked him. Oh, I liked the, with the I really like double chin thing. Yeah, the well, huge. There was or a the, Goblin the King, but he, guy. he didn't talk and shit in the book. Yeah, which one was the Goblin King? Was he the muscular guy or the guy with the no, big, the big giant He was the big fat guy. Oh, yeah, I didn't love him either. I, don't know. I liked him because, you know, Gandalf, like, I don't care. You can spoil the first topic. Gandalf cuts his throat, and there's, like, a funny line there. He's like, yep, that'll do it. And then they collapse and fall into the middle of the earth. Will we consider telling that the next movie is The War of Seven Armies, and that's what I'm excited for? I, I don't like no, the, good. Quote, the cutesy things. I, I didn't like the drawer tossing. I didn't like the, that. It's like like they freaking George lucas my Hobbit. You know, they George lucas my Lord of the Rings. I, I don't want C-3PO to dance. I don't want, um you know, the freaking Ewoks in my Star Wars. I don't want Jar Jar Binks. I don't want him at all. I don't want there to be a big love scene in, in Star Wars. I want it to be a freaking... 
intergalactic pirate movie. That's what I'm looking for in my Star Wars. Not a kid-friendly pod race. And that's why you should watch Firefly instead. Firefly is so good. I've they should have made Firefly with, with Star Wars money. That's what they should have done. Star Wars is shit. Star Wars is if you shit. Want a good people who like Star Wars, you like shit because it's a shitty fucking movie, and the only reason people like it is because it was so revolutionary and, 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 and crazy for its time, and a whole generation of children were melded to this product, and that's what it is. It's a product. Yeah, if you watch it again, you'll find that it's surprisingly slow-paced and not as good as you thought. See, I'm not, and not well-written or acted, now. and the special effects aren't that good, When I'm and I'm talking about like the the Ewoks and things like that. They're giant teddy bears. I got a dog that looks just like it. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, the special effects, I will say, though, were as good as – because I was a kid when they came out. They were as good as they got for a long time. Like After Star Wars, they kind of switched over yeah, to <laughs> um, computerized special effects. And it was like 10 years before they surpassed, surpassed models. Yeah, I don't think they've surpassed models yet. Oh, I, I do. Dude, I think they can do stuff with models that they can't do with CGI, and I think it can look really... And I think Jurassic Park is a, is a good example of this. Well, yeah, Ju- Jurassic Park doesn't use very much CGI at all. I don't know if it does... Well, what, Jurassic Park does it right. And to me, they overuse CGI because they do stuff you normally you wouldn't be able to do or be too expensive to do with models. But Jurassic Park had a mixture between anatomic, you know, mannequins and models and CGI. So when you seen them, you had to guess which one was which because it kind of balanced each other. Yeah. Remember when the Tyrannosaurus is trying to get in the, the sunroof of the Explorer and eat the kids? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it starts cracking on them and stuff. That's a real Tyrannosaurus head being controlled by like a forklift operator type guy, and it wasn't supposed to crack. Like he, he didn't have very much control over it. Like like those kids are screaming mm-hmm. in terror because because <laughs> <they're, laughs> the glass is breaking. You may have something to act against instead of like there's a Tyrannosaurus crushing through the sunroof. Yeah. Scream. The, the the movies that I think are really good when I think about space movies, I think back to like the Alien movies. Oh. Those. I so good. The second one for me was the best one, and I haven't seen it in so long. But the that was well acted. The panic on the Space Marines was was incredible. Mm-hmm. But but House of Cards is coming out. If you're not on Netflix, I want you know the business model that Netflix has is one of my favorites as a customer. Right? Um, as a content producer, you almost want like YouTube's model, but not screw you over on um, either copyright or. Mobile yeah, not this version of YouTube model. <laughs> but, it, like, I could talk about YouTube's model in a, in a bit, but um, as a customer, like, I would totally be down to pay eight bucks a month, or, or is it nine? I think it's eight bucks a month for Netflix and never see a commercial. Like, people talk about commercials, the, like, insurance salesmen or something like that, or, the, like, there's sayings that they, I don't get it at all. You know, I, I was at my I went to the dentist like three months ago and all the receptionists said some catchphrase from a commercial and started laughing. I hadn't a clue. You know, the last one I heard was so easy. A caveman could do it or something. What, what, I don't know when that was. Guess what day it is. <laughs> What'd you say? Guess what day it is. That's the one. What is that from? It's from a it's from a, a Geico commercial. It's like, you know, happy Geico customers are happy as a camel on hump day. And, and then the camel says it, right? Or, yeah. yeah. He, he's trying to get people to tell him that it's hump day. I, I've never seen that commercial. The big thing was he came up, the, the internet sees on, he was like, in one cut, he was like, Mike, 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 Mike. He went up to some guy named Mike and was harassing him. Everybody thought that was hilarious for some reason. 
This, gonna, is, this is all foreign to me. When I visit, yeah, I think you got to watch t- TV to to know this stuff. When I um when I go to like in a hotel or something, I watch commercials and I like them. I'm like like you know I can't wait to. I remember I went to my in-laws. This is a while back. There was this a uh, uh, Lexus or something driving down a hill and then a snowball like going down the like the straightway and the Lexus was curvy and they were like racing and dying to see whether the snowball hits the Lexus as it does this thing and. Um, I imagine everyone else had just seen that commercial a thousand times. But for me, it was like, hey, it's a little mini show. But, That's what uh, I go to the movies for. <laughs> I live a commercial-free life because I just do like the Netflix thing. And yeah, but see, you're, you're basically saying that you use Adblock on YouTube and you're, a, you're an evil person. I'm not talking about YouTube. I'm talking about uh, what but I you, do the, the, big the, the Hub Day Camel is a YouTube like Google filler ad. Shut up, Wings. you know what so there is a level of hypocrite for the longest time for years i um i didn't run any ad block at all and the reason was i wanted the same experience that my subscribers got i wanted to know like was there an internet explorer ad that ran before the videos and it feels like something yeah i remember that one yeah that's one of the better ones i got so annoyed by it but um i actually ended up running ad block because the ads on my live streams would have me looking stupid for, like, way too long. I'm like, am I live yet? I can't tell if I'm live yet. There's an ad here. If you run into some bump in the road, you got to watch an ad again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to not – I would – and I, I turn off Adblock for most of the internet. But for YouTube, I have it on. And for Twitch, I have it on because I need it. You know, I, I can't be sitting through ads – before I know if the content I'm making, uh, is think, I don't know why Twitch I think it should go this to... way, but so so we don't promote ad block because ad block is a horrible thing for the internet. I think Twitch and YouTube, when you're the owner of said channel, you should have access to an ad free stream. Yeah, if I wouldn't need ad block if that was the thing. I wish that I didn't have to watch ads on my content. Boom. Then mm-hmm. I w- then I wouldn't need ad block anymore. See, I just I don't, I don't get paid for watching my own videos. It doesn't work that way. I'm not sure if you do or not, but I do know that like one person doesn't. If you do, it's a fr- it's a penny at best. I wish or it was a fraction a penny. of a penny. Yeah, if I got paid a penny per view, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, but I mean, like if you know, you know, if there's the fr- the the ad sales or whatever, the like the auction true view, whatever the there's all kinds of different know. stuff. Okay. There's there's crazy huge CPMs on some of that. Oh, stuff. by the way, but, Lefty, good call at night, but. Hmm. I told yeah, you, didn't I? Thing kicks ass. Night, let Nightbot let Nightbot run your ads for you. Yeah, I don't even run ads on mine. I do run the ad when you first join, but I don't run it on a regular basis. Well, you can't, but you can't control whether the ad. Well, can you? Well, could you do that? Could you control whether the ad plays when you when somebody first joins a stream? I don't think you can. I don't know if you can. I've never seen that. But what do you need to start running ads and get a subscribe button so that you can tell people subscribe and you don't get ads? Yeah, Even that's the I thing. Think, I think the I subscribe think button and the ads go together. Like, you know, I'll <laughs> stop hitting you on the head if you subscribe. If you don't hit them on the head, then they'll never subscribe. <laughs> you know? But um, that's See, like, I have no problem watching ads because, like you said, Woody, a lot of them now are becoming, like, mini versions of content themselves. Mm-hmm. Twitch like, does a lot it wrong, of them are produced. Though. Twitch mm-hmm. shows the same ad five times in a row. Twitch does need to get better on their ad deployment, yeah. Um. Oh, but, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, like oh, I watch MLG streams. Ugh. Anyway, just to wrap up the previous topic, I love the Netflix model where you don't get ads, you pay 8 bucks a month, and they give you original content, and they release it as a binge-watching thing. 
You know, I'm, I don't like the HBO model, which is similar, except that they drag it out over 13 weeks. No. <laughs> Let me sit down, ignore hygiene and nutrition, and watch my show. That's See, but even HBO is now like, hey, Netflix is doing something right. Because aren't they getting ready, if they haven't already, to deploy HBO Go as like a you-can-just-buy-HBO Go? They're trying to, yeah. Yeah, there's some sort of stumbling block in that. I don't know. They're having a hard time getting it done. When they do, we need an HBO to go slash Woody. I don't know why they're having a hard time getting it done because, you know, I'm just using somebody else's account information and it's working fine in my house. Uh, it, no, it, it's not the uh, tech issue. It's the licensing issue. Like, apparently they're getting temporary licenses to shows and they're not supposed to be broadcasting it as widely as Netflix does or something like that. Oh, I see. They'd have to I like more. Netflix. Like, I like when Netflix emails me when it upgrades my favorite shows. Hmm. Netflix is good. They're doing a lot of stuff right. Uh, we were talking about something else. I, I brought us back to Netflix. I didn't mean to. Uh, Twitch advertisements. Twitch, oh, yeah. deployment. Twitch seems way more content producer friendly than YouTube does now. I feel like YouTube says, like, oh, content producers. They're a dime a dozen. They have no value. The real value is the infrastructure of YouTube. Screw everything else. Whereas Twitch is like, ah, you know, this guy that's bringing all these people to Twitch, he's good. Um, if people don't know... There are two things that make it uh, less profitable on YouTube than it used to be. One is uh, ad block. So people run ad block, and that's getting more and more popular, and uh, um, that's, I guess, a thing. There are websites that don't work while you run ad block. YouTube hasn't taken that step. The other is mobile views. Uh, people who make videos, they don't really get paid by mobile views. Do you get paid at all, or is it just like one hundredth of what they would otherwise? Is I don't even know how to check. Yeah, it, it might literally be zero dollars and zero pennies per view for a mobile view. And um, that's the direction that more and more people are taking as their preferred viewing platform. They watch on their phone, they watch on their iPad, they watch on their Kindle or whatever, and uh, Xbox. So um, as that sort of grows, YouTube's not making any effort. They're, they're just kind of being like, hey, look, people are shifting towards the platform where we don't pay the content producers I like that. I like it when they shift to the one where I get 100% of the profit. That sounds fantastic. And uh, and there you have it. But the trouble is, you know, that it used Content to be... Content producers actually going to pull ship. It used to be if you were a guy who had like 150,000 subs, you could make a living on YouTube. Now that baseline is kind of feeling like, you know, half a million, million subs. And it, it's only trending towards higher and higher requirements. I have half a million subs and I probably make the bare minimum you could live off of. Okay, so, um, you know, whereas it used to be lower because everybody watched on PCs and uh, Adblock wasn't as popular. So so that's a thing. That's a thing. On the other hand, companies are doing better with brand integration than they ever were. So if you are one of those top-tier guys and you're working with the top-tier advertisers, then uh, you can make your money outside YouTube. Right, but that's just one of those things where it's the rich get richer but the middle and lower eh, doesn't really matter if they get better at all. Because, I mean, yeah, PewDiePie with brand integration, or I don't mean to to, to dog on PewDiePie. Right. He's, he's huge, and, and a lot of companies want to work with him, and good for him. Right. But, I mean, he even with Adblock, his channel is so profitable. 
but I mean, he's whatever he's making, and which is his own freaking business for for brand integration stuff. But yeah, that, that that's awesome for PewDiePie. But who who goes to, you know, fifty hundred thousand sub channels? I know I'm in that bracket, so I don't mean to seem. Who goes to uh, zero to five hundred thousand sub channels, or uh, let's say quarter million sub channels? Like, yeah, here's the deal. We want to work with you. We are Intel. We are. Nvidia, we are these people. They whatever don't do it. the whatever Electronic the is one of those companies. E, well, EA is. They've got their they've got their Ronku thing. Yeah, Electronic Arts is probably the best company that messes with multiple you know size channels. Yep, they're very YouTube savvy. They have Will of DC, who's as YouTube savvy as it gets working there. <laughs> they tell him how to do it right. Yeah, they Holy love their thing. Sure, Kyle. I love you there? I think Kyle's away. I think Kyle has stepped away. I want to ask Kyle about e-cigs and why he might hate New York. But um, Well, I can do a non-Kyle question then. <laughs> Your glorious gaming PCs have you unimpressed with the consoles. What can consoles do to draw you back to them? Ooh, that is a very good question, actually. Um... And consoles do, like the current consoles, not like the next generation. Like, but like, what can the Xbox One or PS4 do for me? Yeah. Well, I, I I'll, I'll fill this question. Well, what most people want is like to be able to upgrade the graphics card, and your console just be the platform itself. Like this is the interface, but the game graphics can vary from every game made onto it, just like on a PC. Like you want you want the you want to put a Titan in your PS4? There, put a Titan in your PS4. That's not my answer, and also that can't be done in the current gen, which I think. You know what I like about the consoles where the PCs fall down? Communication. Like in mm-hmm. in COD, it's not great. Uh, in in the the shooter community is not the the sweetest like shining example. Left for Dead was great though. In mm-hmm. Left for Dead, if you didn't have a mic. No one wanted to play with you. Like, it was like a... I liked the Mikeism. I don't know what to call Mike racism that, that <laughs> happened in, in Left 4 Dead. But I loved it. Some guy comes in, he doesn't have a little speaker icon next to him. GTFO. You know, we'll boot that guy. You could vote <laughs> to kick me. Call the duty. What come in my shit with no mic? Mm-hmm. Well, for you. But I, if you're playing pub solo, you don't expect good communication with strangers. Whereas if you played Left 4 Dead solo... That, that was an expectation you would have. Consoles, especially the Xbox side, because it usually ships with a better mic, are, um, like, there's a, just that people expect... It, it, you can't figure out who has a mic, and you can talk, and you can party up with strangers. That's mm-hmm. something that happens better. In the PC, if you say a thing, it's like <laughs> you're being rude for breaking my silence. That's the culture over there. And this is Battlefield 4 I'm talking about. Now, I... They might feel differently if I was like a battle, like if I don't know, if I was level cap who's you know leading the lobby and I'm shouting out really useful, intel, like insightful stuff, then maybe mm-hmm. they'd feel differently. But uh, yeah, my experiences, PC guys, they don't want you talking. They want you to shut up, play the game, and somehow intrinsically communicate non-verbally, see what's happening in the mini map, and fill that hole. Whereas you know, there's shout-outs on the console that happens sometimes. That, to me, is the thing the consoles do better than PCs. There's not a lot on that list, but that's one. Yeah, I mean, 
what consoles? If the question is what can consoles do to draw, draw me back, I I don't think there really is anything because what I enjoy about PC gaming, the customizability, the ability to keep my PC up to date, if I so choose and had the money, but the ability to do that, the ability to be on top of at the at the the pinnacle of of graphics technology, if well, I want to be. What if consoles were mod friendly? So forget the hardware upgrade. But if there were mm-hmm. software upgrades, if suddenly people like you and I could make COD maps and Shipment was a playable map on Ghost, it Ghosts, and uh, like everything about it just had the same sort of mod friendliness that happens on PC, what if that were a thing? I don't use mods on PC. You played Daisy. I did, but it took, me, it took it took me like two weeks to commit to convince me to install it. Cold busted. It you really wasn't that mo- that difficult of a of a mod to install. It I mean, like to me, oh, Daisy yeah. was the game I was playing. I've never played Arma two. You should me get too. the standalone. I'm Just the same the way. I have Arma two. I have a, I had to buy the top level Arma two, right? Like, is the cheap Arma? I was like, what version of Arma two do I want? And on Twitter, and Twitter said. Woody, if you're looking to play actually DayZ, you need to buy this like Armor Two Plus version. Like, all right, you have to get the expansion pack and everything. Fuck that mm-hmm. noise. Yeah, so so I got that, and I only ever played DayZ. And Armor Three is a beautiful looking game. I haven't played it, but I've seen. It plays like ass. <laughs> oh, it, it it doesn't. It really doesn't. Get in a wasteland server. It's it's beautiful. There, there's a lot of flaws in Armor Three. You were playing the alpha and beta version with me. It's a I lot of those that, flaws like, been fixed. It's still it needs a better spawn system. Like I should be able to spawn on Lefty. I shouldn't have to like spawn in a town three three you know miles to the left of where Lefty's at, and like communicate and get with him. Yeah, I I still don't know how to figure that shit out. So maybe there's be, a way. It bringing mod, you know, shucks. I feel like I don't think because what if, I what if, I like about PC gaming. The current generation of consoles doesn't do very well, and and changing them would require changing the question altogether. So if it was, yeah, you know, um, the next generation of consoles takes a bigger chance with their tech instead of all right, we know this this GPU, like this version of the GPU will be stable, you know, in ninety three point two percent of the of the units we create. And this GPU will only be stable in 89.4% of the units, blah, 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 blah. If they, if they took a bit of a bigger chance with their GPU, with their power and their tech, okay. But I think that, you know, the current generation of consoles that, that came out, that just dropped, are, are years behind already. Let me tell you why I don't play PC and why I stick with console. I don't play PC for a couple of reasons. One... The community is very small in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Two, the trophies and achievement system is horrid on Steam. Mm-hmm. That's true. Three, lack of communication. And four, fucking crashes, dude. Yep. Stability comes with consoles. Yes. Hey, but I don't mind crashes. I know I don't I mind. You know, you know, how many times you play with me and been frustrated? I've been frustrated because you're frustrated. Motherfucker, I crash left and goddamn right on the PC. Yeah, I think you just. One, I've had one game run flawlessly on the PC, which was Dead Space Three. 
I think you're installing things wrong. But I mean, like if if crashes bothered me, and if uh, if a lack of if a lack of Steam installs it for you. I know. I'm just breaking your balls, wings. But uh, I think you know if those things bothered me, then yeah, of course, console gaming. That's what you get. I'm not saying there's no upside to console gaming. Of course there is. But just what I like out of gaming and what I enjoy and what I uh, like to see capitalized on, console gaming just doesn't do it for me. Another thing is is, is selection. I know there's Steam, but if you actually want to buy physical copies of like PC games, good mm-hmm. fucking luck. Mm-hmm. Good That's fucking true. luck. There's like there's like one shelf at a GameStop for PC games. Yep. Um, can I can we change the subject? I got something I want to talk about with games. Okay. I want to talk about pre-orders. Uh, what about them? All right. For most of you know, game game companies take pre-orders as an idea, is this game going to be hot or not? And like games that don't have a big backing of pre-orders has run the chance of being canceled. And, but the fact is GameStop created the pre-order, and now they're, they're kind of hassling game developers to take out sections of the game and make it a DLC or like a, a pre-order bonus. How many times have you played a game where you get like a gun or something that you can get in the game, but you get it early if you pre-order it from GameStop or Best Buy or something like that? Mm-hmm. And we we all know that the used game market, game companies hate. Xbox One was designed from out the gate to try to make it developer-friendly and use game unfriendly. Mm-hmm. So... So, you know, the developer would make the most money, which I have no problem giving the developer money. If I go to GameStop and buy a brand new game, the developer gets like 90% of the profit. If I go and buy a used game, they get exactly 0% of the total profit. And I feel like this is where DLC comes into hand. We're getting shoved DLCs. We're getting shoved map packs. We're getting shoved, you know, customized camo, microtransaction games. I think all of this is the side effect of the used game market itself, and how shady Actually, GameStop no. practices. I think no, it's I think it's retailers. Retail. I think it's it's two things. One, it's it's just greed, um, and two, uh, I think it's I think it's uh, retailers being worried that digital distribution is going to hurt them really really badly. What do you mean it's greed? I don't even I don't think I even understand greed. Is, is that a thing? Well, in the in in the sense of we would otherwise, were we not aware that we that there is a, a a profitable market for this this microtransaction DLC, let's call it, okay? So let's say we would otherwise put these camos in the game, but we've realized by dipping our toe in the water that enough people will pay to be able to pay extra to download this stuff. All right, fine. We'll, we will create it, not put it in the base game, and and now if you want it, you have to pay for it. See, my, I'd like I, to, I can't speak for ghosts, ghosts, but I can speak I'd for like Black to propose that the word green. Black Ops 2 had as many camos in it, and I think Modern Warfare 3 too. Did that have downloadable camos? I don't remember. But those things came as many camos as they traditionally did. And then they said, you know what, we're going to give you more camos than we've ever given you before, but there's a charge. I guess it's not a give, but we're going to, if you normally get 16 camos, you get 16 camos on the disc. But if you want 24 camos, you can buy some extra. And suddenly it's like, whoa, why don't we have 24 camos for free? 
Do you just get well, do you lay not for claim? free, but uh, well, the for the original game. price. Do you just lay claim to everything we ever developed for this game as should have been included in my original price? But that's true. It's a it's a very blurry line. But I think the you know you see, my my problem isn't with DLC that they create. Like Fallout creates DLC. They do. Fallout does DLC right. Mm-hmm. They create entire adventures. They have casting. They have story. They have talking. They have actors come in. Can I, they create a $10 DLC. Let me I hate this when game companies... I haven't even played Fallout yet, although I bought it and I'm going. I'm kind of psyched about it. <laughs> but um, um, I, I can tell you Fallout has an industry reputation of doing strong DLC. So carry on. Yeah, they do it right. Mm-hmm. What I hate is when I play $15 for maps already on the disc. Everyone That's says true. that too. That, that doesn't even bother me. I don't care uh, what the shipping mechanism is. I don't, I don't. But it was already created. Okay, okay. Then here, 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 here's the deal. Then, if you're gonna ship DLC on the disc, I don't want you claiming copyright infringement when I find a way to get at what's on the disc, the physical disc that I bought without paying for it. The objection I would have is, if you normally give me 16 maps, now you give me 12 and charge me for the other four. Fuck that. Like that. That's what you're getting. I don't think so. Right? Like, I, I think they've never lowered the amount of maps that they ship on the disc. They've never lowered the amount of like stuff. I feel like the baseline COD has always been what it is. If anything, the baseline COD gets bigger every year. Every, you know, they, they throw in more zombies. They throw in zombies at all. They throw in um, you know, the spec ops, right? Back in uh, COD 4, there was campaign and multiplayer. Now it's campaign, multiplayer, and that other thing. Is it still called Spec Ops, or is it just Extinction? It's the Extinction, but let me, let me throw this. How about that space they took up on that disc, which could be another feature? But that's, like, an unfair thing to say. Like, you know, I don't like Extinction. They well, should have invented something I haven't thought of that I'd like even more. Here's the perfect example. I, I read it in a Game Informer, I think, two years ago. It was from uh, it was from a, a, a disgruntled gamer who was deployed in Afghanistan, and his wife bought him Resident Evil Five, I want to say. Okay. And it said that it came that the, that this special pack came with the DLC, and and it came with the DLC included. And he was like, "Oh yeah, that's awesome because you know I'm deployed. Uh, you know, there's not a GameStop here, so send it to me." And so she did. And what what was included was a coupon to unlock another part of the disc. But he doesn't have internet access to verify the coupon. So while he does have the DLC, he doesn't have it because he has to unlock the, that part on the disc. And he can't Where is it. he that he has an Xbox handy but no internet at all? Yeah, my, brother was, my brother was deployed. He had... Ah, they've all got internet now. Once, was, once we've been there a while, internet. we've got internet and so Today's a burger king on base. That's one thing the United States does, though. And, and it's been true for a long like since World War II, you know, this guy, if as soon as they can, they're gonna get you Coca Cola and steaks and porn. Chocolate. Like it's it yeah, chocolate. That stuff's coming just as soon as you kill all those people and take this island. Yeah, right. As soon as you make it safe. For people who use hand trucks instead of rifles, mm-hmm. you'll get your shit. Yeah, I remember <laughs> seeing like there was Domino's Pizza in uh, in Iraq, like immediately, like very soon. There was, it really? was it was fast. Um, 
Oh, what was that? What we were talking about? Oh, DLC. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm a little more developer friendly. I don't. I feel like everyone who makes money in a business is somehow called greedy. No, 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 no. no, no. Let's not use the word greedy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I want to. One of the reasons greedy. I buy from GameStop when I'm excited about a game is because okay. I want to get it on a midnight release. You can download that now, but carry on. I understand it. I understand it. I want to get it on a midnight release. Why don't the developers? Take some of GameStop's business away from them and offer like three or four days release prior to releasing to retail. Like if I pre-order from the developer, I can get this game on the 12th instead of the 18th. I would only guess that the reason is GameStop still holds some power. That shelf space at GameStop is important and they'd take it away from you if you did that. Plus a developer would have to pay for stamping and distribution. And if they're only putting out He's talking about digital. Oh, digital. digital. Sorry. Or you can just have him ship it. He says, make it available digitally three days early. We'll cut out GameStop. You'll make more money. Welcome to Steam. <laughs> but then GameStop won't sell your titles anymore. They'll get pissed. Right, right. That's but if everybody saying. does yeah. it, the GameStop loses well, all that's the That's colluding, Wings. Can't do that. <laughs> So, um, uh, well, Kyle wanted to talk about greed. I was greed, interested to hear greed what his, his Greed shouldn't be a word. Greed should be a word when you're talking about GameStop shoes game market. All right, Gordon Gecko. Because, yeah, like, I feel you, like you call it colluding should... when the when the distributors try to do that. But GameStop sells used games and no give no kickback to the developers. The developers already got their kickback when the product was sold originally. It didn't become used out of nowhere. It didn't just appear. I understand. From the I understand that concept of it. But mm-hmm. let's say let's say the difference. Like, say you go to GameStop and you buy a new game. What's a relatively new game? Let's say Ghost. Ghost. It's relatively mm-hmm. new. Ghost. It's gonna be full price. You're gonna pay sixty bucks brand new for it, or you're gonna pay fifty six dollars for mm-hmm. the GameStop price. How many times has GameStop sold that fifty six dollar one opposed to that sixty? All the time, because their salesmen are trained. You know, you want to go. I say, give me a new copy of this. They'll be like, we have a used one. You can save four dollars. Can't risk it. I'm about to live stream this thing. There's 2,000 people, 3,000, 5,000 people waiting for me to play this game. I don't want a, some returned copy for a $4 discount. And they'll still try and, like, get Mario. I don't know. We check them first. You don't check shit, GameStop. You don't check anything. It doesn't come with the manual. I want it new. I want it new mm-hmm. because I need the reliability that a new disc brings me. But they push that you stuff so hard I feel like they only sell you when there's new, when there's no used in Let stock. me tell you a secret about GameStop. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that was a manager of GameStop. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give his name, but I had a disc called Black Ops 2. And on that disc, the map standoff stopped working. So I took it into him. He took one out of the out of his collection of discs and threw mine into the disc and handed me a new disc with a working map. So somebody out there is going to have my Black Ops 2 disc with a map that doesn't work. Okay. That's GameStop choosing and looking Wait, at the standoff. Ditch. No, that's your friend. That wasn't like GameStop manager was like, yeah, let's slip Wings the good one. The and CEO they, of GameStop was like, come here, Wings of Redemption. I'm just saying, if it does that for me, how many other places do the same thing for their friends and things like that? And you got that shit. Every, every retail thing, every, like, where you have a human employee talking to human customers, there's going to be where that human employee and that human customer are friends. And that human employee says fuck you to the big guy and helps out his buddy. I That's prefer everywhere. not having a disc. I, I pretty much trust these companies to be like like Apple, right? Now, if I buy a song from iTunes and my hard drive gets in a fire, I can re-download that song from iTunes. 
Thank you. That's what can I, I can want. I, I'll say one more thing about pre-orders. Pre-orders could be a bad thing because companies get the monies ahead of time and they might push a product out because they don't their money's guaranteed. Uh, like, that's I not think how... Model War Warfighter is a good example of this. Dude, we'll pre-order like Lego games or something. Change our mind. Push that pre-order to the next thing. I go there. They're like, you pre-ordered this game. It's been out for six months. You want me to put this pre-order on this new game? Yes, I do. I don't think that that what you just mentioned is a is a good concern. But it, like, hey, when Gears of War comes out, and they say, hey, if you pre-order, you get a golden lancer. Same thing, but it's golden. That's good, right? Is that not good? I like that. I liked my gold lancer. So I, I mean, it. I got no problem with that. That's just it's no different than. No different, really, than you know when McDonald's does a promotion and they got Disney toys. They're just you know, getting with a company and making a deal so that it brings people in. And, and why is greed thrown around too? It seems like they throw greed at everything that's successful. I don't think I think greed should be reserved for like really, really greedy moments. Like when someone's got like they've got way more than they need, and I'm talking about something that you can have way more than you need because that doesn't apply to money because you could never have enough money. <laughs> but like if somebody had like a like a giant dumpster full of walnuts, and then they went across the street and stole some kid's walnuts. That's greed. That's greed. <laughs> but if GameStop makes a deal with Rockstar Games so that, you know, if you come in and pre-order uh, Grand Theft Auto, you get a bonus in the game, you get a Corvette or something, that's not greed. That's smart business. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I'm going to have a get-off-my-lawn moment here. But I noticed that there's, a, like... Some words younger people use in different ways than I do. One is respect, right? Oh, my God, I totally lost respect for you. You just (laughs) didn't see a guy. Respect, for me, is a concept that grows and shrinks much more slowly than I think it does for people now. Now I lost respect for you is kind of like a almost I'm temporarily mad at you kind of thing, right? And it doesn't even make it bad. It's just... Because there's a communication mismatch between someone like me who like thinks of respect as this like monumentally like concept that that that's strong, and when I hear that like you know I have no respect for you anymore, I'm like whoa 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 that's a serious charge. It's not that serious a charge for you know, young people. They 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 kind of use that more quickly. Hypocrite. I see hypocrite thrown around a lot. Oh, you're such a hypocrite. You, you whatever didn't check your corner. I'm like, I'm not sure you're using hypocrite the way it's supposed to be used. <laughs> you know? Like, it, mm-hmm. they'll use hypocrite as a synonym for, like, liar, careless, whatever. Like, and um, greed, I think, is another one that gets thrown out. Like, greed always, to me, meant, like, you're taking more than your share, you're using it for personal gain, you're just accumulating, like, you know, you have a victim in your thing. But they'll throw greed at companies that have nothing but happy customers. I, I don't feel like Apple's greedy. Apple works super hard to make their product as perfect as they know how to make it. It's a boutique product that serves a niche for people who like to nitpick the gloss on an icon. And they're willing to pay extra for it. The new Apple computer that comes out, I think it just released the, um, what the hell is it called? Their pro desktop thing? No one knows? Power Mac. I think it's the Power Mac. Uh, some people say it's shaped like a wastebasket. It's a cylinder. 
And it's an all-new shape. It has a new airflow thing going on. It's crazy expensive. I think you can configure one to be twelve grand, like if you get like a dual octa-core or whatever. And um, uh, it doesn't make it greedy to me, right? I think the people that buy it sit there and like wait for the UPS man to come like a Labrador waits for you to get home from work. Like it, that's not greedy. That's just building a product that people thirst for and charging uh, ha- an amount that's so high, but they're happy for it. Um, anyway, I don't know where I'm headed with this. Greed, respect, hypocrite. Some of these words are thrown around more casually than generations before them did. That's true. That's I agree. A, that's a thing. Kyle. Yes, sir. Oh, Wings, did you want to say that? I was going to change the topic. Obviously, I'm glad you threw the word respect out there because people say I lost this amount of respect. But did it come and go in a day? <laughs> to yeah. me, I've always heard you earn respect, and then you lose it after you've earned it. Like you don't just naturally gain it just for being a person. I'm with you there. Yeah, it, it – like, I don't know. There's like – I'm happy with you and mad at you. That, to me, is the temperature of the air. Respect, that's the temperature of the water. It's slower. It builds slower. It sinks slower. This argument might not work for people who didn't grow up by the ocean. But but the change, <laughs> <laughs> but the change is much more gradual. You know, it, it doesn't just bop around by 40 degrees. I don't think the change can be gradual, though. Like, I, I've, I've, there's been one occasion in my life where I just – a person did something and it made me lose all respect for them. Right. Uh, to me, respect is the ocean water thing. It, it's something that comes slowly over time and goes away slowly over time, usually. It, it would have to be a monumental thing for them to lose respect yeah. in, in a moment. Mine was eight thoughts. Eight thoughts? Eight is thoughts. Is he making videos now? He is making videos again. But, okay. like, you know, I, I bring him on here. He did his song. He blew up. I was trying to – I promoted his channel left and right. We all did, yeah. I, we were totally I thought he was a, my friend. Like, we talked to him on Skype. I helped him out. And then all of a sudden, there's a video of him making fun of me. That yeah. moment, that day, I deleted every bit of eight thoughts out of my life. He did that to me too. I, I don't even remember what it was, but like I was being accused of some like trumped up drama charge, and then he put his opinion out there, and I reached out to him, and I was like, "Dude, what are you doing? Like I, I've always been good to you, and you're making a hate Woody video, and all your facts are wrong." And I laid out all his facts, like, for him. Like, I gave him the – usually when I get wrapped up in drama, it's, it, it's not even true, you know. My, remember the one where um, Machinima laid off, like, 14 employees and cut the contracts of 1,000 YouTubers so they could pay me? Remember that yes. one? <laughs> <laughs> and now you're a millionaire. like <laughs> Woody. What's that? From my understanding, Machinima never really liked Woody. Um – I think they like, liked I, me. I remember times titles. that they would – remember you had your um, – God, what was that? With the building blocks. A building block series they never would put on the Machinima respawn page. Like It was like tips of the day with Woody or something like that. No, they they actually like thirsted for more. They even gave me resources to help me with editing and stuff like that. I, I, I feel like they treated me pretty well. I don't have any complaints with my relationship with Machinima. Um but I will say that when they – the whole thing about them laying off those employees and stuff and, and cutting all the contracts so they could pay me more, you'll notice four weeks later I was not with Machinima anymore. I did not get offered a whatever quintuple raise like like people said they were. Yeah, anyway, the back to eight thoughts. There was some <laughs> trumped-up drama thing about me, and I don't even remember what it was anymore. But he made a video about it, had all his facts wrong. 
I called him, and he agreed to like grudgingly make another video with a, a tone like a scaled back version of the of a similar opinion. I, I don't remember, but that no, it was the same sort of thing. It was like, wow, after all I've done for you, you'll sit there and assume the very worst of me, uh, and that's I guess that's who he is. I know I lost. That's the only person I can honestly think of that I've lost all respect for instantly. Yeah, he, I don't know him that well, but uh, I was just shocked. Like I don't know if I if I didn't know you that well, and then I came over and I helped you move, and then all of a sudden you were like trashing me. It was like wow, our whole relationship is based on me making emotional deposits toward you, and I'm still getting this shit. How can this be? <laughs> oh, you want your shit moved? Boom, pick it off the sidewalk, bitch. I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all I've ever, like every interaction I've had with you has been me helping you. And now I get this. What a way to behave. Like that, um, that was, that was my thing with Athos. It's like people criticizing people that work for free, like going to move furniture and you don't, you're not moving fast enough for them. Well, fuck you. Go pay somebody. (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) yeah, I I just did the furniture thing is like, you know, I was, I was doing favors. I was being nice, you know, they, we had him on PKA several times. We had him singing, you know, as Pimp in his channel, and and then he goes and dogs mine, and I was like, wow. And everything he said was untrue. That's uh, I don't know why we're talking about him. I, I usually don't like to talk about drummer name names at all, but uh, um, Wings did it for you. Once again, eat my diction last week and now eight thoughts. Call him like he sees him, folks. Call him like he sees him. I didn't know about eat my diction. This segment of PKA is called Straight Shooter with Wings of Redemption. <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> what he said. We probably shouldn't say it again. But, I've uh, actually yeah. never had. I've never actually talked to Eat My Diction. Period. I, apparently, oh, we've God. had him on the show. Oh God! You don't need to to be in this segment of PKA. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of pick a uh, name, say something about him, and let it roll. No. Straight shooter with Wings Redemption. I, I don't. I, all right, Wings is all right. Apparently, from from what I've been read, I didn't do the research because I'm that into it. He was on the show, uh, concurrent with Gassy Mexican, I think, or maybe they made separate appearances on this um, show. On right on PK. Okay, and Wings. Uh, there was another guest. It wasn't just. Diction was the guest. It was Diction, and I believe only used me Blade, okay. and Blade was his usual boisterous self. Uh, but and then Wings, out of the blue, as Wings does, um, was a little bit, uh, I guess, just uncouth about <laughs> Diction. Like, well, what did I say? I don't you gave him shit about yeah, about not talking or doing anything. You know what? And but a lot of it. it, it this it, had to be years ago. This it was it was like it was something you'd be like, oh well, what was really the big deal? But hold on, the whole thing that spawned um, wings last week, saying you know, diction and those guys or whatever, they hate the show. Was Diction just being drunk on a live stream? I just got no saying, hatred. There's no hatred in my heart for him. I don't think anybody has hate for him. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't remember the specifics of when this happened, but I will say this: if he was quiet on the show, which is how Lefty kind of is laying it out there, that's a super common thing. Something about the PKA hosts. We're all alpha talkers, right? Every one of us, I think, leads conversations when they talk to regular people. So when you get four alpha talkers, if the other guy 
isn't a natural jump into a conversation with strangers and be an alpha talker guy, it can be difficult to get in. And we, as a show, don't often, like, just open the door and wait for someone who's not an instant alpha talker. It's go time. you got to bring your A game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we tell people sometimes, too, like, it, 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 you guys don't hear it, but before the show rolls, we're like, all right, you know, and a common mistake people make is not jumping in the conversation, not making themselves heard. You know, you have full license to jump in the second you feel like it. You know, the worst thing you can do is sit here and be um, a viewer of the show as opposed to a, a co-host. That's what we say before it happens, and uh, and that's a thing. But apparently, it just I don't know. It, it yeah. wasn't a it wasn't a drama thing. Don't oh my god! Now people are just gonna tweet Dick yeah. again. Well, I tried to just recall the names out. I tried to put out the flames. I may have just fanned them. So to to anybody running to Diction or Gassy Mexican or anybody uh, else, let's put out the flames. Let's let's let's, let's put no, some gas. No wings, don't do anything. No wings, no. Do Who do you guys think is the worst guest we've ever had? I'm gonna, uh, gonna go. The worst guest we ever had. The worst guest. I'm, I've got a couple Hodor. names in my head. Hodor. Hodor, Hodor. Hodor. Yeah, the worst. No, Hodor was the worst guest we've never had. <laughs> it would have to be mm-hmm. someone like we've had a couple guests over the years who just were wallflies. I've got two. I've got two. Neither one of them is very prominent. I only have like. 50 I, I didn't like Boss Nasty, which was like painkiller oh, I wasn't there for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like Boss Nasty, and there was one guy that pretended to be like special forces, and it was a lie the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say something bad. What was, I was it? To, I was about to be like, "I fly." <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no, no, talking no, about it was a joke. It's a joke. Calm the fuck down. I thought I fly was a pretty good guest on his second. I fly is a good guest. In yeah, he was. He one, was good on his second one. In his first one, I, I thought he could have opened up more. You know, he was in the midst of a lot of heavy stuff, and um, we we kind of like I, I don't know. I would have used the platform as a way to be like, "Hey, here's where I am," you know, and just sort of open up with it. And I think it would have been really good for him publicly. But uh, uh, his second time, he was fully open. He did. I, I know. I know. My colleagues are scared to drop names. I'm gonna put this out there. If you base your YouTube channel around talking and you come on here and be silent, you're messing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's I recognize how tough it is for some people. Like usually when I pop on a podcast, I I jump in like I'm a pretty talkative guy. But um, I can see like if I'm in a party situation and everyone is like old friends from high school, how hard it is to you know be one of their buddies and I talk about my favorite thing in the world myself. <laughs> oh, I see y'all hanging no, out. Don't school. worry. Let's talk about me for a while, motherfuckers. We've I, noticed you know how great that I too. am, <laughs> dude. I, I was at a party. This is a few years back, but not like way back, like three years back. And um, there were like four guys talking about how the gym coach hated one of them in particular. And for this guy, it was traumatic. He's like, he still hates that gym coach, that mother effer who you know didn't ever treat him right. And, oh, you know, like he called him by his last name, I forget, but it, you know, like whatever, Valdez. And um, everyone else was laughing about it, explaining it, talking about it, etc. How do you join in that conversation? It's super hard. And when like for me, it's weird to be like, oh, I had a gym teacher with this experience. All of a sudden, it's like we're not. It's not about you. And no one shares your co-experience 
like we do with this other guy. It's tough. It's tough to walk into a conversation and it, when everyone else knows each other. It's tough not to come off like an asshole when you're meeting other people's friends. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Be like, be like, we could talk about your job, which you file papers, or we can talk about my job where I smash watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Kyle, you there? Yes, sir. Landlord update. Um, we've, uh, we had to go to the police and it's, um, we're waiting on them. It's in their hands right now. So you got about two months wait, huh? So probably. How much, it, so for people like who eight don't grand know, in Kyle, uh, I guess he was doing his taxes and his accountant figured out that the guy had been like, I guess he had auto withdrawal authority on Kyle's account. So he just auto withdrawed like an extra $10,000. Boom. Because he over the course of the over over the, over the course of some time, right, right. So Kyle was paying rent to this guy, and he was kind of like double dipping, like, yeah, I'll take two months of a time, be cool. Sounds cool, doesn't it? And when Kyle was doing his taxes, they discovered the double dipping. It's not precisely double, but roll with it. And um, uh, Kyle was kind of forgiving and easy to work with. You were like, hey, you're gonna have to pay this back, and and we won't have to go through the police or anything. And he immediately paid back how much? Um, a couple thousand. It was so I, I think it went from ten to eight. Do those numbers sound about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever. These are PKA numbers, but that's roughly right. He was missing ten grand. Discovered it. Now he's missing eight grand. Did he ever pay again? No. Really? No. So it, that's been over a year, right? Um. No, not yet. No, no. It's been it's been going on for for several months. Oh, well, since tax time, so it must be like eight months. Yeah, least. like eight or nine months. Eight or nine months. And you're you're done waiting for him. You only have the two grand. He owes you another eight, and you have the police in on it. Correct. I uh, that's that's all I know. Hmm. I don't believe the police are doing anything about this. I, we may need to prod them again. Do the police do this? Get money from people? I, I don't. I don't I know. You need I a don't judge. Maybe you do need a judge for this kind of thing. Wait, Lefty's here. Isn't Lefty our amateur huh. paralegal? I'm totally legal. What are you talking about? Are <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What's up? So Kyle's landlord. You know the story, I think. Where they just. It, mm-hmm. Oh, it took too much money. Virtually stole, not virtually stole ten grand because he had access to withdraw from the bank account. Paid back about two, still owes eight. Kyle told the police about it, and nothing's getting done. How did you get your other eight from this guy? Well, how legally to go about it, or just you know, crack about? skulls and grab no, grab money from him? Um, legally, probably sue him. Get a court order. Yeah. If the guy's as shady as if the guy is as shady as Kyle makes him out to be, you sue him. He's not going to show up. You get a summary judgment for the amount that you want, and then he owes you that money. And you just go. What, do they issue a warrant at that point, or do they garnish his wages? They eventually put him in jail. What, like, how do they get him to give the money he owes? Uh, that is actually can be a little tough. 
getting that because you can just get judgments against people all day. Just judgment, judgment, judgment. Um, what you can do then is, um, I that's a that's a more specific, narrow legal question that I'm not equipped to answer. My guess is you're not equipped. Do you need a different mic? <laughs> a different brain, a different set of knowledge. Um, my guess would be probably a uh, a court order of some kind, but that but that doesn't make any sense to me because the judgment is itself a court order. But the actual a, narrow getting of of the money might be a little bit weird, different. I had a judgment against me in in court, and it ruined my credit record for the next seven years. Not ruined, like I was able to still get loans because it was the only thing, but it was bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't really. So here's what happened. I'll explain. I'm like 19, driving to college or something, and the the minivan is loaded with furniture and stuff. I'm headed into a toll lane, and uh, just by nature of like toll lanes, the one I was in was kind of empty, and there was a long line next to me. So the people next to me kind of quickly darted into the empty toll line that I was driving through. I hit the brakes, I skid, I hit the people, and... Um, <laughs> The cop comes on scene and he says it was the other person's fault. And he gets a like a witness, the toll booth taker guy. And he was like, yeah, saw the whole thing. That guy cut him off, darted into the lane, no signal or anything like that. Uh, it was that guy's fault. But the driver had a boyfriend in the car and that boyfriend was an attorney. And uh, he's like, he just handled everything perfectly all the way through. Uh, he testified at the court. The trial went on for like four hours. It was a traffic case. And it was like a four-hour-long trial with this attorney. To, and in the end, I lost the court case. But leading up to it, my uh, insurance company was like, you know, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll pursue this. This guy's been a jerk the entire way. Um, you know, we, we're not going to just you know, roll over and pay what he wants. So when the... Um, when the summary went against me, the insurance company immediately paid out what the judge said to pay them out, but it hurt my credit record. They, apparently, even in a situation like that, you've got a traffic accident, they tell you to pay, you pay immediately. The fact that a court had to tell you to pay your bill is bad for your credit record. <laughs> I felt, Isn't that ridiculous? Does I, that strike anybody? The whole idea of a credit score... Sounds like a good idea on paper, but when you think of, like, human beings, being a human, being an actual, like, we're on Earth, and we we have to interact with each other and do things, it's like the whole idea of living and dying by a number set by people in a smoke-filled room that you never meet, that you never see, and you you can literally live or die by this number, isn't that just, like, Nope, what? credit scores are awesome. I completely disagree. I think they're great. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, you just want to do it by color of your skin, and that's not a fair way to judge people. Ah, right? there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, forgetting the whole racist stupid joke. Um, if I had to, if I'm loaning money based on the impression that person makes, then I am completely, you know, seduced by charming people and hold against people who maybe aren't so charming but are very you know, hardworking and trustworthy. Like it, you need a score, an intrinsic number-based system based on their history of paying back bills. It's a way better system than just meeting someone and handling on a human level. 
Sure, I, I mean, of course, it, it, in the in the grand grand scheme of things, a majority of let's let's say decisions based on credit score on this number are probably made in with the best of intentions, and probably a majority of them are made with the right end result. If you if you if you you know if you were Sarnak and you knew the outcome. And and then you looked at the at the decision that was made. You say, oh yeah, that was that was the right decision. But there are still a whole lot of cases where you you know to to adhere only to that number in every single case. Like, well, yeah, you, you're you're charming, and and I could see you really need the money, or you know, you really need this job. But man, your credit score just sucks. Donkey nuts. So no, just in every if you are going to to make an absolute of of the credit score, I think is to remove a little bit of of, of humanity of, of a person's humanity to say you are not a human. You are a number to me, and that number is below this threshold. Bim boom boom stamp. Get out of my office. I think that just I disagree. You know, I like that system. I feel like it's like intrinsic it and it's fair. It's not based on... Some... You just said it wasn't fair. You just told us a story of how it was bullshit and it hurt you. I'm not saying that it's flawless. I'm just saying it's a far You said better... it was fair. That's not the same as flawless. I, I'm saying that it is way better to have a system of like measurements where everyone is graded on an equal way. And I, I get that it's not flawless. I, I had a thing myself. I even had another one. Dude, here's another credit card, your credit score mess up. It was over $69. I had an insurance company that went out of business. And there was a bill for me for a place I never went to. It was a hospital in Georgia, which was not a thing for me. And it was $69. And I'm like, all right, you know, who do I owe this money to? Like, what's the score here? And I couldn't get an answer because the insurance company that dinged me didn't exist anymore. And they're like, we'll file a thing or give them a call or work it out. Like, it's not a thing. Like, someone put a mark on my credit record and vanished. How do you fix that? Apparently, like, I, I, probably someone listening to this knows how to fix that. But I didn't. And I was like, well, it's 69 bucks. I'll let it wait out. And, um, you know, I, I didn't end up taking it out a loan. I paid it off in a few months. But for my truck, the one I drive now, and they're like, just so you know, you do have a mark on this credit score. Like, it's it's not perfect. And I'm like, oh. That thing, and they're like, "Yeah, it goes away in two years," and I'm like, "That's the plan." <laughs> yeah. So it, it's long gone now. It's like a twelve-year-old truck, but um, it's an eleven-year-old truck. But uh, um, whatever. Looks yeah. just as good as the day you drove it off the lot, though. Better, better. It's been <laughs> modified and enhanced since then. But uh, but yeah. So there are flaws in the system. Sometimes you get nicks on your record that you don't deserve. But it's way better, I think, than some personal interaction, which is. I, I'm just not intrinsically good at that. I would say that they need to be less stern with some of the things. Like you can you can make one mistake and mess your credit up. That shouldn't be like it should be like respect. Nah. It should be, be a be a warming and coaling thing. In all those situations, like there was a mistake on my credit record, and no one ever held it against me. On the first one, I think I, yeah, I did. I bought a house with that on my credit record. And they're like, yep, you're good to go. We'll give you the the best rate around. I know there's a thing on it, but Somebody yeah, looked at what say, that let's thing say a was. A transition period. Let's say a person, you know, gets young, nineteen, maxes out a couple credit cards, all of them go against them. You know, buys a car, has it repoed. 
and let's say five, six, eight years later, he becomes a doctor. And in that in that period, he still got that shit following him. Um, and he you know becomes the doctor, becomes a guy that's you know trustworthy, has you know devotion, paying his bills, and the credit won't reflect this. Not not for like fifteen years. No, it. It's seven. Yeah, it's well, it reflects number. everything you do, good or bad, is what it does. But seven and years it times out. Correct. It, it reflects everything you've done, good and bad, in the last seven years. So if you've done enough good to outweigh the bad, then it wouldn't matter. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a good system. I've only had what about guys that lost their house because they lost their job and the housing market bubble burst? What about those guys and their credit score? <sighs> wait, wait. so you're know. saying someone... They bought a house, house. Uh huh. and then they lost their job, and then they stopped paying for their house. And the bubble burst. The bubble burst. So now they're completely upside down in their house, no way to pay it back. So it's very difficult to sell this house for a price Mm -hmm. that allows them to pay off their loan. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got both feelings on this, right? On one hand, you made this commitment. That's your thing. you know. you got to stand by your word. On the other hand, if it was a business... It's just smart business to write that stuff off and screw over the guy that loaned you the money, right? That's what a company would do. Mm-hmm. A company would say, ah, you know, you and I are going to have to talk about pennies on the dollar. Otherwise, you're not even getting that. And they'd make a deal together. But if you're a regular human, all of a sudden it's, you know, well, I expect you to make good on your word. So, so that's on one side of the argument. On the other, it's like, well, that was your word. I don't know. It's easy for me to sit here and say that because I never was in that spot. I have one credit thing on my history, and it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a 781, but for me not having 800 is because of this one fucking mark. It's Terminex. The guy came here, sprayed my house, and I was going to pay with a card. I'm like, I'm going to pay you with a card. Come get me when you get done. He didn't come get me. So, so he leaves, and they send me a bill. I put it on the microwave. I forget about it. Mm-hmm. Two months go by. I have a creditor calling me saying I'm a delinquent. On like a seventy dollar bill, so I pay it instantly. I'm like, well, fuck here. here here's my credit card number. T- take it away, and then I lower my score. That does suck. Yeah, I, you know it goes over eight hundred. Your credit score? I think it's eight sixty. Then the Mac call that. Is but I'm always aiming for an 800 credit score. Yeah, yeah. I I always thought it was like an SAT score where the highest you can get on the section is 800. And I, I don't know. For some reason, I was like, well, 800 is perfect. And then at one time, I found out my score was 8-something. I was like, what? I didn't even know it did that. You got extra credit, Woody. Extra credit? Yeah, I stayed yeah, after school and paid off extra bills. It was an, you, you paid an AP bill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what my score is now. I have a feeling it's not that high anymore because... I don't do the kinds of things that creditors like to see. They like to see you take out big loans and then pay them off regularly and reliably, and I don't take out any loans at all now. With interest. I, I wonder I'm, why I'm, that I'm, is. I wonder I'm, why I'm, they I'm, like to see They don't want you to pay your credit card off in one day, though. Yeah. Did, right. you see that, did you see that thing where they referred to people who paid their balance every month as, as like cockroaches or something? That's me. That's yeah. me, yeah. I, I haven't. It's been a long time. I can't remember the last time I had a credit card balance. It, it, like, I'm a cockroach, I suppose. And so I, my, my credit score might be lower than you'd guess because I don't. What they like to see is someone like take out a car loan, take out a home loan, pay that regularly month after month. If you're that guy, your credit score is golden. Me, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, develop, I'm working my way towards a teenager's credit record because <laughs> I just <laughs> don't borrow money very much. 
Mm-hmm. Kyle, I have a question for you. Shoot. As a consumer of electronic cigarettes, what do you what are your thoughts on New York City pushing through a provision to ban or to add electronic cigarettes to their smoking ban? I don't understand that. Like, like on what grounds is what I want to know. Bullshit grounds. Is it a, is exactly. it a public health risk? Is that what they're implying? I, I from the article I read, it 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 basically amounted to we don't understand what actually is in the vapor. And children might see it. It, so it, it essentially a, a large component of of it was the children. But the vapors, I, I know. I always hear the vapors water, right? It's just water that comes out. Is it literally only water? I I looked into it a lot. It's like water and glyco. The things that it is, it, it's are, are like normal everyday things that are. Uh, it uses similar stuff that is in uh, inhalers. Mm. Uh, something glycol or something. Also, There's keep nothing... in mind we're talking about New York City and what's in the air. <laughs> exactly. City. You should use that e-cig as a, an air filter. Just put that over your mouth. Put that in like one of those painter things and just just smoke on that. But, yeah. I think that's silly. I, there's, I've looked into it a lot, and I, I can't find... Uh, there's, there's no negative health effects of an e-cig. There's just not. Nicotine's not, not bad for you. It's just addictive. It's all the other shit that comes along with the cigarette. Yeah, I, and I, I have a certain compassion for people who are trying to get off cigarettes that it feels like New York doesn't share. You know, like, mm-hmm. leave them alone. I I have been in the car with Kyle while he smokes a cigarette, right? So this is a – and it's a, it's a Camaro. So there's not like a lot, there's a lot of air here, right? You can't tell he's smoking a cigarette. I mean, you can see it, but – or an e-cig. It is not something that – uh, pollutes the air. It's not. And the more and more I read about New York City and what they're doing, the more and more I realize New York City isn't a place I would want to be for anything. Because what with the you know the smoking bans, the no thirty two ounce sodas, the you know they're the the a nanny state of the worst kind. They're a perfect microcosm of what is a nanny state. And then the whole idea of like stop and frisk and all this stuff. It's just New York. I don't want anything to do with you, New York but City. But you're from Chicago, right? Yeah. Your pizza's not even pizza. Chicago <laughs> pizza is so much better than New York pizza. It's it's I, it's some sort of dish with the cheese on the bottom or something, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I can go both. I like both. It's fine. I'm I just uh, having you know, fun. Um, I, I, no, I Chicago Chicago style pizzas. The superior pizza. But Chicago-style pizza is hard to eat with your hands. Chicago-style almost necessitates knife and fork, which yes. sometimes, you're, sometimes you're just drunk and you just want pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago-style isn't going to get it done because that's a th- you got to sit down, you got to cut a knife and the fork. And you, you know, so I, well, I was pretending to be John Stewart. I don't know if you saw his rant, but he... he yeah, yeah, I saw that rant. It was really... It was, he, he did a really good job. But but you're right. Like Chicago style pizza is not a pizza experience to me. He, like he wasn't completely wrong on his rant. I I like Chicago style pizza. I think it's a reasonable food. It's just like you said. It, it's like a calzone or something. It, it's it something is that's a not... superior pizza experience, regardless of how handy it is. No. No, it, it's it's not a pizza experience. You at see, all. essentially, what we're talking about. Is the Italian American version of Mexican food? They're the all the 
Chicago-style pizza, New York-style pizza, all these different styles of pizza, the different ways they're cut, you know, diamond or, or checkerboard, they're all the same ingredients, just rewrapped and cooked in kind of different ways, just like Mexican food. They're all the Mexican food. I think it was Jim Gaffigan in some of his early stuff did a bit about how Mexican food is all is just the same, like six or seven ingredients, mm-hmm. just yeah, repackaged. Like she, we can name them pretty quickly. I mean, they're they're in a big bucket at Chipotle. They're right there. Yeah. Them out. So now this is a quesadilla. The only difference between your quesadilla and your burrito is the folding pattern of that bread thing. And Mm -hmm. the addition of this sauce or that sauce. I like to go to Taco Bell, I'll admit. So so my my one like fast food weakness not really a weakness, because when I'm when I'm eating healthy I don't go there. But when I go, the place that I pick out at is Taco Bell. Because they've always got something new and exciting at Taco Bell. They have a grilled stuffed nacho right now. Picture that. It, they take a giant nacho, right? And then it's in a triangle, like an isosceles triangle. And then they cover it with cheese and like hot sauce. And, and, and the, 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 the chip itself is all broken up and delicious. And then they wrap it in like a quesadilla type thing in a triangle. And then they put more cheese in it. And then they, they grill it. And it's amazing. And they just Thank came you, out girl. with that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm the only one immune to this. Taco Bell has. What never... about the Doritos Locos Tacos? These are tacos that use the three different types of Doritos as yeah, their Yeah, what about 12 ounce steaks and mashed potatoes? I am not <laughs> remotely tempted by anything Kyle's saying. If you not put just that in front of me, so I would throw it out the window. Cheesy Fiesta potatoes. Uh, crunch, I'm disgusting. thinking about the Crunchwrap Supreme I had but the other day. Supreme is nice. It's a lot of yeah, lettuce I, in there, though. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I here's the funny like I hadn't been to Taco Bell in forever, so my girlfriend the other day was like, "Let's go to Taco Bell." I was like, "Okay," and she she was like. We were waiting in line, and I was like, what are you going to get? Because I hadn't been there in forever. And I found the Crunchwrap Supreme. They still had it. So I was like, all right, yeah. And she said, well, I think I'm going to get a grande meal. And I'll just share, you know, and is that okay? And I looked at her like, what the? Because I didn't know what the fucking grande meal was. I was like, yeah, why are you asking me if it's okay? And uh, it turns out, so I get the receipt after paying, and I just see... Grande meal, it's like grande meal, and then and then it tells you what's in the grande meal, and it's yep. just taco, 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 all the way down. I'm like, what? The and I showed her. I'm like, what is this? Like, look, she must have hit the taco button too many times. She's like, no, that's a grande meal. It's ten tacos. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and you oh. can mix and match tacos or burritos. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know. I was like, I said, why didn't you tell me you were getting ten damn tacos? I didn't know that. You just said grande meal. I figured it was a it was a taco and maybe a a tostada, and then you get those little cinnamon cooked things, and they call Dude, it. Dude, have a you meal. had the cinnabon bites? I haven't had the cinnabon bites. I All right, you guys don't know. Brace I'm it. sending this message out so to everybody who's listening to this right now. If you are within a, a decent distance of a taco, but you got to go right now. Just stop listening to the show. Stop. You got to go get the cinnabon bites. I, I literally think they're the most delicious thing I've ever had. I had these things like two nights ago, and they were incredible. They're, they're I, these little I, like cinnamon donut holes with like frosting injected into them. I wish I liked your cheap bullshit taco food. You know what I like? Morton Steakhouse in Chicago. Like, oh is, yeah, what was that well, place yeah. we went to? I prefer that. that. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Now, if you want a good steak in Chicago, you got to go to Sullivan's, not Morton's. Sullivan's. Where like did we go, Kyle? Morton's. They're the same thing. 
Just we almost, nice steakhouses. I've I've tried to go to every every Morton's in all the cities I've been to. Um, we went to the, the, that last trip when it was you, myself, and uh, Joe. Joe was uh, Morton's. Okay, yeah, it's funny. Joe Lozon gets recognized everywhere he goes, but he cheats because his entire wardrobe says Joe Lozon on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's that guy? Oh, his shirt tells me it's Joe Lozon. <laughs> and you see him, and you're like, wait, are you Joe Lozon? Like, wait, yeah. he wears his own shirts? Oh, yeah. Oh, everything That's got to be a violation of some kind of man rule. <laughs> like, if you have your own line of apparel, I like, are you really it. allowed to wear it? I was like, everything you own says Joe Lozon on it. And he's like, yeah. You know, like, what am I going to pimp? Am I going to wear, like, Nike clothing, Reebok clothing? They're not paying me. I wear Joe Lozon clothing. And I'm like... That makes perfect sense. Why don't I wear Woody's Gamer Clack clothing everywhere? So, um, yeah, that's what he did. He mentioned that, cause, I guess, because he got recognized as soon as we walk into Morton's. Yeah, he did. I'm surprised he did. there's no Woody Craft shirt yet with, like, little I got to step up my game, right? You're right. Yeah, you got, I, I've got an idea for you. You put Woody Craft, you have little mind people making the Woody Craft logo. Like, it's incomplete. I would do that in a heartbeat if I had one tenth the talent it takes to do that. If you're I'm sure. I'm sure. This, right now, there are graphical artists ready to submit spec work. I would yeah, actually, put actually, it on the PKA subreddit. subreddit. I, would you say you'll pass? Yeah, I, I'm like I've seen their their work on, on the, the memes. No, there was a guy that did a a, a Max Payne wings that was perfect. Yeah, if you're that guy, I, I'd love your help. Now, I, I sometimes hit Twitter, and I'm like, hey, you know, can you guys, uh, you know, help me build a thumbnail or something? And what I get back is worse than the freaking Google Doodles we do on PKA. <laughs> what I get back is like MS Paint minus minus. It, it's like, it's like, did you get your dog to help you with this? It's, it, you know... And then they pimp their own channels in it. They're like, hey, I made this for you, Woody. And it's like, like hand, not even typed, like written letters with their mouse, like someone who's never done it before would do. And then they have their own channel in the bottom corner made by Wannabe Gaming. And uh, it's like, oh, well, thank you for your time. Wannabe no, Gaming, I mean, where the standards are extremely low. Yeah. So you know, and, and it, like, I do these like contests every so often, like, hey, you know, I'll give the winners some sort of prize. And uh, I almost never use the winner's work because I, I like they're just not that good. But I would love to have a Woodycraft T-shirt. If you have an idea, let me know. I, I so much appreciate that. But um, I was, oh, I had another topic. Do you guys need a new topic? Yes. Sure. Um, nah, I got this from Reddit. How do you believe humanity will end? Robots. Um, <laughs> really, Terminator style. No. Well, kinda. I think we're going to get to the point where we're so integrated with technology that uh, the the human part of us will cease to exist. Oh, you think we will turn ourselves into cyborgs until we're more robot than cyborg? Wait, more robot than than human. human. Right. I think that the planet gets more and more connected all the time. Right? We already have a global economy. We didn't used to have a global economy 40 years ago. It was kind of, but there, every, company, every country existed by itself. Now, you know, just to make a plane or something, it's half European, half American, half Asian. 
it's three halves, but work with me here. <laughs> when somebody gets sick, that thing instantly spreads globally. It didn't used to be that. It used to be that, like, oh, this is something that you're seeing in this remote African country. Now it's like Ebola. Yeah, that's an American problem too, right? That it happens here. I think that something will happen, whether it be an infection in the food supply, an infection in, like, a human-carried disease, but something will happen, and it will get spread super rapidly by an infrastructure that can do that that's much greater than we have now right soon we'll be able to travel the planet in three hours instead of 16 and bam everyone's going everywhere everyone gets globally sick at one time and that's how humanity gets dramatically you know wiped out wiped out ish to the point where we don't thrive anymore and it goes to like an apocalypse situation that's not bad. Huh? I was I was thinking more uh, global financial collapse brings down forms of uh, pretty much all large forms of government, and we're reduced to uh, bartering, fighting, right? A barter system and the nomadic tribes, et cetera, et cetera, and we just deteriorate until. We are no longer the dominant. There's a lot of people who want that. I'm sorry to cut you off, Wayne. I, I just I, in the survival community, they sit there and thirst. They're like, "What? The world's stock markets combined for four quadrillion now? Oh, this baby's gonna crash hard. And when it does, me and my collection of AK-47s will be king of the world." Or Kyle, Kyle with him being king of Georgia. Kyle, back I, me up. I, You're not that guy, things. I don't think, but you know those guys. Oh, yeah, totally. There's lots of guys that are like that. I've met them, and it's kind of a thing where, you know, I don't want to offend them. But I don't want to be like, hey, you're a lunatic. But So I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, man, that's, you know, those are p things that could happen potentially, and I'm glad you're going to be around to do all that stuff you just said you're going to do with all of that stuff you've got in that building over there that I was really impressed by. Conversations like that. <laughs> really well gotta go. guys. By the way, gotta go. No. Yeah, really well armed guys who have, you know, thoughts that, that it, you know, they think the world's gonna come apart, and when it does, they're ready. Yes. That's their they're, idea. They're training their children to be and part not of the, a new militia. And not in that pussy ass way that where they like build a bunker and hide out. No, no. The the opposite of that. They go <laughs> where they like arm themselves shit. like like you know, as well as most jungle militia armies are you know the guy, they've got everything that that you see in uh you know in afghanistan the guy at my local gun shop said if obama gets elected this country will revolt the gun owners are going to rule this country and the serious people the people who are serious are going to thrive i remember this tell us what serious means do you want to know what serious means you're yeah. at a gas station and there's a baby in your arms. And you have to be willing to shoot that baby in the head, to, in the get, head. The, to get the gas. That's what a serious person is. And, and I'm there buying a gun <laughs> from this fucker. You know? and, and, and he isn't scared of this day. He's not terrified that it can happen. He's ready for baby shooting day. He's ready for baby shooting day. <laughs> baby shooting day is coming, and I got so many bullets. It's gonna Hell be great. Far, I got these baby shooting bullets. I got a baby <laughs> shooting gun. Got my baby shooting holster. 
<laughs> this baby shooting optic here has tritium, so it'll work even if there's an EMP. <laughs> right. doubles as That's a the kind of shit they say. They I start can do talking some about nighttime baby shooting, some daytime <laughs> baby shooting, some long distance baby shooting, some up close baby shooting. The choke on this shotgun allows me to shoot up to four babies at one time. <laughs> <laughs> What about peak oil? I think that's over, dude. I just read about how we passed peak carbon dioxide emissions. They say that um, that peak carbon dioxide emissions has either occurred or it's occurring very soon. That uh, the cost of making solar power is so much cheaper than it was before. It's dropped like 90-some percent in the last couple of years. That it's becoming a viable option to make energy. And Warren Buffett just said, wind is cheaper than coal. This is a thing. Warren Buffett has invested, I just read the number like in the last three days, it was between two and three billion dollars with a B into wind energy. And that's his thing. He says, wind is cheaper than coal. The idea of building a coal infrastructure, all the eco taxes, all the processing, this and that. What you do with coal, if I understand this right, is you pretty much burn it. Heat up water, use the steam that rises to turn a turbine, and then that turbine spins, what, an electromagnet, and that electromagnet produces electricity you can push around. I think that's basically how a coal plant works. That is, but, you you know, it's even more, you know, you've got to refine the coal and get it out of the ground first. Fair enough. Thank you. On the other hand, you can get a windmill, which just goes straight to the spinny thing and makes energy, too. And they're just like, this is a way cheaper way to produce energy compared to coal. And uh, um, and then natural gas is popular too, which is also a limited finite resource, but it doesn't do much for CO2. The idea of peak oil, I think, is becoming less of a problem because the alternative energy sources are not just cool because they're clean. They're cool because they're cheap. And the problem is getting solved. This this whole thing. It seemed like eight years ago. What would be ago, the problem be that, though? For example, like, what if your electric bill goes down to, like, $10? Would would, pe- would companies even go towards that? And, like, you'd have to be on your own to, do, to deal with your alternative energy needs? Well, that, so you went pretty extreme with $10. But I think if they start producing, if they charge you 10 bucks and they're producing it for one, they like that more than if they charge you 100 bucks and they produce it for 95 but you said clean, Woody. Is I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to sound like a like an ultra conservative. Like, oh, clean energy isn't really clean. But like windmills. All right, that's a cool idea. And those huge ass things. They're Please not. Please tell in, me birds fly into windmills. No. Okay. <laughs> my, my question is, what are the long term weather effects on the planet when we need enough windmills to supply the power to 60, 40 plus percent of the country's energy needs. What happens to that? Because they are resistive. That's the whole way they work. Is they are resistive to the movement of wind? To to what? Is there any effect? I is it I feel negligible? Like no one's ever asked that question with every well, other structure we build. No one yeah. said what are the long term weather effects of trees or buildings or telephone poles or any of those other things. But I, I don't think that's a valid concern, and I put. Why, why, all no, my, my question is: Why would wind be 
like about like a weather concern. Like it, you, you, you need a wind blowing through. A, you need you huge a wind blowing winds. through a prairie. That wind's going to just blow through that fucking prairie. Who cares if you're That's a weather into the system. Energy. That's the lower portion of a weather system. That's the idea. Like that uh, wind is a. a I'm just wondering what the wind, though. The wind's just just turning I, I, the fucking I don't turbine. Think it, I don't think it affects it enough to. Is is there? I I don't know, but is there? I'm not saying that we should not do it. I'm just wondering. You know, when people say, oh, it's clean, it's clean, it's clean, they, they make it out as though there are no... Are you thinking like there's going to be like negative. some super thunderstorm or some shit? Here's I don't the are. I think that they haven't found a way to make them really energy efficient and quiet, and that it's more unpleasant to live when near a windmill than people know. Right? The problem there's is... a giant hum, there's a noise, there's a thing going on there. The problem is the pollution that's generated during the creation of a windmill. And how long it takes for that windmill to earn enough green energy points to counteract uh, the initial? No one ever does that with coal, though. Like building a coal plant's freaking a big deal too. Like this, the industrial complex that it takes to refine coal and then burn coal and the 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 whatever the turbine, the the water, all that stuff that happens with coal. They act as free, but they say, oh, look how difficult it is to produce a windmill. I'm guessing, and this is all the painkiller already statistics that I've researched, <laughs> <laughs> that it is cheaper and easier to build a windmill than it is a coal plant. I, well, of course, one windmill, but is it cheaper and more energy efficient to create uh, enough windmills to create right. an equivalent amount of power? Uh, yes. These are I, stats. <laughs> but my, my it, it it seems to me that the whole reason that we are so in need of for alternative energies is because we rushed into we as a as a species as a society rushed into oil fueled energy willy nilly without even fathoming the idea like hey we're burning you know fossil fuels and there's a lot of carbon that we're putting in the freaking atmosphere. And, you know, this may have an effect outside of, of our, you know, our, our, our ability to handle outside of just oil spills. We're talking about, you know, long-reaching effects here. And if that's the case, if we, if we are suffering now from our inability to be forward-thinking and, 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 and thinking about all the possible impacts... I don't. It doesn't seem like a good idea to ru- to to say let's go to turbine energy or wind energy without thinking again about all Wouldn't the long term possible Lefty effects. Was right. If this ridiculous notion that windmills change the weather, what if the Earth's rotation slowed down because of all the windmills dragging the, drag. the air? Like, like like the same way that like I can spin it at whatever some revolution, but if I held five giant um. What are those children's pinwheels? Yeah, and it would slow me down. <laughs> like, like if we just fill the Earth with pinwheels to the point where the like now a day is twenty five hours, wouldn't that be a thing? But and 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 for those you know people, I'm not actually I'm not one of those people that's trying to surreptitiously say, ha ha, see how stupid your idea is because I just poked a huge hole in it. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly ax- asking asking <laughs> have. Has, have people like discussed this and thought about this? Smarter people than I, way smarter than I. Yes, I've thought about it. <laughs> um, have have they like thought about it, said, okay, here's you know your worry about this. 
here's our scientific research or, or our, you know, our, our think tank on this, and here's why we think scientifically or whatever that this won't be as big of an impact as you might think it will be. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, this honest, is an I'm honest question, a very honest question. Here's my honest answer. Hmm. I'd much rather have a windmill farm than that big thing bellowing smoke down there near Lake Busby. Yeah. Yeah. And, and where windmills tend to be is a little bit away from civilization, which is super nice. Like they put them on the ridges of mountaintops or in the, you know, wide open plains. They're, they're not in subdivisions because that's not where the wind is. I mean, generally when you see windmill farms, they're, they're a sight to be seen. Like you want to go look at them. That's... I don't want to look at the fucking power plant. You're kind of right on that, but I'm going to say you're wrong, and here's why. Back in the day, they felt that way about telephone poles. They felt like, man, telephone poles are the most awesome thing. It's a symbol of our progress in humanity. And and they loved it. It was like, yeah, this is a cool thing. The town is decorated with telephone poles. And look at the electrical power that we have here. Look how current we are. Now, telephone poles are ugly. And I totally see that happening for windmills, too. Like it, and you're right. I see them. They are a sight to be seen. They're a lot bigger. If you've never seen a windmill, they're uh, enormous. They're way bigger than than you might expect if you hadn't seen them. But when we uh, were driving back from Chicago, I don't know what state we were in, but we drove through a huge windmill farm, and they're gargantuan. Like we were we were staring at them and trying to figure out how they were constructed. Yeah, and when you just sometimes see one blade arrive on like two semi trucks, you're like, damn, these are big. Mm. But uh, um, once you put them up in the distance on top of some mountain, they don't bother anyone, according to me. Or, <laughs> or out in the ocean. No, I'm never. I'm not familiar with wind power. Can they get that to ride a wire? Yes. Uh, so they they, they use the wire? wind power to uh, to turn turbines to generate electricity. So yep. it's just gonna be like they'll still use the same light pole system. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same. Yeah. You know, the, there's a. It seems like all the electricity I know of is kind of generated by spinning an electromagnet. It, it can be the generator in your truck. It can be the generator in a coal plant. It can be the generator in a windmill. Just get something to spin, and we can make some electricity out of it. And that's how, how about we just switch to nuclear power and shoot it into space when it's done? That could be an idea. If, fuck space. What? Fuck Mars. <laughs> Put it on Jupiter or something. Yeah, but... Fuck space. Can't you, what if you point it towards the sun? Is that hard? Maybe Does it'll the sun suck it in. I don't know. <laughs> See, that seems like a good idea, but then the I I mean, again, I can't do the math. I don't even know, but the idea, like the sun is a self-contained like fusion reactor. So what if we just start shooting fuel at it that may like upset the balance, and then all of a sudden, great the sun, sun flare. See now you fucked the up. Sun the sun doesn't suck up like the that. Earth without noticing to suck up a little thing. That's also made. true. Yeah, that's also true. It's 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 pretty big. I don't think it's a problem. So we need reactors and then the bigger problem reactors and when we launch a spacecraft, what percentage of the time does it work? Ninety five maybe. Yeah, at least something yeah. like that. We're pretty good. You go to some other country, fifty fifty maybe. You know, I don't know. I think they do pretty the well. Platform. But I don't no, know. There are other countries that, like, there are countries that do space stuff, like China and India. Mm-hmm. I would they have I, the same track record that we do. I don't want to ride a Pakistan rocket into space. I, I don't think our Pakistan is really good. See, but Woody's Woody's making a very very eloquent point here. Not about you riding the 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 rocket that's going to blow up wings, but the nuclear fuel is going oh, yeah. to rise into the sky four miles. Uh, 
blow up and scatter wherever you shot it from. Uh, yeah. Now one would guess they have some sort of durable container, and et cetera, et cetera. Durable containers are heavy and expensive, and eventually they cut costs, and, and you get a thing that meets the minimum requirements, and hopefully it works. And mm. That's uh, that's the challenge with your plan. It's a little risky. Space heck, elevator? You know what? Yeah. I have no well, idea what about how reliable space like, elevators are. Yeah, how are they going to fuel rockets? Those rockets run off like fossil fuels now. Solar rockets. Now, here's the other thing. Remember, people talk about putting all their oh, lefty. Please help me. What is the name of the place in Nevada where they want to put all the spent nuclear fuel? Yucca Mountain. Yucca Mountain. Yucca Mountain. Lovely place to go visit. Um, if you want to put all your nuclear stuff in Yucca Mountain, my George problem Bush. is not with the mountain. It's not with the storage facility. I'm sure if they were to have just one. One storage facility for all the nuclear stuff, they, it would be the best storage facility that could possibly be. The challenge is getting it there. Like, are you literally just going to load up spent nuclear fuel on tractor trailers as a regular practice and drive it across the country to Yucca Mountain? This was actually the, the plot of a Tom Clancy novel that he ghost wrote before he died. That's what they Here's do in Mexico. A... They drive it all down to southern Mexico, we recently found out when that That's truck Mexico, man! They... Uh, <laughs> A terrorist, right? I know, terrorist, boogie 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 bad man. But really, what if a terrorist just, how hard would it be to hijack a semi-truck? There aren't any terrorists, Woody. If there were, they'd be doing stuff. They're not real. (laughs) (laughs) You know they're not real. Come on. Terrorists are, are, when's the last time some terrorists did some terrorist shit in the United States? 2001? They don't do that shit here anymore. (laughs) If they wanted to, you would think they could. When you make so these decisions, we've want done to the equivalent of picking up our dog shit and throwing it on the neighbor's lawn. Like, oh, there you go. Terrorists don't do it here anymore. We don't care. <laughs> but it, like, ah, uh, allow me to get long-winded for a second. When you choose a system of government, you don't just choose it by saying, like, like, let's say that you love Obama, right? Hypothetically, he was your guy. You're like, all right, Obama should have a line-item veto. Obama should have, you know, complete authority. Obama should be able to do um what is it called when they don't let you out at night curfew curfew i'll go with that i think there's another term for it too but that works um obama should be able to establish a curfew all these things right and you say i'm okay with this because i love obama so much that he would never abuse these powers but it's still a terrible government because someday he won't be your guy or make it george bush or whoever was your guy you need to have a government in place that is so wonderful when a total, uh, I don't know, I was going to curse or something. A total D-bag starts leading a government that there's still a system of checks and balances that prevents him from being the worst kind of D-bag for, for your interests. When choosing how to store nuclear fuel, there's a similar thing going on here. You need to make sure that, like, like all right, are there no terrorists right now? Is nobody really motivated to do this thing? At some point... They will be, and this system will still be in place. And you need to make good decisions, not just for now, but for tomorrow. There's no reason we can't guard them with the same protocols that we guard weaponry with, or explo- or regular explosives. And what are those protocols? I wonder, is it just totally like security through obs- obfuscation? I can't, I've never learned that word. Ob- obfuscation? Do we just hide it? Is that what we do? Do, do we just, um, like, alright, it's a plain white semi. We don't tell very many people what's inside of it. There's plain white semis on the road all the time carrying bread, batteries, and toothpaste. Therefore, no one's going to mess with it, but it's actually a nuke in there. Or 
Do we surround the thing with Humvees so that it takes more than box cutters to get it? I say you plenty white uh, tractor trailer, but you keep surveillance on it. I think that's what they do right now, and they and they just GPS it. <coughs> and, and, that- and now the NSA is listening to this show because we're talking about nuclear spent nuclear fuel hey! and how they transport it. And- <laughs> that's well, an extra twenty thousand. NSA, can you get us the lost episode with Doctor Chiz? I think it was one fifty two. Can you give us a copy? My copy didn't record correctly, and it was a really good show. Neither did mine. Yeah, it's bad. Yes, I remember that. How about the show with the uh, guy from? Uh- Arrested Development. I'd like to see uh, yeah. that one go up one day. Yeah, yeah, that was a good show too. Remember, it never happens. It, it what yeah. happened on that there show? There were push-ups and stuff going on. I, oh, um, sit-ups, sit-ups, right? He didn't think it was funny at all when we started talking about the casting couch stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is um. What was his name? Anud. Brandon Lee, right? Or Justin Lee? Justin Lee, but his name on. Uh, I don't know. Arrested Development. The, the character he played was the Asian guy on Arrested Development. He was the adopted kid who, like, had uh, incentive to murder his mom or something like that. And uh, at one point, we totally acted like uh, he got his career by um, doing sexual favors on a casting couch. Mm-hmm. He didn't get the joke. I don't know. Didn't think it was funny. Didn't think you it know, was we funny. Just, we just kind of ran it by him. Like, you ever do anything like that? And he's like, actually, that's a really serious problem in the industry, and uh, we work toward ending that. And, and I'm just like... What'd you do, dude? Did you, did, you, did you have to blow somebody? Like, is that what happened? Did we yeah, touch dude, like, I'd have rolled with it. I'd have been like, hell yeah, that shit they say about Asians ain't true. But, <laughs> but <laughs> it was a very serious issue to him, I, I suppose. Mm. You know what show. that means is that he did it or he knows somebody that did it. Perhaps. It's not like a just like, a, oh, this is a very serious thing. It's like a, yeah, I did it. <laughs> but he was, uh, he, he was a pretty good guest and we, we had a good time. We did. We did. And uh, it was lost forever. Forever. We've got to conclude the NSA hates Pankill already. They just want to derail us. That's it. <laughs> I, don't, That's it. I don't like the NSA either. As a matter of fact, it, it, so people who watch me all the time now is kind of pro-Obama. You know, like I'm kind of pro the health care stuff that he's changed. You know, we're waiting to see how it plays out, but I'm I'm still on his side with that. I find the NSA stuff to be completely indefensible. I I... Like, the people on the left used to say Bush shreds the Constitution all the time, right? So many presidential... Um, lefty, what is it called? When, like, they they pass a law, but they... A signing statement, right? He he had, like... Mm. I, I forget there's a ridiculous number, like 700 times more signing statements than any other president did. And he would just say, basically, like, I passed this law, but with these exceptions. And you're like, you can do that as president? Just, like... Like, all right, you passed this law, but these are the parts I intend to enforce. But he did that. Bush, shred constitution. Obama, spy on you. Obama, civil liberties. He's got a problem there. And uh, and it's not just, you know, because I know a, a common defense is, well, these are programs that were initiated under Bush because of 9-11, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Obama no longer gets to play the yep. babe in the woods. Done. Done. <laughs> He knows they're going on. He and he like it has been brought to his attention now, because if I know about it, and and I see Reddit knows about it, I'm pretty sure the president of the damn United States should know about it, and I'm sure he does, it, especially since he's you know talked about it. And at that point, 
you don't you no longer get to say, well, it's an intelligence operation. I'm the president. I don't. I'm not involved. You know, directly within every intelligence operation ever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, this is no longer. I gave them a directive to to achieve this ends, and this is the means they use to achieve this ends. This is a. I'm aware of the means, and now I am allowing the means to continue to occur, and in some cases, grow, and mm. and like, and I I hold them to a different standard for things that are government, right? The economy, if it's not as great as you, you want it to be, if you feel like it could be better, I still give him a kind of sort of pass on that. He inherited a terrible recession, depression type thing. Worst we've seen in some time. People thought government might collapse over it. Not everybody, but Kyle's friends. And, um, <laughs> right? So, so, like, I, and even now, six years later, I still give this guy a partial pass. On some of the economic issues. Because you don't get to completely control those. But spying issues? That's a government thing. Especially like NSA. I don't. Does he even need like Congress to approve what happens? To you? Doesn't the president just kind of run FBI, CIA, stuff like that? Congressional oversight. He could probably issue an executive order and all of this. Executive stuff. order. I think the heads of these agencies serve at the presidential's leisure type thing. Like he could fire the CIA head, just like you know I could fire staff at Woodycraft or something. Like you know they serve at my pleasure, which made me sound like a douche, but. Roll with it. This is he has executive power over these kinds of things. Breaking news: Woody fires everybody at Woodycraft. Dot <laughs> net. You need a hobby. Net. You need a hobby. So, um, <laughs> I actually just gave out sweet Christmas bonuses, but um, <laughs> not firing. But anyway, um, uh, yeah. So when there's a problem that is inside the government, when, when there's like he is so fully responsible for that, I expect him to fix it immediately. If he wants me to think that he's doing a good job, which I hope he wants that. I don't know if he cares. He's in his second term. That's a thing too. That's a, there, there's an argument saying the president shouldn't be term limited because once they get their second term, they get to operate in that, you know, who gives, who gives a flip mode. And uh, maybe there's something to be said for that. I don't know. I don't know. I think we need to police our presidents a little bit better than we we have in the past. How many impeachments have we actually had? Two, right? Two, uh, two yeah. We have had uh, a couple, but we've only impeached it... one person. No. Or we? No, no. Is that right? Is the impeachment. No, 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 process... no, no, no. How about we impeachment and how many removals have we had? Because yeah, of one removal, right? Didn't John Tyler somebody get removed? Yeah, some Maybe? one of the forgotten presidents. Yeah, one of those guys with mustaches or something. Because Clinton was impeached. Clinton but, was impeached by Congress, but he yes. survived the. You just censored, whatever it is. censured or something. And then um, was Jackson impeached or something like one of those early ones? Well, Nixon. I mean, those guys had Nixon, duels back then. I think like was all but at the end of his impeachment process when he went. I'm retiring. Never mind. And then the next president pardoned him, and he just like. He was forced out, but I don't think he was officially uh, like convicted of impeachment. He was pardoned. Like, like he was, you know, yeah. John. It was Johnson, wasn't it? Who, no, no, no. Uh, Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. Right? Yeah, Gerald Ford was just like you know, clean slate to you, clean slate to several other guys. Um, a lot of people from the Nixon uh, organization. All, went down. all Watergate conspirators. Um, oh, not wow. just them. Some other guys went down. Um, 
I don't want to sound stupid. I, I want to say the Secretary of State, but that's not that's not true. Uh, but Kissinger should have went down. Kissinger was an evil fucker. I've been researching Kissinger and Nixon over the last I don't know a couple of weeks, and those were scary days. Nixon was a dude. Nixon would like he, yeah. he did not like you. He did not like you, and the United States did not like you. But as it turns out, like Watergate, as much as people pin that on him. It was. It really was a lot of people acting under direction of him to achieve, like I said earlier, achieving an ends, right? And the means that they chose, he he had no no way of knowing, or you know, it wasn't reasonable that that he would have been involved in every single process. And so everybody says, oh, you know, Nixon knew that they were going to break into Watergate, et cetera, et cetera. When he just said, I want to win this election, and the I'm going to choose you, you, and you to go about doing it. And those guys said, all right, well, we're going to break into the Watergate Hotel. No, see, that, see that's, why he, that's why, he, um, why he resigned as president, was so that he would no longer be a president and they could no longer go after him with, this, with the impeachment stuff. He would be a private citizen so he could keep his tapes hidden. Since then, only like 20 minutes of those tapes have been revealed. revealed. There's, there's hours upon hours of tapes, but he was able to defend them as a citizen legally to the to the end of his days, hmm. like, like the the reason he he, uh, he stepped down as president was because those tapes were going to be so damning. There's people who say there's you know references references to the Kennedy assassination, references to you know him him totally directing criminal activities. I, I think we're about four oh. hours in, but dude, I totally want the Kennedy assassination info. Can we just lay that out there? Everyone involved. In the government back in the 60s is out now. That was 50 years ago. You would have had to be 20 and you're 70 now. Like, come on. The, the whole government is flipped over. Like, how long does it have to be before? Somebody That's another one of those conspiracy theories where if you are the right conspiracy theorist, not, you know, there were there was an armed platoon waiting for Nick's, or, or excuse me, waiting for JFK if he didn't get shot on the grassy knoll. But like, Hey, that whole, you know, there was mortician's putty in the back of his head where there really shouldn't have been any considering that was the entry of the bullet. Why was that? That's like, uh, okay, why'd you do that? And and they were so secretive about the body and stuff. And the guy that did it was immediately taken out, you know, days later. The guy that they they're like, this is the person that shot Kennedy. Boom, that person's dead in no time. And the person mm-hmm. who said was I'm a patsy. Yeah, it's just so yeah. I, that shot they they say that Lee Harvey Oswald made is ridiculous. It's, it's well, ridiculous. but no, but isn't the the shooting the the Howard three rounds and what is it ten seconds with the most no, of the it's gun? Like, it's like it's like three rounds and two point seven seconds or something. Was it a was it a bolt action gun? Yes, an old Italian one. I, I believe it was a Sears catalog bolt action rifle. I don't believe I could shoot three times in three seconds unaimed with a with a bolt action two two three. Uh, maybe I could, but that's about the best you can do unaimed. How he took three aim shots like that. I think Penn and Teller did it. They did a they did an episode of bullshit on conspiracy theories just in general, and JFK was one of the ones they covered, but. While they sort of debunked some of the conspiracy theories, um, 
Penn Gillette has since said many times that he said, well, you know, we did the bullshit episode and we, and we covered JFK, but there's still a lot about JFK that, you know, doesn't really make any sense. Right. They just pick the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Like you could debunk the 9-11 thing and be like, oh, they say 9-11 had thermite on it. This proves that it wasn't thermite. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. But what about the Pennsylvania plane? You just didn't touch that one, did you? What about the Pentagon? Why is there no... Why is there a tiny, tiny hole in the Pentagon not one the size of a 747? Why did those engines that were on either side that weigh like six tons not make a hole? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if that's true. It is. <laughs> okay. There's something weird about the Pentagon crash too. That was that's that's why I don't like watching the conspiracy shows because I'm I'm, I'm sitting over here like everyone's this? out there to get us. Why, where's why didn't any of the parking lot cameras pick up the fucking plane hitting the building that f- pretty much flew like level with the ground? They proposed that um, the the pilot of that plane made a really difficult maneuver so that he he had to come in make a make a loop and then. Uh, you know, come back. He didn't take the direct route to the Pentagon. He could have hit hit it on one side, but he made a big loop to hit it on the other side. Yes, so because I think he wasn't aiming for the Pentagon. They thought he wanted the White House or the Senate or something like that. But he hit the Pentagon perfectly. But well, he he was like, all right, I don't see the one I'm looking for. Uh, here's a big one. Boom. But they say that that maneuver that he performed was a very difficult maneuver, and that just like two months prior, that guy had failed a basic um, flight test and a Cessna. I, and it's like I can't prove that what you're saying is wrong. I just I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a big ball of worms, big ball of strings. Things. All right. Well, I have a I have a uh, a clip here from Penn and Teller's bullshit, um, in which Penn and Teller reenact the the most in the gun. I, I, I if you're a JFK killing buff, you know, theorist, me, he didn't, he didn't use the most in the gun. gun but I thought like it was the most in the gun. No, he used a Sears catalog Italian bolt action rifle. It cost like I think ten dollars back in the day or something like that. So it's oh, really okay. cheap. All right, sorry. Well, yeah, I'll let this play. It's a, it's the co- you know YouTube now. It's the copyrighted show time. But I think it was he says fifteen seconds, seconds or something. So can three shots be fired in five point six seconds? Five point six seconds. Hmm. It's, it's he's firing from an elevated position, kind of through a tree. He's got to lean out the window a bit to make the shot. He's got even a good vantage point to do what he's trying to do. But, uh, honestly, the perfect place if you were going to do that, you don't want the target to be strafing left to right. You don't necessarily want it going away from you because that adds some complications and some trigonometry if you're a sniper. That spot over by the fence, though, there's a... The target would be driving straight at you for several seconds, so in essence, it wouldn't be moving at all. It would just be getting larger. So that's if you were gonna do that, the best place to do it would be with the target coming straight at you, not going away from you, and not from that position. The um, I just watched the Penn and Teller thing. You almost forget three shots in five and a half seconds. You're like, oh, the first shot's already cocked. See, it's really just a question of whether or not you can work the bolt twice in five seconds. And you can, if it's a smooth bolt. Mm-hmm. If it's a freaking... Uh, what is the 50 cal bolt action? A Beretta? Brett? 
Barrett. There's a Barrett, Barrett M95. That's the one I'm thinking of. I, I, and I shot one from... Is it it's AI? bold action. Call of Duty doesn't say so. No, I, I, I think there is a There's a Barrett M82 and an M95, which M95 is a bullpup. There's um, there's the one oh you wouldn't know what I shot at the Gamma Labs thing. I shot a 50 cal sniper rifle at this Gamma Labs thing, and it. Do you know who has the record for the longest sniper shot? Some guy from uh, Canada. It's Canada. Last time I heard, oh. it's Rob Longford, I think. What? Who was the company that made the gun? Like something international. Accuracy AI. International. A Accuracy International. The Accuracy International 50 cal sniper rifle. To work the bolt is like, it's not like. Like, if you're watching this, you're strong enough to do it. Like, it, everybody's strong enough to do it. But it's not something you half-ass. You're like, <clears throat> bang, slam, tug. You know, it, it's 50 times harder than a manual transmission. I don't know what else to compare it to. Like, can you do that? Yeah. But it, everything is a whack, sort of tug. These parts don't move around nicely. And, Holy uh, crap. Yeah, I've heard people just, when people are talking about operating stuff like that, the way they always describe it is, you know, you're like, is it hard? Do I need to do it like this, like that? They're like, just do it like a man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Is right. that the like one they man. call it? Is it the AS50? Or is that something else? The Accuracy International thing. Uh, just, I mean, just for, I guess, clarity. I'm, I'm Googling it. Apparently there's a lot of airline flights. Yeah, that look, that's it, I think. Holy crap. What about it? That's just, that's like naughty, that's almost to the point of not being practical. Because that's one of those that ha it has to be broken down. Like if you're if you're deploying that in combat, it's a two-man team at least, right? No. Like there's one guy humping the barrel, the other guy everything. No, it's, you can lug that around. It's, it's not that heavy. It's, it's heavy <laughs> though. It's it's no it's it's okay. It's, I shot it one time standing off my shoulder, and it's hard to hold it up. Like you can, but it's not like I'd hold it up and do it several times. Are you guys still there? You're all frozen on yeah. the screen. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like you can do it, Kyle. You shot guns in this class standing up on your shoulder, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, but you'll also admit that to hold it level and straight like that is kind of a strain. You need to be a man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I would bet a lot of women couldn't do it. It's it literally. You need to be a man. Like most women, I've seen women um, stand up and hold a fifty cow and 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 fire it. But it's all shaky. They're the kind of women who could whip your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's it's you need to be a relatively fit-ish man. You know, it's, even base level fitness man, whatever. And you're that guy. And you can hold it, and you can shoulder fire it, but um, yeah, you can't be a kid. Probably couldn't do it at all, and uh, that's how heavy it is. If that gives you any kind of thing, it's that gap where guys can do things and girls can't. It exists in that little thing. Right. I'm not. You know, I'm not a. Uh, you know, a big military guy, but I, I have no doubt in my mind that a that a sniper, somebody that is classed as a sniper and will be issued one of these rifles, is probably pretty damn physically fit. But still, I wouldn't want one of these night rifles as a sniper. Just imagine crawling through the bush with one of these big bitches. That's a big ass rifle. It has a really flat trajectory, and you can shoot through stuff, and that makes it. A good choice for some jobs. 
That would be more like an assassination rifle, like a like a modern oh, day yeah. surgeon like to guy. kill Kennedy. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what thirty caliber bullet right? kill a human, dude. You don't need got a that, uh, fifty caliber to do that. Let me help someone in case they want to see what this thing. I think you probably know what an AS fifty generally looks like, but like you can well, see I my Daisy videos. I, I had one for the, quite a while. L one one five or something they used. I don't think it was the AS fifty. I could be wrong. Now this this looks like what I shot. Um, oh, okay. I see. So, uh, uh, and I'm looking. I can't tell if it's if it's semi-auto or or the one I shot was bolt action. So I, I couldn't tell if that one was that or not. Whatever. I don't really know my non-standard guns all that well, but <laughs> it looked like that. It was about that size, about that weight, and you need to be a man to to do it. Not a Hercules, but. Watch that video, um, and and that's that's one of the few girls I know who can shoot one standing up. Might as well skip like the first minute or so. God, there's the obligatory butt shot. <laughs> I just skipped Dude, look that. Look at the arms on this chick. Oh, I've <clears> seen <throat> the uh, the channel before. Does she have to be wearing the short shorts when they're doing the behind? She her? always wears the short shorts. Oh, okay. So it's not time. just a. Okay. You so know what? A... YouTube has a lot of um, sometimes success in YouTube. And I was reading this about Jenna Marbles in particular, which is where this concept comes from. People like her because they want to be her. You know, there's a lot of girls who are just like, you know, I want to be Jenna Marbles. I want to. Um, uh, you know, like have the cute boyfriend, make videos, hang out with my dogs. Like if you're a young girl, the Jenna Marbles life might be your dream life. And that's like part of the deal. Um, I think that part of what this channel does is there's a lot of people who want to be that dude that that he is putting the channel together, knowing that his is that his girlfriend or his wife? Um. So so here's the genesis of the channel. The, the idea from the, the beginning was him teaching her to shoot, and when they first started, she was a complete novice, and they were not together. She was she was just a, you know someone he knew, and she went from being a complete novice to where she is now, where she's a really really tactical shooter. But obviously, you know, and I've talked to him about this. And, you know, she's really attractive, so putting her out there shooting stuff is you know a good idea, and that's and they do a lot of that, and it's it's. It's entertaining. She's uh, she's in incredible shape. I asked her. I was like, "What do you do?" She's like, oh, "I don't do that much." I was like, "No, no, come on. What do you do?" Well, I do insanity four days a week. I just do it four days a week though for thirty minutes, and I swim three days a week, and I like to do my squats on Sundays. And I'm just like, oh, "Wait, wait, wait." And then I do my acrobatics, and it was like, "Holy shit!" So you're a finely tuned athlete. Okay. Some channels. Their YouTube success is dependent on people wanting to be that guy. And I swear, the formula for that is, like, you love shooting. Don't you wish you shot like me? Don't you wish you had my girlfriend? Don't you wish you had access to these guns? Don't you wish that my gig was your gig? And that's, I think, how that channel goes. And that's how, like, I think Devin Supertramp, the wallet's may, maybe not a conscious thing. A lot of people just wish that they had the life of the people in his videos. I know I do. Wow, those guys are having a great time. When you watch a Devin Supertramp video, you come away and you're like, 
shit, so I guess I'll have these Cheetos. <laughs> Why am I not on the side of a mountain somewhere dangling from a rope with like 18 other people who are doing it too? But you've made videos, so you know what it's like. You know there's a shoot. You know everybody there is playing a role. You know, like it, like the camera's sliding by on a glide cam, <laughs> and there are literally people lined up, jumping up and down, cheering, looking at the camera, going rah rah rah. Take that, seven. That, yeah, right. That was a shot that they did. They, they all right, everyone, get excited, yay, be excited, and then they're all being excited because they were instructed to be excited. And then when the camera rolls off, I bet it's a good day, but it's also a shoot. Right, uh, one of the guys, the the blonde hair guy that kind of stars in a lot of his stuff, is has become a legit stunt man. Right, he's a stunt man. That's what he does. And uh, like he and Devin go and they put out these wild videos and they do their thing. And he sets up all the rigging and Devin does all the camera work. And it looks like a group of guys just having the like most fun sort of male adventure life you can imagine. But the reality is. It's a group of filmmakers putting on a show about a group of guys having the most fun life that a young male can imagine. Then they do a very, very good job at it. Because yeah. they, they paint a picture of, like, the perfect day of, like, just hanging out and doing some crazy shit. Yes. Yeah. And they've got pretty girls there, and they've got adventurous guys there, and, you know... Adventurous it, guys? What does that mean? Uh, guys who are willing to fly 75 feet through the air and land in oh, the Oh, I water. thought you meant guys who were willing to do something else. Okay. No, I was talking about stuntman like guys. And you sure? uh, um yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Devin's Yeah. What? I don't know. I, he was, it's really late here, Kyle. Would you stop picking on me? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just got gay and I didn't even know it. I'm sorry. I, no, I'm just being immature. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh really? So it didn't get Gay when earlier in the show you were like, Yeah, Wang, send me a picture of your gigantic balls. Yeah, that's that not true. gay. No, that was a medical thing. That's medical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a curiosity thing. Wing, like, send a picture of your that? balls. Get on the get on the job, would you? We all want to see right. these egg sized jumbo this balls. The, this is technically the Christmas episode. I okay. kinda like to see them like like that's all oh, wait! Wait! Remember when we all talked about how we didn't know exactly what we wanted for Christmas? And some of us were like, you know, if I want something, I just kind of get it. And it makes me really hard to show. Wings! I know what I want for Christmas. I want you to sext me a picture of your balls for Christmas. Christmas card, that shit. Do you remember? Was it last year? You got me like a, a ring from a bubblegum machine dispenser. And it was I got you that nice. Answers, but that was like three years, two two years ago. All right, two, two years, years ago. ago, and I got you that nice uh, dent puller for your truck. Yeah. I want to say you're in a little bit of a gift hole, and <laughs> if you want to dig yourself out of the gift hole, then send me a buzz. Send me a picture of your balls, and I All promise right. well, you they won't be distributed via Twitter. Let me ask you this. What is everybody's New Year's re resolution for this upcoming year? Not to see a picture of your balls. To stop masturbating. You might win on that one. your balls. <laughs> By January 1st, I will slow down on that process. Um, mm -hmm. New Year's resolution? Well, shucks. I don't know if I have one. Yeah, I have to think it through. I need to make more lists. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one? A Mine's list? the same as every year. The weight loss thing? Yeah, don't want to be fat by my birthday, which ain't going to happen, but I got the framework laid out this year. I'm ready. 
There you go. All right, should we wrap up the show? We're about four hours in. All right, Lefty's fault. My fault. The end of the show. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.